everybody, and welcome to episode 314 of the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. I'm your host, Jim. I'll be joined by Eric in just a moment in a episode that we have a bunch of books, some mail, and even a shout-out to the old-school rant and raves. But before we get into that, let me tell you where you can find us. You can go over to Twitter at Weird Science DC. You follow us, we'll follow you back, and we can talk about all sorts of things. We have a website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, where we review each and every book, almost all of them. The reviews now come out on Tuesday with the DC books dropping on Tuesday, so you can go and check those out. We have a Weird Science YouTube channel, that's Weird Science Comics, because I do both DC and Marvel video reviews there. I do those myself, and I haven't done any in a week or so because I have not been feeling well and I've been busy. We also have a Patreon account, and that's one of the reasons why I am busy. Patreon.com slash Weird Science, where we have a bunch of shows. Uh, shows, I try to have a show a day. Sometimes I don't hit that mark quite, but it's close. One of the big things, though, that we do each and every Thursday, me and Eric get together for the Patreon-only spotlight where we talk two books that are picked by the bad asses of the Get Fresh crew. Beep, boop. And this past week, we ended up doing Action Comics number 1024. I know everybody is wanting that one, but also Batman 3 Jokers number one. The huge book, the huge book. And if you want to hear me and Eric talk about it, and the whole episode ended up being nearly two hours. And I will give you the hint that one of us, me or Eric, actually gave Batman 3 Jokers a perfect score. So if you want to hear us talk about that, go over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdscience and support us for everything that we do. People who do support us are the badasses. They also grab the books that they want. That They don't care. They get what they want, those badasses picking that three Jokers. And here is where... We're going to salute them with the badass roll call. Ah, yes, they they do. They get what they want. They do. So here we go. We're going to start off with Jay Jennings, Optimus Prime, Josh Murray. He's not a robot. Andrew Belfast, Ted Probst, Lawrence Lee, Crow T. Robot, my man Robert Lewis. Forrest Polly, Cam, Joseph Wadsick, Dalton Edom, Matt Razor, D-Man 3000, All-New Dave, Lady Abby, Niels Tewart, David Fink, Joey Bercosco, Stephen Baum, Tony Walton, Brian King, Michael G, Ken Halleck, Polly P down under, he's in Tasmania, he is, Kampum Rocky, Cellar Dweller, Mark Jager, Eric G, Aldrin Stoja, Ulysses Jones, Nick Adams, Bill Beer, Ruben, Carlos, Lone Wolf, Marv T-Funk, Luke Hollywood, Simon, Luis, Manship, Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Vermillion, Bobby Bain, my man Pete from NYC, Batman Beyond, and Manga, Mark, who we'll hear from later, Brandy Murray, and Double Aaron. Double Aaron is in the house up there in Minnesota, and also give a shout out to the all-time great Reggie. We won't forget you, Reggie. And yeah, we have a bunch of books to talk about. I thought going into this episode, we were going to be very, very positive. 
Yeah, we, we still are slightly. I mean, more than normal. There are some books that drive us nuts uh, tonight, but there's also some that we love. Again, though, one of us gave a perfect score this week, but you have to go to the Patreon to hear that. But with that all said and done, and thanks everybody on the Patreon, not just the badasses, all of the support. We really do appreciate it. it keeps us inspired and allows me to tell my wife that I have to record because it's a job. That's what I tell her. She laughs at me. She, they all throw shade at me. But with all that, let's go off to the books. Me and Eric talking about this week's DC Comics. Yes, Eric, and here we are with Jim's reviews and is that what it is? some is that Eric's what it is? reviews. Well, Meat maybe. and cheese, man. Meat and I, cheese. I don't num, know. Num, num. If I end up, you know, thinking about it, it might as well be all of Eric's reviews. He's the darling of DC right now. Oh, my goodness. Oh, holy moly. DC is in love with one Eric Shea. Well, that's okay. And I'm I in like, love with them, Jim. Well, I like to think that that's something that, you know, they're finally getting around to. You know, Jim Warner around 2014 maybe that they'll learn they'll learn eric they uh, will but we have a bunch of books uh, to come up here and this is one of those where you know everybody's talking about oh man dc they're lowering the book amount all this and then we get this week and it really hit us hard yeah we had a bunch of books really really hit us hard here and uh, Without overall, doing Legion and Amethyst, we still had 11 books this week, nine on this podcast. Oh, aren't we doing those, Eric? I thought that you were actually, the DC darling. Actually, Bad Bad Beyond's on this as well, so even more. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And so, yeah, we have more books in this. And, and it's funny, too, because I stopped doing the, well, we have the usual amount, or we have the less amount. I just end up saying we might have, but this one we have longer. You're not going to yell at me about that, right? We have a longer <laughs> podcast. We should. And a more uh, books, though. I went back because we ended up, uh, or I ended up talking to some people about, you know, their, hey, I have a podcast and it's an hour and a half. And I don't know, is that too long? Because it took me forever to do it. I'm like, really? An hour and a half? Holy moly. So I went back to look again at that like 12 Dick. and a half hour. <laughs> yeah, that's what I am. Uh, so I go back to look. And the one podcast we had that was one of you, our you're longest. You're like a like high school and a half. football player who wants to keep reliving the glory Damn days. Right. Let me go back and show you years ago when we did this if thing. If I could get the 12-hour podcast and stitch it up into a letterman's <laughs> jacket, I would. And I, it wouldn't fit. I would end up, you know. But I went back, and the one episode, we had 21 books. 
21 freaking books. <laughs> and it, it's just nonsense. It, it is complete and utter nonsense. So with the idea, and it makes me laugh because the announcement of, you know, all this stuff with the restructuring of DC. Yeah, yeah. And and so I end up and I have Quality to picture. Quality over quantity. Well, and maybe. Hopefully. Who knows? <laughs> I, you know, well, I, I end up picturing while this is being announced, we're going to limit the books. All these cancellations. We're only going to have a set amount of books. And I'm looking on Twitter and, and everybody's losing their mind. And I'm like. I bet you Eric has the biggest smile as I have right now. Like there's a smile of relief. I mean, really, I'm like, yep, all right. This this sounds good. And it's one of those what you just said. We want quality over quantity. Now the best would be have both. That's what I like to think Look, that twelve and a half is, hour podcast was Eric. I don't right? want twenty one books a week anymore. No, well, I don't think we'll ever get that. And I'm saying we're never going to get that, Eric, I promise you. And even with the idea, we've become a little more wiser. This is a big week in my mind, and I don't mind it because it's not every week. Yeah, well, when we first started the podcast and got rolling, we ended up saying to ourselves, we have to do every book. That was our Yeah, we're done. I got you. That was your kind of call at first, but then I was the one who really cracked the whip. I really cracked the whip over the years. In fact, there were times over those years where about Tuesday, we weren't going to do all the books. By the time we got to the podcast, I had either convinced you, demanded to you that we would, or- made up fake things like somebody got a hold of me and oh, they no. wanted to hear a oh, book no. just so that it would get you inspired you act like did. i don't know this is the case the entire time like i got hey, away with this one i'm like i know it's exactly a game what you're that doing playing eric it's a game the game keeps rolling on i know you know but that's just part of the game as well but that is my last ditch effort of that so with that though we are like I said, wiser. So even we have been limiting some things. And if we end up not enjoying something that much, it gets the oust. Unless Legion. it's a huge book. And yeah. that's Legion. That's what I'm trying to explain people why Legion isn't on. Because as we're talking, I'm about to stop and we're going to have to go read it and put it on. So we will move on oh, from God. this. But what I ended up saying, and I think that it was in one of my wiser moments, Eric, I said, a lot of the books, especially books that don't sell well, like an amethyst, the only people buying it are going to be people who love it. And then to come to our podcast and hear us shit on yeah, it, who needs it, that? it doesn't really, no, we don't need it and neither do that. Legion of Superheroes, all those fans that demanded the return here, like, we don't need this shit on their parade here. Th- those fans disappeared, Eric. <laughs> they ended up having that parade shit on so bad they're that it just became a, a shit parade. Themselves, Be careful what you uh, wish yeah, for. I-, I think that they're, you know, in the fetal position in the corner. Uh, we did have a positive comment on the website uh, the from, uh, from Tony, who is a longtime listener and goes to the site a lot, that he is a Bendis fan and actually did say that he enjoyed that millennium and thought it was a classy. Right. I, I disagreed, but I said, yeah, that's yeah. fine. But he hasn't read Legion. He said, I think that, but, and this is Rocky ended up doing the Legion uh, God reveal. Bless him. And yes. And so when that was going down and all that, he ended up reading the review and saying kind of like, yeah, maybe it's not for you, but Bendis is so great with character work. I'm sure that he's focusing a lot on the characters. I laughed for about 45 <laughs> minutes, and then when I came to, I passed out. I was laughing so hard. And I came to, and I'm like, yeah, you might want to read this and see what you think, because uh, not a lot of character going on. But Eric, you're a character. I am. Uh, that, that's my transition. I'm so tired right now. I'm doing the whole 30 and eating a lot of beats each day, you're just and it's gross killing me. You are. 
It's killing me. Beets are a superfood. And I said to Logan the other day, eat broccoli. I said, and it's, it's better. And I also eat broccoli every day as well. And cauliflower. Eric, yeah. as I say, you, you don't I need call the cauliflower. You just need the broccoli. Cauliflower. It, it's kind of a combo pack that I end up steaming. But with Ghost this, broccoli. Though, I said to uh, Logan, hey, if God wanted everybody to be in shape, they'd make beets taste like candy. And then Logan said, that doesn't make me no, feel better. No. He, he's given up on the beets. I end up eating a can of beets Because kids still have taste buds. You know what else? I don't. I know. And that's one thing. It's good. I end up going, and I still end up having to put, I'll give a little hint for those who are now going to follow me in my one can of beets a day, though I also want to mention that a can of beets, it's one of the canned vegetables that does not lose a lot of its vitamin profile being canned there. Right. But I end up I end up adding a little vinegar, and that gets me through the day. Uh, the beets taste like dirt. Tastes like earth, like worms and shit. They're bad, but that's the transition. I, I have no energy. I almost feel like I need to become Atomic Skull Jim. Now that's a transition, Eric. That's a transition, but it's not a transition for this book. <laughs> I was looking at the wrong book, Eric. Detective Comics number one thousand twenty-six. Oh my! Is this a podcaster? Written by Peter J. Tomasi, art by Kenneth Rokeford, Andrew Hennessy, Dan Brown, and Rob Lay. Remember that Atomic Jim comment in the next book, okay, Eric? Just remember. All right. Eric may be the new darling in the eyes of DC Comics, but I know the truth about him and what he did last summer. Wait, that was my email to DC. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I ended up inserting that in here. Detective Comics is a joke war tie-in and name alone, kind of, as we get a place for a one-shot killer croc story. That damage to my brain. What is this whole tie-in thing space. that we have right now, though? It's like the Joker War tie-in, collateral damage. I'm like, yeah. why are we dealing with collateral damage? We're not I really dealing with the main story. I understand what they're trying right to do, and I understand what they're trying to do. And I'm glad you brought that up because there's something I want to talk about after my right, blurb. You're not going to interrupt me, there, jerk. But I'm sorry. no, but with this collateral damage, I think that that play. It, it, it's kind of trying to play both sides. Like, yeah, these might not go fully in, but you end up having this being a one-shot killer croc, a story to fill in the space before next issue's big celebration. You have the Detective Comics number 1027, a thousand issues with Batman, this whole big oversized deal. Uh, this We're going to celebrate this, Slam Bradley. This is just a never, never. <laughs> on the Patreon. <laughs> Shorties, my God. I know Eric loves himself some killer crocs. Boy, so. do I ever. Whoop. Whoop we call him Waylon Jones over here. Whoop de doo. Eric ended up uh, almost cracking the code on the internet way back about Waylon Jennings. The issue felt Jones. like it was yeah, not Waylon Jennings. Yeah, Waylon Jennings. <laughs> well, this issue felt like it was thrown together at the last second, and I really didn't like Tomasi's Batman. I thought he wrote a Batman that felt off, but everything in this issue to me feels off. Now, why I thank you for mentioning the collateral damage and all that is because I wanted to talk about what you are trying to do as a company when you end up having tie-ins. I'm just saying DC in general, because a lot of times you will have a tie-in because a book like Red Hood isn't selling well. We'll be talking about that later. And you want some people- You've got crazy collectors that want everything, so why not? And you might end up not even having crazy collectors, but even just regular schmoes who are going to buy Manship, I'm saying. But they yeah. may buy this Red Hood. And, oh, I like this. I actually like this idea of what's going oh, on. That's uh, the I'm case they fooled you things. good this month. Or, or it should mean something to the main story. Now, these tie-ins to this Joker war 
feel like they are not coordinated very well, especially a Batgirl when we get to that later. But even this and all these other things happening, there's not a good coordination between the books. And when you get to it, I do think that you end up having this Joker War became a bigger thing then maybe it was going to be at first because, you know, you have a shutdown, everything's going, you need to get some sales from what you know you can get. So you have this Batman event and go from it. We said at one point, Punchline ended up seemingly becoming so big that you got more of a prelude to the Joker War than maybe you would have got the designer got left behind all those things. But when I read all these, I keep saying to myself, like, is this... The, you know, is this serving anything well? Is it serving Detective Comics well? Is it serving the Joker War well? It's and I don't definitely think not this serving issue... Batman well because no. what we're dealing with with the main Batman book in the Joker War right now, he is going through some trials and tribulations within his mind of what's going on. He would just have Batman being Batman and a side story to what's going on that makes sense. Yeah. This, like we talked no. about last issue with Detective Comics, for the like time right now during the Joker War and to whatever happens next. This should have became a Batwoman book and what she's dealing with during the Joker War in Seriously. Gotham City. What the hell happened with Batwoman? I guess she might come back after, you know, the 1028. But even so, that just also then just shows me that this is just a throw in this killer croc. Because Bruce Wayne just- has lost his company, his money, his home. Everything to do with it. He's lost his mind because the punchline's talks right now. But we're going to take time off to decide during the worst time of Batman's life and pretty much Gotham's like existence at this point. There's some people that got taken in the sewers. Well, that sounds like a job for Batman. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it, no, there's other job people for that you, especially with her connection a lot of, to yeah. Killer Croc from the Gotham City yep. monsters that it we're tying into here. This should be Batman out. Batwoman in and then if you do have people oh I want to check out this detective you are going to get something different from the regular run but it it would make sense it would make sense bring coming in yeah and the whole idea like you said with Killer Croc this just really seems like it was tailor made for Batwoman which you already set up last issue and so with that you could even start this with Batwoman you You went out of your way DC to to make this up yeah and that's what I don't understand with a lot of these tie-ins and these tie-ins to this Joker War are not also the other thing that I wanted to bring up is a lot of times you'll have an event and maybe the event isn't kicking in like you want and you read a tie-in and all of a sudden oh my god you know this is cool this is something that's also happening with death metal that every time I read one of these tie-ins, that's a cash grab. I, only, cut myself. I end up, yeah, I, I end up being less excited. I don't oh, understand. And different. I think, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you get kind of excited. You got to feel like you're living Eric, but with all this, this issue itself, don't mind. This issue itself, I think you just broke your neck. This issue itself just feels like one of the digital first. Now you're not reading those digital first no. issues, but Just pretend you did because this is exactly what you get. You get an issue that ends up having a, you know, a couple moments where you're going to introduce a villain. Then the hero is going to show that they're not only just able to kick ass, but they have feelings too, and they're going to help out. And then you end with everything resetting. That's what this is. And with that, it's just nonsense. It is just nonsense. Now, I know you don't like Kenneth Roquefort's art, K-Rock, don't but mind this here. looks pretty good. I like it. Once it we is... get past our doomsday preppers in the sewers before they become yeah. the mighty mutanimals from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yeah. like, it looks great it to is. me. And this whole thing, and like, when I read this it's issue- It's a bad version, right? <laughs> I'm telling you, this whole thing, when I read this issue and the whole premise of the idea is we have some people that know that 
right now Gotham's going through some shit. They don't want to be a part of it. They've lived in Gotham too long to know when the Joker's on the loose, you get the hell out of town. They're going into the sewers to a bunker they have set up. They're going to wait this shit out. And then for for some reason, you know, Ace Chemical is still being in, like, you know, in uh, business – some shit getting dumped down the sewers. They get hit with a tidal <laughs> wave of mutagen pretty much and turn into yeah. the, the animals that are around them. Like, That's all this I, is. I looked and at this and I'm like, this is a bad representation of Batman, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because they just become like, is. you know, an animal that's around them. They just become sewer people. And then for some reason, Killer Croc is their god. Yeah. And with that, that could have some fun connected to it, even though they're just dirty and then filthy nonsense. But the fun never happens because you're just getting a race to the end and then you end up having a i'm gonna fight you croc if i win i get the people if you win you get the people nobody believes that anyway but even ace chemicals like you said they're in business they have all this mutagen i I know that we have this whatever they were making whatever the joker fell in we know that shit's still around because it's still being used in the three jokers and every time we go to ace chemical essentially I don't know what the pur- like the purpose of those chemicals are in the long run, but they make jokers. I know that. But on yeah. top of it, if you have a company that's this bad, keeps getting broken into, stuff is stolen and freaking used against people in the city. On top of that, you have a place that's making some weird-ass mutagen that the jokers, yeah. uh, clowns can just come in, bust up the vats, and they just run into the sewer and cause the mighty mutanimals here. I'm like, we need to shut Ace Chemical. I know it's a staple it of the city. Let's yes, shut this place down. The thing is, even look at the scene. The, the vats have like seven holes in them. Pipes are blue. I mean, really, where's OSHA? Times is tough. And you, you have this going on. And I would think that now you don't have to have Ace Chemicals open. I would have liked to have no, this whole to, thing start out down, with man. that it was shut down years ago. That Batman ends up, even with his money, he wants to buy it and just level it. But he can't. There's some weird owner. It ends up being the Joker probably We need to sense, actually explore they that storyline in DC of why Batman hasn't shut down Ace Chemical now, yet. And so I would have loved Where's it Wayne that Chemical? it has been abandoned. And then all of a sudden in this Joker war, boom, even you could even say in the three Jokers, all this, when you need it. All of a sudden, shit starts going, and that would make it more believable that pipes are bursting with mutagen coming out because this is just something that has happened. And then you would have, oh, Ace Chemicals, you know, firing up again, and this is what happened, and Croc could be mad, but really, he should just be mad at Ace Chemical it is one of the main things like in this. Even the even idea though- where the killer Croc is talking to us about what happened here, it's like this, his clown was looking to spread some joy and hit Ace Chemicals. They blew some large holding containers and junction pipes for Flooded the place out and, you know, still like uh, that strange area, like raw toxic waste. I'm sitting yeah. there, I'm like, why, did, why, why does Ace Chemical have toxic waste in vats know. right now that they are just What are they even bubbling? doing? I'm telling you, it's the whole Who's thing. Is buying like- anything from Ace Chemical? <laughs> really? Nobody would buy anything from them. And they're doing this. And yet, you know, everybody's getting mutated. And in a funny aside, when you do end up having the mutagen first go down, you do see a little turtle there. Oh, yeah. I'm you sorry, you see all the animals yeah. as if it was Teenage Mutant Ninja rat. Turtles, yes, and that's is. the whole thing where you become and that's what you to be are fun. around. But it's not fun. What are you, what it, are you doing with these characters? I'm telling you, once you have these people that become these animal people, these freaking mutants, and like, you know, Killer Croc comes down and realizes – well, shit, there's some ugly people down here like me. You know what we need to do, everybody? The Joker's done fucked up everything. Let's kidnap some regular people, bring them down, turn them into ugly fucks like us, and we'll have a sewer whole kingdom down here. And here, yes, here is the whole deal. Croc decides that he wants to save people from the Joker war. He's going to grab them with the help of, say, Ally's tongue. (laughs) The tongue comes up with Gene I think it's just Ally. Yeah, well, Allie. Yeah, I, yeah, Allie would be. I like Ally, but you end up having, but Allie, 
actually looks like a large tongue baboon. But with, with all this going on, you end up having this nonsense where he's saving people, and that is in air quotes, by grabbing them off the streets. And you end up having that at the beginning where uh, a couple guys, security guards, they end up disappearing down the sewers, all these other people. And so Croc then... Because now he saved America, but he doesn't like the idea of them feeling out of place because they, you know, look normal. So now he's going to baptize them into this mutagen nonsense well, that's going to end up killing it. them. Yeah, but even so, he even says, though, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure that they all get it so that they can look good and they don't feel left out again. What you're doing is in a weird way. If this had one more or two more issues, we're getting the cult of the croc, which we just already like had. Everything though, during we always have in month this of killer croc, because yes. during that whole like when the crime syndicate was taken over, he went down the sewers, became King Croc, and it's essentially yeah. the same story with mutants now instead of homeless people. Yeah, with mutants instead of the homeless people, it's just that the homeless people become mutants. But the fun of the mutants, you don't have but that. Now, get and this basically, up. Batman comes down. Like The thing is, get this though. This is our plan going on. Croc is down in the sewers with all this mutagen going on. It's turning people into monster men. And we want to take more people and turn them into monster men. Like, Croc is saving some of this mutagen for himself to keep the freaking stuff going so he can make yeah. you know Kingdom Croc. We find out from Batman, as soon as he comes down in the sewers using his cow sensor, that this is going to pretty much degrade anybody's DNA. It might change yeah. them into a mighty mutanimal at first, but they are going to die it's from this. It's going to kill him. But not Killer Croc for some reason. Like, why no. does it not screw with his DNA? Because his DNA is always rock solid, Eric. It's already chock solid. I'm telling you, I hope that Batman, I see Batman has, you know, the breather, but I see some skin there. Oh, yeah. He's, he's bathing in Croc's shit. Oh, my God. Him, like, whatever. Yeah. They're all in it. And Everybody's so dying. Y- you end up having the new it's not Rogues Gallery. It's the new Rogues Gallery everybody wants to get a piece of. Ratty, Ritz, Hardback, Gup, Alley, Garter, and Bandit. Do you like Bandit's look? Do you like the chain with the lock? Well, that's how you know she's necklace? a badass. Damn right you do. But yeah, you don't get anything with them. I mean, if I ended anybody up wears quizzing, a chain and a padlock as a necklace, if I ended up quizzing up. anybody at the end, yeah, well, I don't you dare quiz Carter. me. Well, yeah, because you don't get them. And then you get their origin where they're just sitting there eating hobo chili and playing cards down in the sewers waiting, like you said, not as what they say, conscientious objectors. No, These they are, are waiting down there, pieces of shit to take advantage of not dying and then going up and going through and Even the idea where the they rubble. talk about, oh, there's some conscientious objectors down here. And they're talking, obviously, the, the world up above right now is shit. Joker's taking over everything. He's going to freaking cause chaos. But after it's all said and done, like, we're going to go back up there. We're going to carve off slices for ourselves. I'm like, you're going to take advantage of people that are hurt and or dying and need help and mm-hmm. just take over what you want here because you are a piece yeah. of shit. Conscientious objector is not just I don't want to be killed by the Joker, but yeah, you have all this. Well, you have Batman say, "Listen, you're building your kingdom on a foundation of death. Everybody's going to die. DNA. This is all screwed up. They're mutants, but they're going to die. You can't do this. I'm going to beat don't the believe crap you, out Batman. of you." But yeah. I'll tell you this: it goes here. back and forth. We're going to fights right now. If you <laughs> win, you can have all the people, and you can take me into prison. If I beat you. I get the people, and, I'm, and you go away. And I'm thinking to myself, obviously is Batman deal? is going to win this whole thing. But I think that if Killer Croc did beat the crap out of Batman, Batman is welching on this bet that he agreed to. Oh, I'm to. telling you. 
I would love the idea that he loses and he's like, he looks all at right. all these other people. He's like, Smell sorry, you later. <laughs> sorry, guys. I guess, uh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be going now. I'm telling and you, though, so this, this actually upsets me more than anything. It's I'm such telling, a you, weird You have a silly thing. story that's just out of nowhere that yeah. wants to tie but into the Joker. It's silly one. enough. I want it sillier with these mutants and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, all that. But I mean, and you're, you don't you're even taking away from Killer Croc at this point. He went yeah. through so much, like in the story like line of DC Comics where he was in the Suicide Squad, he paid his debt to society got out went to monster town his buddy tusk died he went through all this crap to try to save the universe and then actually was given the hotel in monster town by tusk so now he is on the up and up he's at the straight and narrow he's no longer killer croc he's just waylon jones and he has moved on okay the joker war for some reason went through monster town destroyed everything took the hotel away from croc blew it up i'm killer croc again i'm gonna be the (laughs) king of the mutants Hey, hey, Croc. And now no, we just have Croc, killer Croc arrested again. for kidnapping now. And yeah. it's like, what did we do with Croc? And this is the Nothing. thing is, you know. And then you get that ending where Batman has to kind of sit down with Croc and treat him like a real human being. Thanks and for talk to him and use him. But why? Which was is, his big you know, deal in Gotham City Monsters. Yeah, it was. It was because he was looked at as and a monster. why you should have and Batwoman here. So with this – you end up ending this and, and play it off like a mystery, Eric. When you have a hamster that writes a mystery, he obviously starts at the end and works backwards. And with this, you have like this ending that's wheel. good. Yeah, you have this ha- you have this whole idea that's good with Killer Croc of thanks for calling me by my name. Now, give me a story that leads to that in a progression of either, you know, there's Killer Croc in Monster Town and Joker comes in and laughs at him. Ah, you're all monsters. You don't, you know, anything. Or... Have this be legitimately a killer croc who's not kidnapping people, but trying to save them. Yeah. He just ends up You make up him Atomic Skull in the normal Superman book when Atomic Skull went legit and became part of the Metropolis yeah. Special Crimes, you know, with Maggie Sawyer. That's a cool turn. Yeah. If you I, have... Yeah. If you have Killer Croc, you're in Monster Town, a part of Gotham, which I think is some. Actually, this is the best part of the book that we killed off Monster Town because it was the stupidest part of Gotham City. Yeah, it's gone but now. It's gone now. It's giant monster remains are all blown to hell. But if we have Killer Croc showing that he is, you know, a part of the city, he is saving people where he can. He's bringing them down the sewers, but getting them off yeah. the street. It's a way better story than the Mighty Mutanimals here. And and I'm telling you, you can even go with the idea that the Mighty Mutanimals there are. Mutated by Ace Chemicals nonsense And Croc is trying to save him But the mutation's going too far They are getting violent, they're doing things And then Croc needs Batman to come in and help John Carpenter's the thing at the end That'd be good I I just want Batman to come in And you could have had a Croc-Batman team up Where they end up having to you know, subdue these. They're not going to kill these moons, but subdue them and get them the help they needed. That's all you needed to do. And and just show Croc how we've had. Croc has been the, you know, AA sponsor of Roy. I mean, he has Great done character. a lot of things. Yeah. And you end up every time he shows up, you never know what the hell version you're going to get. But this is the most generic one. And it is a just a not a ripoff, but it's a retelling of a story we already had, but you don't have enough space to even do that. So you don't get the fun of the mutants. You don't really get a setup. You just end up, if you beat me, I'll give you the people. So oh. That's it. And then it's over. I did like the art, but I gave it a 5.5 because I, just I just thought it was nonsense. I thought that it was just surface level nonsense where I think that they would admit, yeah, we just had to throw in an issue. I, I couldn't even tell you that this wasn't, Remanufactured, I'm telling you, like though, this all, was laying all around somewhere, and they just now, added and some even stuff. the ones that I think that Croc kidnapped, they're all dead because they're DNA degraded. Yeah, 
Yeah, so there you go. But doesn't that just wipe the slate clean, Aaron? Remember when I said Kidnap. I would... <laughs> show me the proof? Yeah, really. Where's the bodies? Yeah, and remember when soup over there? I said that I was going to talk about being atomic, Jim Eric. Well, that is the lead into the next book. It's Batman oh, Superman number eleven. I don't even remember what I said. <laughs> Written by Joshua Williamson, art by Clayton Henry, Alejandro Sanchez, and John J. Hill. Joshua Williamson takes a page from his flash run and ends his atomic arc with unexplained twists and a bit of nonsense. And while I'm glad we got to see Ultra Humanite again, this story in this book seems to hang out on the corner of Uninspired and Forgettable Avenue, Eric. I hate that corner. Yeah, that's where I do tricks. Williamson is content to prove that Batman Blow and Superman guys. like each other each and every issue. We know this. Other than that, the book feels like the two big heroes aren't really they allowed really to do like much. Each other, Jim. Yeah. Come on, every issue. Uh, <laughs> they they aren't really allowed to do much, and when they do, they they kind of act stupid. We get the classic horror movie ending though with Atomic Skull, which makes me chuckle at the end. So I it's did the best like part that. of the book. Yeah, and we wanted Atomic Skull to continue on. Uh, now I just want, now that we're talking about it, I just want Atomic Skull Killer Croc to start hanging out, talking about how right. bullshit all the heroes are. They are bullshit. Get get Maxwell Lord in there too, Eric, right? No, Maxwell Lord? I don't care about him. Bloody nose going, hepatitis. You end up pushing, though with this. Pushing real yeah, good. Yeah, really. You end up where I think that the, you know, mutated nonsense uh, objectors they might be here because you have the version right, of them on. here in Gotham when they, you know. People the are story, going. You got to pick and choose here because we're we're doing these books first out of name only. Detective Comics, Batman, Superman. Yeah. These should be big books just in name only because when we have the first book, Detective Comics, we have pieces of shit turned into animals, men, and we're supposed to care about this whole thing. And now we have Atomic Batman. Just imagine Batman with yeah. a flaming atomic skull and atomic it's like skull. Like the last book, this story goes nowhere and yeah. nothing is explained. No, and he even has... That's actually, you know what? Detective Comics has a better explanation I think than so. this does. Uh, people seem to like this issue. I don't understand it. You end I up... like Ultra Humanite and I like the ending where Atomic oh, Skull has... I like has, Ultra Humanite you know, as well. Regenerative abilities out of nowhere because Atomic. Batman, Why not? Batman's head's on fire. Batman has an atomic skull head. He's also got circuitry all around him. And though the fun of this would be, and I don't know the fun, but the stakes of this would be seeing stakes, right? Well, you'd have who ordered the steak. You'd end up with the stakes being a Batman who's being controlled by ultra humanite and is doing things that Batman normally wouldn't do bad stuff. This would be a big stake as well. Oh my God. Not only are they going to try to kill Superman, but Batman's going and cracking skulls and, and taking and names, that, but they how don't do we let save this. Batman and yeah. make it so he's not, you know, yeah. atomic because Batman anymore. Because if you don't do that, he even with the idea later he's going to blow up. But even before that, you got to stop him because a Batman with an atomic skull deal here, he could Who's destroy being everyone by a freaking giant monkey well, man. Come he, on, yeah, he ends up jumping into the fray here because you have a bunch of pieces of crap that are going to go to ground zero of the atomic skull blast to kind of grab some things and, and run. I think that they now yeah. have cancer because of the ground zero. Yeah, <laughs> is what That's we what are. That is right. Yeah. So Batman comes in like, what are you doing? Get out of here. But you'd never get that next level of uh, ultra humanite says, well, this beta test was a failure. Uh, you're stronger than I thought you were. Your mind is better. But so I'm gonna you're not you doing Batman. bad things. So and what? we're going to kill Superman. What? Why, dun, have the, dun, why have dun. this scene? This scene is only to set up that Batman then could give the wink-wink hint to Superman later of what he has to do to save him. Because there's no real reason for this, for Batman to show up, not hurt anybody, because he can't, because he won't, because he's fighting this off. And at this point, 
I think it would have been right, better right. if that Batman full in. Full in here. Yes, whatever you do. I don't, I don't do. know what you're talking about. Batman hit them guys with the atomic some, blast yeah. out of his hands. To, to knock them out and then they're tie dead. them up. You know, they're tied up then. Dead bodies. But yeah, he says, get out while this you atomic can. This atomic Batman's a monster hanging dead bodies around that have been terribly I'm burned by you, radiation. I'm only going by the man in charge, Ultra Human. I does say that this was a failed test. That we're going to go back to my cave and we're going to check out what's what and when they go back right away superman shows up it's like enough ultra humanite does the superman punch there that we see often you know in the, the yeah, he's, Roman Reigns, right? he's Roman Reigns. he shows up now also i just want to point out that ultra humanite he talks a lot of shit he, he is a shit talker through and through through this if whole I was deal a, bi- a bionic albino gorilla i might talk some shit too but he's talking shit about this army that he has he's a bunch of zombie nonsense they do nothing i mean the, the roman reigns punch, joker's army the roman reigns punch must just knock all these assholes out because they're never to be seen again they just disappear he had all these guys there well you end up with ultra humanite attack the supermans this was my plan all the time now the plan at one point we thought maybe Maybe the plan was get the the brain into the supervan's body control all these things. Well, what this ends up thing. being we, is shade. We, now we talked about the whole thing when we first got the first part of the three issue arc where Ultra Humanite is there, Atomic Skull is there. I'm like, this could be a really interesting story. By the time we get to this issue now and find out what's all been going on, how it ties into Teen Titans, where Atomic Skull he was magic way made by Jin and Damien, so he was wandering around, had no idea who he was. Yeah. Came across Ultra Humanite, who then used, like you Siberia. Know, <laughs> he used his science to somehow undo the magic that Damien and Jin had done. Whatever, you know, his his memories were fuzzy. But the thing is, you know, the Ultra Humanite used Atomic Skull then. It's like this. Get this, guys. Years ago, Superman, he fought me. I was trying to steal something. He tried to stop me. He said this thing was going to ex- explode. I didn't believe him. And you know what happened? I exploded. I've been pissed at that Superman ever since. Yeah. And now that I have the atomic skull, you know what I'm going to do? I'm finally going to get back at that Superman. So what I'm going to do is make him go to Gotham because that's where Superman would be. Yes. What? Oh, <laughs> yeah. And and with that, yeah, I'm going to go to Gotham. You're supposed to be a smart guy, Ultra Humanite. Why are you telling me we're going to Gotham wow. to find Superman with atomic skull I, I don't know and even with it you have to tie in like almost and this seems very and i i hate to throw the shade out there it seems very tom king-esque in some of the progression because i think that at the point you want to really push the idea ultra humanite found atomic skull yeah and his memories were knocked out because they, they were nonsense him and but, jay garrick got fuzzy memories but, this week but you started out the whole arc with atomic skull fully remembering everything saying batman i'm good i ended up and please all that me. Superman, please help me. So then you had to revert that. He ended up having no memories, and then I showed him his memories, but then I convinced him of this. But then he got it gets so convoluted to try to tie into your own beginning, but even more so, you end up where really in my mind, the ultimate plan of Ultra Humanite and why this kicked in is Superman, you ended up saying your identity and you were Clark Kent. You laughed at me because you're this timid guy pretending, but you're strong. I'm, what is going on in this book? This is the world's finest because it's nonsense. And it's so just surface level. What are you level talking again. about? After it looks like Superman killed Batman in front of Ultra Humanite, he's like, when, when I was in his mind. I could feel what he thought of you. Please. The respect and admiration he carried for you. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, all right. He, he, yeah, Batman, you guys love each other. Superman. You love each other. I'm like, he likes, likes you. But even with that, though, you end up having 
you know, Superman go against Ultra Humanite. He punches him. You know, later it, it shows that he's kind of a robot drone, but Superman, he doesn't know by punching him, but he ends up fighting him. And then you end up having the big deal, too, though. Does it with- matter that he's a robot drone, really, for what we get in this whole no. thing? Because we are at Ultra Humanite's secret hideout. The idea is... We're going to have Superman kill Batman. Yeah. If that's the case, awesome. But we're also going to use, you know, pr- hopefully, or the Atomic if, Batman if to blow up. they were lucky, up. Batman kills Superman, but that exactly. didn't work we're out. We're going to have the Atomic Batman blow up, you know, just self-destruct that asshole, blow up, take out Superman. But it's okay, everybody, because the ultra-humanite here, you know, the bionic albino gorilla, he's only a robot because he can't be in the same area when Atomic Batman explodes because he'll die. And then you look three feet over three to the left feet where, his away, brain where his brain is, is just, just saying, sitting there in a tube. Oh no, shielded. that's protected. I'm like, motherfucker, that's really? glass. I don't care what yeah, you say. An atomic blast that we saw wipe out the <laughs> blocks and blocks. That brain's gonna be okay. This is that an brain's awful, gonna boil this in is that an water, awful whatever plan. liquid it's in. Also, just to get Superman to this cave, you end up having Superman. Oh, you, you didn't cover your tracks. I just saw the atomic skull radiation. Now the radiation that now has become regenerative. The atomic Batman, and yeah, you have an atomic Batman. And so when you have this fight, you end up having Ultra Humanite, which, again, isn't there a better straightforward plan to kill Superman than all this rigmarole? This is why these villains never work out. This plan is so convoluted to what ends up being, I'm going to blow you up. I've, I've seen Superman in the middle of an atomic blast. It don't kill him. It doesn't. And so who knows? You don't like with it, that. but you know, he usually but, comes through in the end. Yeah. So why not just get this nonsense out and use your money to buy some kryptonite like every other villain? I mean, really? So you have this, though. And Batman, who has been able to fight through the Ultra Humanite. Now, I, I do want to mention that Batman is giving the wink wink to Superman to pretty much tell him what he needs to do is – Use heat vision and blast Batman's hey, chest. There's something I need to get off my chest. <laughs> oh my! Uh, you know what? Wink, Did I wink. ever tell you that you're the bomb and that I feel for you Close near to my, my heart? heart? Well, with that, this is another thing that is so much nonsense. <laughs> Ultra Humanite. Now again, it's it's a robot, but he, he, Ultra Humanite says. I read Batman's mind right before you killed him, and he really likes likes you. Well, why didn't you be able to tell that he was doing a plan you, here? You have two a, a telepath here. I don't know why they don't play the idea that you can't do something with Batman thinking because he is in fully control yeah. of Batman at this point. I'm like, you can't do this, Batman. Yeah. Like. If you want to go He's some weird hitting. bullshit after the place like this, I used my Tibetan training to put my mind somewhere else while I talked or whatever nope. you want to do. They're like, but I'm just sitting there like, he just I, I don't get how you're doing I'm, this. I'm telling you, you don't see it all penalties. Nudging him, <laughs> giving him the wink, wink. We do, we do have security cameras, right? And so when you have all this going on, there's Atomic Skull Batman. <laughs> Superman. He blasts his chest. He ends up going and melting a device that's inside his body. It's fine. It's fine. And the idea of this the pinpoint being, precision of heat vision, I do love that. Well, you do like that, but there's still something that's burned inside. Plus, you you have entered a body in the chest with that, which Batman just says at the end. Later well, on. He says he kind of recovered a little, but the idea that it's an atomic skull. The detonator they're talking about is what would end up causing the whole rigmarole to blow up and make the atomic explosion. But when Superman gets this, it shuts everything down. He's no longer atomic, but 
how can you have that burning but, head and then nothing? I, that's it, the thing. So, uh, the thing is, this I want to get rid of the wind storm with the, you the, know, the, the, the Oh yeah, the freaking the hologram yeah, the freaking flame on top. Deal. That's not but, what's uh, happening. Yes, yeah, so we destroy the Wayne Tech chip that will allow us to, like you know, ultra humanite to explode Batman remotely if he wants to. There's bigger things going on that we need to discuss, like Batman's head being atomic fire at one point, him shooting atomic blasts through his body. We need to talk a little bit more about this. Yes, and the idea that I still think nah, he's good, everybody. I still think Ultra Human I can read his mind and would know he's alive, but he's just laying there in the back to be the big <laughs> MacGuffin. Ha ha! And then so because now it's just going to be a fight between Superman Ultra and Ultra Humanite. Ultra Humanite is he's just he's pissed. He's mad. That he's not the best and he's going to show everybody that his brain is great, even though it's degenerating. And then it becomes a thing where it kind of has lived because of this atomic energy of atomic. So everything's getting thrown in here and none of it adds up to a good story because Batman then ends up zapping Ultra Humanite from behind. Ha ha, I'm alive. And then cuts the cable to the power, which then shuts off the robot Ultra Humanite. <laughs> And then we have the ending where, yep, the brain was three feet away, but would have survived an atomic explosion. But we're going to send that off to Star Labs, which, you know, is on the up and up now. Just even this whole thing where we take the ultra-humanite brain to Star Labs. Look, yes, they've had some problems lately. I don't want to go with Dr. Glory's out of the picture, so maybe they're on the up and up again. But we have ultra-humanite's brain in a jar at Star Labs. I'm going to go through the whole thing because, like we said, we have Atomic Batman at one point. He's better now, but... Frankly, the brain matter should be dead, but something about that atomic skull's radiation yeah, this signature just comes out, is yeah. displaying regenerative properties. It's baffling everyone, Batman. I'm it's like, baffling them. And the and thing is, like, we have the world's greatest detective right now, and then we immediately move on to burying atomic skull's body at a cemetery. And the worst part is, it's uh, they're burying a guy who wanted to be a hero. He yeah. actually turned his entire life around and was trying to warn Batman and Superman about all this. He essentially, in my mind, died a hero. Yeah, he did. They bury him at Strikers Island. They bury him at a prison cemetery. Prison cemetery. On an island. Yeah. Yeah. Dick move, guys. You do have a, you know, a headstone that says, you know, died a hero, but you're still burying him in a, a prison, prison cemetery. cemetery. Prison cemetery. A place that he, like, more than anything in his entire life wanted to get away from and, because he was afraid yeah. of it. And a lot of the points where we saw it Let's by the end. Let's take him back to his freaking haunted house, freaking, you know, childhood fear yeah. and bury him there. Yeah, he's, and he was tortured bunch of there. Dicks. <laughs> it it's a bunch of assholes. It really is. So you Batman end up with Superman that. Batman and are a big bag of dicks. So the then, end. yeah, yeah, basically, but they love each other. You end up though also with the idea. <laughs> not you you want to end up, you know, clean slate usually on these, but you have to throw in one line that I'm like, really, Eric's going to be pissed because it's like, yeah, I don't think that ultra humanite brain is going to be able to be implanted in anything ever again. Oh, great! Really, yeah. you have to throw that in there. You have so, to throw is that, that in what you're there. Saying? Let's make a bet right now, Batman. Yeah, really, <laughs> I'm going to make that bet. It may be a while, but still. And then they take the brain to star labs and they don't even know what's going on that's connected to a you, network i, I, I want hell? a weird ass thing where we have the brain team up with ultra humanoids brain so we have the Here's whole the idea thing. of transplanting brains and brain. different things that's I want, I'm, I'm saying i was going to say this as well i want either having mala in the brain getting mad at ultra humanite because he's making a brain he's still, and a gorilla look bad he's, in he's one fell swoop right now or 
put that brain into Mala's. Now you have Mala, the brain, and the brain. You're trying to take the the, the love of the brain's life and to replace it with ultra humanite. Damn right. The last thing we saw, they're separated. But Glass, they can't even touch her. (laughs) They can't even love each other anymore. But yeah, then you have, uh, you know, what Joshua Williamson thinks is the great moments to show that Batman and Superman really care. One of them is (laughs) pairing Atomic Skull at Strikers Island. The other one is where Superman just goes and shows all the people their dead loved ones in body bags. That's your dad. You have this little kid there. Ah, I mean, that's your dad. He ended up being taken over by the ultra humanite, but he's better now. He's better. Oh, he's still dead. And I just saying, just, they just were imagine, upset, but. Just imagine this whole scenario, though, where we have a room full of body bags. We have Superman waiting for people to show up and be all, you know, mind fucked by this whole ordeal. Yeah. I returned the bodies that Ultra Humanites stole. Most of them were from <laughs> graveyards in Gotham. It was hard for people to know their loved ones. I'm like, you were showing them like this. The whole idea, you don't have to say anything. No. Yes, you want to have to let them know Please. that their loved ones are returned to the graves. But you Please. were showing them decomposed bodies yeah. of people that had died for years ago in my mind. What you're doing is making them relive one of the worst moments they've already lived. What is this? Heroes in Christ. Hey, kid, you ever see right? a de- de- decaying body? Yeah, uh, and with that... I know that it may not be as ethical, but Superman, job, Superman. <laughs> just go back and put the bodies back in the graveyard. You don't have to tell anybody. Well, that's the thing is, that. as long as we can ID the bodies, which I doubt people are going to be doing by seeing half skull faced monster men. Like, you know, I'm like, it's almost let's like just that take little care of this ourselves. that we don't need to have in here. You, you, nobody was thinking well, talking where about the bodies that. going back. The whole thing now at the end of this whole issue, we have to tie this into why Batman went after Damien yeah. and the Teen Titans now, and it's all because of what Ultra Human I said. Somebody was keeping Atomic Skull captive. We have to look into this. I'm like, well, it is your son, and I want to think that you are Batman and would do this outside of Ultra Human I telling you the woe tales of Atomic Skull. Yeah, yeah. It seems like it's the lesser Especially reason. Especially when we actually have the Teen Titans book where all it seemed to be was, you know, Bruce Wayne went back to Wayne Manor. He went to Damien's room, ran his finger across something. Red clay, what have you done? <laughs> what have Damien? you been doing, my son? But then, yeah, you end up getting the you know badass Batman. He's doing surgery on himself. You end up having Bat- uh, Superman show up, talk to Lucius, and then they have to you know really profess their love for each other by hey. Remember what I said about not liking that identity reveal? I was just How many upset times have we done myself. This now? I know, and this book is all that is, and I think that that's the. You know, wow moment that we say that they tried a fan service moment where it's getting too much, too little and all this stuff where you're getting too little story and too much of this. Hey, Batman, you're pretty cool. You know what, Superman? You're cool, too. All right. Fist bump. And then you you just that doesn't that doesn't wipe out all of that nonsense before, Uh, you know, the, the nonsense that you got does not get wiped away with. Hey, you know what? I think you're pretty darn cool. But then you get, you know, you the know horror what, movie Superman, ending. I am the world's greatest detective, and I'm detecting you're a little curious yeah, right now I'm of how soft I'm my lips are. I'm detecting some things. I might not be a mind reader like Ultra Humanite, but I'm getting some vibes here. There, Batman. And then they start kissing, and of course, Superman doesn't use the tongue at first and gets a little upset. But you yeah, end but up- he also stays that freaking straight-lipped, and Batman can get it in his mouth. That's either. true. It's fucking awful. That's true. But yeah, you have Atomic Skull come back that, and a horror that, movie that return. <laughs> no, it does not. This <laughs> yeah. is my fan fiction now, right yeah, now. Yes, that is mine as well. We're going to have to go off we should have the fan fiction part of the podcast it, it would get very sexy it would oh, but what you else end is up, there i really you end up with atomic skull you know 
hand through the grave deal. Yeah, he, he comes he out. He whites his thing, digs himself out of his own grave. I don't know why you have to have him say he needs a drag, but he goes off. And then that's you what I'm saying. I'm going to dig out of a grave. That's what they say when they dig you out of anything. Dig you out of bed, the shower, whatever. Dig me out of the gutter. Whatever. It's like you and Brandon. What do you need? You need a drink all the time. You end up with the Brainiac Files return. I'm like, really? Did they leave? You, I, I don't know. The thing is, I, I don't know if it's just because I don't really care about the Batman Superman book and looking at the numbers on the site, nobody else does either. But the oh, whole thing my, is, wait a minute, Eric. That's a hot take right there, Eric. I have it said. I didn't think it was going to be for I, that, but geez. I don't recall the Brainiac Files, and I don't know who asked for them to return at this point. Oh, well, uh, from the solicits, Eric, and as you know, on the Patreon, I do a solicits podcast I've every month for both DC and Marvel. You wait till later in the week to yeah, listen to man. that. Um, I think that the Brainiac files are including in, you know, that new, that new files that they have set up for the villains. Isn't his ass a chair right now? Like, what are we going to get from his files? You you know, something about being a chair? I I don't know. No, it it seems to be the villain files that they set up. Hey, hey, Batman, you know what we should do? We should go and, like, go to the Hall of Justice and go to the, the computer and actually insert. Files about the this villains. This book is terrible. Yeah, it is. It, it, this book is like one of those I had where so much hope it has for it, nothing. Though, when we started with Ultra Human and Atomic Skull three issues yeah. ago, and it just went nowhere into and a nonsense, convoluted explanation to get us other places in other books. But this is Joshua Williamson's mo. He does it on the Flash all the time. You end up having a pretty cool concept that then. Just gets, you know, diluted and washed down by the idea that he doesn't really have any way to explain things that he wants to do. And then you end with MacGuffins and twists out of nowhere. And then you just end up, all right, let's shake hands and go. And so uh, I just, I'm really five. done with this. 5.5, <laughs> I gave it on the site. So. I, I want to go 5.5, but I like the, the art. Point, I like the art as well. Yeah. I'm not giving it And a, it's better than last. This like is that. Clayton Henry. And we didn't like the art as much last issue. I think it plays out better I'm this I'm telling issue. you, the thing is, the sticking point to me, because I want to go 5.5 because it really does like the last issue yeah, to take comics feel like a 5.5 for what we get out of it but I'm just sitting here and just thinking about the ideas that went in like the idea like we talked about in the, you went out of your way to fuck something the idea of the Batman and Robin the world's finest right now they took a topic skull he died a hero time to bury him <laughs> in that prison cemetery yeah. I'm like the, yeah. the, the worst thing that ever happened to him. He needed to get out of there. Mike, you just did the How worst thing you? ever for yeah. this character. Thank God he dug himself out. He no, needs he a drink real bad he did dig himself out. He needs a drink now. Is this the way that if you end up having it be that Atomic Skull – we don't like him. We actually like him as a He's hero. He's a good guy. He's great. But if he goes back well, to a villain – I say that. I like him as a villain as well, well. He goes back to a villain and it's because of that. You buried – would you then have to go back and re-record this? i make him more this? of an anti-hero at that point because he's still not bad. He's just kind of pissed that these assholes would do this to you a big bag of dicks. You know what would be cool if he was like driving a motorcycle around with chains and stuff? That'd be Awesome. And he, Not like in the way he is. Oh, I, I thought maybe he'd like go for some vengeance, Eric, is what he's going to do, right? The vengeance. got a specter for that. All right. Justice League Dark is next, Eric. And what uh, – yeah, I don't know why I said that. That's the transition. <laughs> you got the what are you doing here? I'm telling you, I have a lot of problems going on right now. I am, I'm trying to soldier through just like the Atomic Skull, and I'm doing just as bad. Eric, what's next? <laughs> Justice League Dark number 25, but not an anniversary oversized issue, just no. a number 25, written by Ram V with art by Amanke Nahulapan, Jun Chung, and Rob Lee. Wonder Woman and Zatanna are in the Upside Down to find Z's father, but they've also found the Upside Down Man waiting for them. So even though this fight has been brewing for a while, 
it just kind of, you know, comes out of nowhere here because it seems like we're coming to like, you know, the end really quick. But uh, the starting the starting pistols fire here where Zatana, uh, Zatana's magic seems stronger here and Swamp Thing's new powers can allow him just to go to the upside down because something, something green. Who knows how long these three will be able to continue the fight. And by the end of this issue, it seems like that everything will fall on Bobo finding Constantine. But who has Constantine? Wait, something, something green side. You end up Tony, with at this, this point, going I have this on. written down, and I'm going off on tangents in the middle that I lose my place. Oh, I'm like, I, Uh-oh. I know what I know all about that. <laughs> I really do. I don't know if you heard me just a minute ago say Just League Dark. Uh, uh-huh. You end up having this, and it starts off with a flashback deal of Zatanna as a girl, and she ends up Learning. finding a dead rabbit and brings it back to life for it only to go off and be the villain in the Wonder Woman book. That's but, what happened, right? This yeah, is I think it bunny, is. And she, it's the villain it's because Mahaney. sometimes. That is better. It's Mulhaney. That's what it is. That now, if that tied in, I oh might end up having to just <laughs> get, get give it up. <laughs> We're done. Yes, they would have done it. But with that, this book is constantly, like Talk I said, the Batman, setup. Superman. You end up having all the time. You know what? They're best friends. You know what? They're best friends. And it gets old. Yes, in this Just League Dark, even James Tyne and all of this, the price of magic it is overdone. I love it here because well, the it's cost very of magic personal. is seeing what that actually means right here. Because no, yeah. the thing is, you deal with the idea of cost of magic very minimal to what we actually. It's just lip service. It really yeah, is. It, it's very much lip service, especially in this book where we actually have, you know, for the longest time, magic has changed. Yep. What does that mean? We have to define what that means now. Who knows what the hell it means anymore? But now mm-hmm. we're just going to get back to base. We're going to move all that shit aside because we're up against the upside down man from where magic comes from. We just gotta show that magic has a cost and what that means for, you know, Zatara and Zatana. Yeah, yeah. And with that, you end up getting backwards word magic there. And I actually read it and enjoyed it, where Zatara ends up taking the cost. Uh, Yeah, really. And takes the cost from. Satana, I think that that's a good thing because Just it even sets the idea up where you can he, do that. So that I think is important. he runs up and sees Zatanna doing magic as a young girl, bringing it's this bunny cemetery. back to life. It's what it and, is right and away. And stop as the bunny comes back to life, runs off, and immediately has to pretty much you know take the bullet at this point. Does some backwards magic where he takes on the cost to himself. And Zatanna has to learn when the magic has a cost. Yes, because your brother is now uh, your brother. Your father is now spewing up spewing blood from blood. the freaking book. It looks like me with beet juice every day. And yeah, he ends up, and I was like. Oh, my God, it's going to kill him. But it's only a little bunny and it's only a little girl. So you end up having that. And it's we, also we, the idea. We got to bring Satara back to life, everybody. We got to yes. bring him back from the upside down. What's that going to cost? Yeah. And so, yeah, really. And who's going to take it? Is Zatanna going to return that cost and, that's and all what, that? That's what we think. Zatanna, beyond yeah. anything, has wanted to get her father back. And we assume that's what we're going to do with the whole thing. But from where we started this arc at, where Ram V showed us the ending first, where it seemed like the whole JLD was dead, the yeah. upside down, man. What's it going to be the cost if we have to bring the entire JLD? JLD back no, to life. We're going to have to see, Eric. We're going to have, well, really, are they any better than a rabbit, really? But we'll see. Yes. But with this. Yes, they are. I, what is a man bat? That's two things. I'm at, every day I ask myself that question. What the fuck is it? But with that, I do like this issue. I actually like this issue. Yeah, it seems forced to get to the finish line. I think that I'm this book you, is only lasting the 30. And yeah. we are oh, running yeah. as fast as we can to get to the end of this issue for the stuff it wants to do to get to this big battle. I'm telling you, the big battle that's been started since the first arc of this book. And now we're here 25 issues later, and we're finally getting to this whole thing. And this feels because Zatanna wants to get her father back. It's kind of out of nowhere. Like you expected a bigger yes. setup because even when – the Upside Down Man says to Wonder Woman, you know, the last time we talked about it, you told me you were going to fix me. You're going to find my place in the universe besides for Hecate's evil part, you know, counterpart. You said you were going to do this. And if you couldn't do this, you were going to let me have the Earth. 
You said this one woman. Yeah. What now? You know, we're not going to talk about yeah, that we're, shit. Yeah, we're not doing that. And, we moved on now. Now we're just going to fight, okay? And, I, I said some things. You said some things. Let's move on. Yeah, and almost everything with the other characters, too, is the pointing. Quarter, yeah, really, but it's also, and did he, or was that James? That, you know, you have Ram V trying to Doesn't figure matter. some things out here. But you end Dude, up where most the of the characters. What's that? If, if, if this is the same thing that Batman took that belt with Waylon Jones and Detective yeah. Dunks, if he lost that belt, he's watching, just like Wonder Woman's watching right now. It, exactly. <laughs> Do you have all this going on? The heroes, man. And all the other heroes are really pointing directly to the end game of this. Now, I know that I yell a lot about DC throwing out issues, their money grabs, all this. Is this possible that DC is actually thinking of the fans of this book? And the reason why we're not getting an oversized number 25 that we always get is because a 29 or 30 is going to be an oversized finale. And they don't think that people will dig having those in a row because I think that's what's happening. That's the only problem. I think that they would then (laughs) with that as well. But maybe it's the pacing of this. issues and actually justify it? Oh and say that that because I think that this is going to end. I would guess at thirty, but the way things are kickstarting here, you end up where it might be like twenty nine. the The book is solicited to November. All the solicited November. It's not canceled yet, so maybe in December or January we'll see that it will be canceled. Yeah. And because it is getting to an end, and I can't see them taking this book any further after this one over long two year long story is over because you're going to be resetting in this book and the the just league odyssey already canceled uh they were supposed to be something different it seemed and then they just became oh yeah they're totally dealing this book way. i i warned everyone i said this book was going to meander for years and it did but I like this issue because it ends up, even if it's a push to the end, even if it is. Well, you hey, get a let's great go. emotional connection for what moments. we're dealing with yes, here. With that's what I like. Especially trying to go after her father and what yep. that means. And even the idea that we have, you know, Bobo is going after Constantine because, you know, Constantine, when he took off after screwing everybody over with the freaking, you know, the, the, uh, the whole thing with the parliaments of yep. life and stuff at the end of that arc moving on, he took off. He left the thing for Bobo. Like, if you need me, come find me. We know that Constantine is going to be a crucial part of what we have to go here. Swamp Thing even knows this whole thing being yeah. reborn. And so we have to have Bobo go off and do this, which is going to add a great element. Because by the end of this issue, when Bobo finds Constantine, he's magically turned upside down. He's Tarot an upside down man like, himself. So, so what we're, yeah, we went to Madame Xanadu's and we're yeah. going to bring her into the book on top of my camp. That seems like a lot of fun. I just need to know what's up with Swamp Thing with the idea that the coolest thing we've done so far is say that since he's been reborn – all these different parliaments, the gray, the red, they're all working within him. Like, mm-hmm. that is a huge goddamn deal. He's like right the now. white lantern of the, you know, the avatars now. He has everything exactly. going like, on. Exactly. I thought cool. Black Orchid was cool before it was half green and yeah, half yeah. red, but now we just have, you know, pretty much the ultimate yeah, parliament avatar I mean, at this really. point. Yeah. And for some reason, it bothers me, though, because he's talking like, you know, we've seen him do these things where, like, when he went off into the, like, the original, well, not even the original, when Alan Moore took over Swamp Thing, when he went, to, you know, to a different planet and became that yeah. part of the freaking green and stuff like that he's talking blue, about those aspects of, yeah he became part of the blue of yeah. that green but now he's talking about he can reach out these different places like you have up the ante with swamp thing and where he can go but for some reason we have the place where magic is born the upside down we have seen this place it is just like a void it looks like mm-hmm. and hey there's green there swamp thing can go there i'm like 
the hell you say? Because I don't say any goddamn great. I'm like, what yeah, are you talking about? Yeah, and that about? was just the, you know, Swamp Thing just saying. We need here, and we need a yeah. reason for him to be there. So Swamp Thing just goes, well, there's green everywhere. So I'll look for the green and go there, and then we'll terraform it, and we'll change it. Uh, but with all this, you end up also I'm where. Gonna, I'm going to put the upside down man in my hand. I'm yeah. going to pet him. I'm going to squeeze yeah, him. I'm going to name him George. Things. Get rid of those flies. You end up with the Zatanna gets taken off the board in, in a way. She ends up dissipating, but then she comes back and it's, you know, she's stronger. She's all this. Well, and This is where magic comes from. Of course, her magic's going to be stronger here, which sucks because when we had it before, yes, we had to remake magic. So things are different now. Obviously, it's going to drive me nuts just thinking about it because it was never defined. But when the Upside Down Man showed up, when anybody used magic previously, there was a bigger cost. It would mess people up. It would backfire. It would do yeah. all these things. But now it's just kind of fine. And not only that, but enhanced because we are here. I'm like, okay, we're upping the ante because this is going to be the big battle. At least it's yeah. cool. This entire series, whenever you deal with magic, where for some reason I the know. speed force, things are just thrown out there and never explained. It, it yeah. drives me nuts. And the green. I mean, even now, it, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on. But I do like the big moments. That This is more of an action type deal and going now. Great. With it, I, uh, I'm i a dummy, I guess, but when they ended up having Bobo go off, when you end up having Swamp Thing, hey, Bobo's going to go off, we're going to get everything together. For some reason, I thought he was going to get Blue Devil and bring him back, and I was like, all right, and then it was That's Constantine, for the finale, which was cool. Jim. Yeah, That's I hope for the that, finale. They, I hope the that they didn't forget about him. Everybody wants, like, we're going to guess what, everybody? <laughs> we're Devil. bringing your favorite character, Blue Devil, back. I actually Devil thought back. that's what it was, because of the whole deal, or he's going to find Nightmare, you know, all that stuff going on, and maybe resurrect some we're people. Gonna, we're going to resurrect the Nightmare. Master, That's what I everybody. thought we were going to have as well because of the idea of the cost and the resurrection of the Is bunny Nira at the still beginning. Doing okay? Yeah, who knows? But you end up though with this where. Yeah, you're setting up this big battle. I don't mind that. And yeah, it is a forced way of doing it with the MacGuffin again of, well, there's got to be green there somewhere. So only a little sure. seed, boom, I'm there. Yeah. We're going to change it. We're going to do this. But God, Swamp Thing looks good. Oh. Every panel he's in this whole thing. The even art when we have is to go what back. makes me love this issue. I mean, it, I love the art. Well, I think even it's when great. you try to tie into what we had before where Swamp Thing is saying goodbye to Abby Arcane, this whole thing where it's, it's different now because this isn't the same Swamp Thing. You know, he's not even like, you know, thinking of himself as Alec Holland anymore. So even the, uh, like the memories that he thought he would have as a man trapped in a plant's body, even though he's a plant who thinks he's a man, all that nonsense aside, look, he knows he's supposed to feel something for yeah. Abby Arcane and here. she'll so feel a, something as well. A standoff, so. kind of like, I, oh God, I got to do this, yeah, but I don't know. really it's care. It's like you, any sort of social thing that you have to do. Yeah, you know, any kind of responsibility. I, and actually, I, I'm even going to say it's like you who just has to tell somebody happy birthday on Facebook. You're like, yeah, do I got to do uh, this? It's Mother's Day again. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so he goes to do that. And I like that. And it does end up referencing the whole deal with the Alicolin. It does a good job. I think the yeah. movie does a good job here. It's just the idea that the story has been going on way too long you ended up setting up a lot of rules that never ended up meaning anything but i do like this starting to be the run to the I, end i will tell you though that like you know when he says when i walk into rosewood where i have tethered this world to the green i'm like well that better be a big part because he plans yeah. on reaching out to the upside down and all these other places in order to find wonder woman zatanna but i'm like all right you went back to rosewood you have tethered rosewood to the green now i'm like what does that mean? Are we pulling everybody out through the green in order to get back from the upside down here? Because I, I don't know what it means. Just the idea that I've tethered the world. I'm like, 
That sounds just because you use the word "world." world it sounds very huge at this point. So, what is it like? Does it? What does that mean in the long run? Because now I'm very curious. Because that's the thing is, I keep saying every time we talk about Swamp Thing, he is the most interesting part of this book, and we don't yes. do enough with him. Like, I don't care about Man Bat anymore, especially if he's not going to freaking take his goddamn injections and turn into a giant Man Bat. Yeah, so they kind of lost about. track of what he was even doing. And it Little Schmeagol looks- freaking, you know, uh, like Doctor well, Langston. Now he's, like, he's smoking <laughs> cigars. He's drinking the the whiskey. He's, he looks like the Teen Wolf. He's nonsense. He does. But it also looks like he's got a shortwave radio and he's broadcasting to Nepal, I think, Eric. Testing, well, that's pretty testing. Cool. That's not yeah, wrong that with is that. pretty cool. I, I like the shortwave radio. Oh, ham radio. radio? Hey, why would I shortwave radio when I, there's longwave radios to be had? You end up with all this going on and you end up having the upside down man. Ha ha. You, you could do all you want. Satana comes back. She ends up using, and I will say right now, the greatest version of the backwards word magic even if it's not magic like, where she does pew, pew, magic backwards. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's meep meep and you know why it's great because i i didn't need to struggle to read it Eric. i right, knew look, what was going on I I guess, you have backwards magic okay I'm, I'm not i'm just gonna nitpick this i actually don't mind this part at all i just want to nitpick it because it's silly to me but backwards magic itself okay you got to say it weird magic backwards in order to get what you yeah. want I couldn't imagine trying to. We actually, you and I spent an hour trying to say something backwards no, so we I put can't it forwards it. for, a, it. for a podcast one time. Where yeah. We actually sat down, we wrote it down, we spelled things out. We tried this experiment to try to do a weird Twin Peaks thing yep. for the podcast. It was the biggest waste of a goddamn hour oh we've ever God, done. It was so we've long. actually like never hit record on certain things. No. That was better than this. But yeah. this whole <laughs> idea. This whole it idea. Was so, <laughs> it was so bad. Now this, you me we're just a bunch of idiots, is oh what happens. God, but no. We sat there for We the best rooster bus for sale. And, and then on, I think what? at the end, we're like, we could just record it straight <laughs> and reverse it. That's all we have to do. Stupid. Slip it, reverse it but, like Missy Elliott. I mean, so really. Look, that adds a little gravitas to the idea that you actually have to say things backwards oh for it to work magically. Yeah. But when you just put your fingers up like you're finger banging people and say pew pew backwards, they're like, this is magic. I'm like, no, that's nonsense no, is did, what it is, but it's, you at least it's there? fun. It's fun. Now, in that point, did you want like a, you know, the, the no, finger no, bang guns? <laughs> yes. Or it'd be funny bullets, that whatever, blast. what she ends up doing there pew, pew. is makes everybody st- stinky. Because she said pew all pew, right, they're now. all stinky Aww. now, right? You got it. And then actually, the upside down man turns into Pepe Le Pew and starts getting real handsy on everybody yeah, real they do quick. On that character, they yeah, can do that. But now we just have another Looney Tunes crossover. I, I never I asked don't, for. I don't think that that we'll ever see a Pepe Le Pew crossover. <laughs> he Pepe is Le Pew. not of this time. Uh, yeah, so you end up though. Swamp Thing being the kick-ass deal, as you have... Look, rapey French or none of this time? No, that's that's not of really any time in my mind, but eh, oh. who knows? You end up... The French, they have their own ideas. You end up with the Upside Down Man at his moment of, of great exposition. You can never stop me. Magic's infinite, and I am everything and all, and yeah, you can't... And Uh-oh. that's where everything <laughs> shatters, like, what? What, what, what the is hell? this? And it's this Swamp Thing. Be. And Swamp he, Thing. And what I like about this is, is that... Yeah. I like to imagine this where all of a sudden when the panel shatters oh and you said Swamp Thing there, and then thing. You, you just hit that animated series yeah. Swamp Thing nonsense, like, you know, like intro, like he's a wrestler coming out, Swamp Thing, yeah, bah, Swamp bah, Thing, bah, bah, bah. you're a big green thing, you make my right? heart Is that sing. how it goes? You end up with the Upside Down Man, he does look, he looks... You know, threatened. He looks upset. This is something that he never thought of. Just put him in his hand. I I like the idea because he's a shit talker through and through. And now this shows. I don't think this is the be all end all of ending him. Obviously, you end up having Bobo go to get. He's going to be coming back soon. All right, we got to move on right now. At least you have done something. This is one of the few times that you have kind of taken it to. 
the upside down man to show that he can yeah that he can be defeated in the end which like we said i think is coming very very soon but yeah i love the art i love seeing constantine upside down it's for all that you know the blood the going to his, this book. His and head. actually i say that and the thing is zatanna is greatly underutilized yeah even the idea that we wanted to show her previously at the beginning of this arc being how you know grief stricken she is now that she knows the thing like you know it just never really felt like it was played out all that much. Like you didn't see the progression of it to where now she's just swigging whiskey out of the bottle and stuff. Yeah. She just is. So like, I actually think this issue does a service for the character to show us I who she so. is, especially showing that flashback with the cost it. of magic. It's yeah. it's actually really enjoyable. It's just a lot of the ways that we need to get places, very forced. And it it's, is. Study. It's at breakneck speed to get us from beginning to end to show you how this fight's going to start up. And so that's why I gave it a seven out of 10. I'm giving it a 7.5, but even with that, it, the the problem in the end is really going to be the idea that it took you two and a half years to tell a story and then you rushed Just to the end. Two that's years. that's well, we're gonna end up if we're at thirty, Eric, please. You know, do the math <laughs> of mechanics, right? You end up though, even with the art that mechanics. I love. The math of mechanics. You end up oh, where I'm a math magician. When Zatanna shows up back in the deal and she's got a She's got like the Doctor Strange look with the the weapons and that. It was goatee. cool. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, goatee, <laughs> big thing going on, right? But yeah, I, I really did like the art a lot, and I like what's going on. But it is a rush to end. So seven point five, but it's a positive seven point five, which I Hell think your yeah. seven is as well. So we're gonna go off now to some mail and then some more books. A lot of books there. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with you. Well, Jim Eric is not here, but me and you and the Get Fresh crew. It's like me and you and a dog named Boo. We're going to end up doing the mail. And if you want to be part of the mail and be a star of the show, just like Ray and Mark will be, please email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. And the more and more mail we get, the more I will force Eric back into the mail deal. But we're going to start with Ray. Ray Ray says, hey, Jim, I just finished reading three Jokers. I have a question. Does the Joker at the end with Red Hood and Batgirl only have an experience with killing Jason? The Joker didn't mention anything about Barbara. Could they be playing with time? Well, there's three Jokers. And Jason Fabach has come out and said that the Jokers are the Golden Age Joker, the Silver Age Joker, and the Killing Joke Joker. We ended up seeing glimpses of the Killing Joke Joker in the issue where you even had the cabin that the jokers are hanging out in and it looks like barbara will end up having to face her joker sometime later in the story now it's going to be interesting after you end up seeing what jason did to his joker who seems silver age joker end up having gaggy all those silver age deals and then just starts you know laughing it up about jason pointing fingers and pretty much saying you wanted to be my robin well you always were all that stuff uh, and Barbara ends up at the end saying, you shouldn't have done that. Screw you, Jason. Jason says, you wanted me to do that anyway, and brings up that idea. You know, you never miss. When was the last time you missed when you throw your batarangs there? 
and ends up making her cry and run away. But it looks like she's going to have to see what she's going to do when she comes face to face with her Joker a little later. I'm loving this story. It feels like John's wasn't rushed, and I don't think it's four years, and just had a great story to tell. I feel like he's going to nail the landing, and this will be an epic Joker story, and that is Ray Price, Ray Ray, and I hope so. I'm not going to say just yet, but from that first issue, I'm telling you, it's one of my favorite issues that we've had in a long, 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 long time, though I'm not going to reveal who it was. Me or Eric, who gave it a perfect score on the Patreon, but I see... A lot of people this week getting re-inspired, you know, into the DC deal and Batman in particular with this three Joker story. And that's great. I love people being fired up. Now, you know, the badasses of the Get Fresh crew, beep, boop, they ended up keeping the book for themselves. So, again, I will mention if you want to listen to that, it's pretty much a two-hour Spotlight that in action comics go over to the Patreon, but we're going to go on to Mark and this is Mark Jaeger. I also got some mails from Batman Beyond Mark, but Batman Beyond Mark ended up getting out his abacus and trying to figure out, you know, dates and times and numbers and actually thought that this was the legacy numbering 300th episode. It is not. And what he is always inspired by is not episodes, actually. It's the amount of weeks in a row that we've recorded. This, in his mind, was the 300th week straight of recording this podcast. It wasn't. He ended up miscalculating. It's next week. So he ended up sending in some mails and then sent me another one and said, if you want to keep it for next week, you know, keep it. For, I'm going to keep it for next week because it makes more sense talking about our 300th straight week of recording. So this is Mark Jager. He is a coffee hunter, and he was so nice that after I asked him what was probably the most basic and elementary questions about coffee, he was nice and actually treated me with respect, which nobody does, but he did. And ended up when I said, well, what's the difference between a fine grind and a loose or a, you know, a rough grind? And, and he didn't say like stuff like, well, the ones, you know, it's a finer grind, idiot. He didn't say that. He let me know the stats. And because of that, we are talking about coffee. I'm not a, an expert like Mark. He, he's a fancy guy. He, he can tell you, like, you know, flavor notes and stuff, like that stuff there. I can't. But he ended up hooking me up with a coffee subscription that is awesome. And I ended up getting a coffee from this that's called the Throwback Coffee. And it was great, but I'm out. And I got to wait like another week before they ship the next one. It's got me down. I really, really like that coffee. Hey, Jim, Eric, and the Get Fresh Crew. Beep, boom. What a week. Three Jokers finally came out. It did not let me down. And last night I was thinking Jeff John's name is actually Jeff John's Coltrane. Because as our man Polly P told me on Twitter this week, you can't stop the train. When I got back into comics, Rebirth had just started. And about the time I discovered your podcast was when the button came out. I was excited to get a story that would help lead into the upcoming Doomsday Clock, but I was actually more excited at the time that Jason Fabak was doing the art because he is my favorite artist by far and one of Eric's favorites as well, and I love him. Back then, I read Dark Side War, and I was enjoying other books like Greg Rucka's Wonder Woman. He liked the lies he did. 
things started to go sideways with whatever the garbage Tom King was doing in Batman and Joshua Williamson's Flash was putting me to sleep. Doomsday Clock was great, though. I liked it. I didn't like it as much as Eric or a lot of other people, but I did like it. And when Jeff Johns was essentially done then. And and with that, it, the delays killed me with the whole Doomsday Clock. I think that that happened to a lot of people. The top writers at DC wrote stories that I could not get into because you had Tom King's navel-gazing and making it up as he went along storytelling. Bendis had stupid dialogue, decompressed stories that didn't progress, bizarre behavior of old characters that all sounded the same, and constantly kicking a hole in the wall to get out of the corner he was in. You are failing us. They are. Writers on Wonder Woman got progressively worse and an over-the-top dark universe that just wasn't any fun for me. How dare you? That's true. And that dark you universe. You stolen my dreams. What happened to Rebirth? Well, with that, he's going to tell us that he loved the three Jokers. We'll get into the particulars of it. You already had Ray Ray say that. And a lot of people got a hold of me this week who said, yeah, I'm kind of sick of this dark nonsense, dark metal, dark this. Boy, I love the three Jokers. I'm back in. Pretty dark story. And I think that the idea is you got to write good stories. Dark, you know, bright, medium, you know, dimmed. I don't know what else. But if they're good stories, they're good stories. And if the darkness fits, then that even makes it better. So this week, bam, Jeff Johns and Jason Faubach brought me in again to enjoy the Batman world. Jeff Johns to me is a writer where I can't stop turning the pages because I want to know where it is going. Every panel along the way has pulled me in. I'm so happy to see Faubach's art again. I can't get enough of it. This was a great book this week. Hashtag comics great. And yeah, there's going to be a Comics Great episode. It'll be up when most of you are listening to this. It obviously is not the three Jokers. That's on the Patreon. But it's going to be a Joker-esque episode. So back to my Coltrane reference. Please humor me while I draw a comparison using one of his famous compositions that will hopefully make sense. And if I get to throw Aerosmith into any metaphor I do with Eric, then yes, Mark Jaeger can use a Coltrane deal here. If you listen to Coltrane's giant steps, it is in three different keys, with the tonal centers being a distant of a major third apart. They are giant steps apart. Get it? Yes, I get it. How dare you? <laughs> the song is still very melodic, and I'm humming the melody all the time. It gets stuck in your head, it does. Coltrane handed this chart to his band, who probably said, what the hell is this? Here he goes again. Oh, Coltrane's at it again, boys. Let's go. And they recorded it, and you have to be really good to improvise over it, especially considering the insanely fast tempo. Coltrane's opening solo is amazing, and a tour to force what you're telling me is Coltrane shines on his composition, which he does when he lays out and the piano player comes in with his solo. He does an admirable job soloing over the changes, but you can tell as it goes on, he's having trouble coming up with new ideas as he gets halfway through his solo. It reminds me a lot of times where you go and look at these videos uh, of the people doing their rapping. You know, they're going to start rapping and they're doing it, you know, off the top of their head there. And then they run out of ideas and they start doing, you know, my name is Jim and I came to say. Well, once you get there, you, you, there's no coming back, right? You, if you freestyle and you use my name is Jim and I'm here to say, especially if your name is Jim, big trouble. So he switches over to outlining the changes with some block chords. He follows along with some chords, pretty much probably looking at the time and saying, get me the hell out of this Coltrane. 
What did you get me into? At this point, Coltrane comes thundering in like a literal runaway freight train and blows the roof off with a second amazing solo. I'm not throwing shade at the piano player, whose name is Tommy Flanagan. He He's throwing shade at him, right? He's throwing How shade at you? Tommy Flanagan. Poor Tommy. Because this is the highest level that he's playing at, and he did an admirable job, but he still needed a bit more practice. After reading Three Jokers, it made me think how my original experience of reading Jeff John's stories when I got back in the comics can be compared to Coltrane's first solo in Giant Steps, where it was amazing and left him wanting more. Then reading stuff like writers like Tom King, it's like the piano solo. King started off good in his Batman run and some of his other runs, but then trails off in the nonsense. Then he does block chords. And then the triumphant return of Johns and Three Jokers is similar to Coltrane thundering back in with his second solo showing what a virtuoso can do. It's like Johns coming in and shouting, get the fuck out of here with your Xerox nine panel grids and Mr. Miracle and stories that make no sense with characters not talking like themselves and making obscure random references that are important to a story but 99% of the readers won't get, you jerks. I added the jerks part because I got fired up. I could use some good news this week. You want some good? It's There's even worse news by the time we end up recording this. Uh, old Chadwick Bozeman. I know that you end up having Eric not like, you know, adding the Marvel side of things, but that really, really did get me sad and really upset me. R.I.P. there. And it was a good week for my pull list, though. For anyone listening who isn't a Patreon, what are you waiting for? What are you wait? What are you waiting for? Join into the fun and get to listen to the Patreon spotlights, where you can hear Jim and Eric talk about great books that the badasses pick for themselves, How dare you? like the biggest book in years. They picked it for themselves. They did, yeah, and also some other shows as well. Silver Age Show. I just ended up doing the issue where Batman becomes the Bat Genie. And then, you know, solicits, podcasts, all these sort of things going. I end up right now, the end of the month is coming up. And boy, I am going to just Godzilla podcast. I am going to attack that Patreon with a ton of podcasts because I ended up having pretty much a week this week, uh, this month go down the drain when the Black Mold Studios was underwater, destroyed my equipment. I had to get new stuff. So, yeah, I, I have a bunch of things I have to do. And because I'm stupid and can't read a calendar, I thought that the 31st was Tuesday. It's not. It's Monday. I got a lot of work ahead of me. Have a great week and see you in seven. Mark Jager, and he is still enjoying the hunt for coffee. And thank you, Mark. Thank you, Ray Ray. And thank you, Batman Beyond Mark, who will hear from next week. Well, we're going to get back to the books and actually go to it. Points, Batman Beyond Mark. So here we go. Well, he stares into the mirror, moosing up his hair. Blows kisses to himself, and he really thinks a tear is tear. Well, that's just every shame. Looking for a star screen, or maybe a hot cap. Spends all his money buying all bad crap. Well, that's just every shame. Ah, yes, and Eric Shea is here with me uh, for one book, and then we're going to take it back over to Batman Beyond Mark, who's going to go through a book that you reviewed on the site, Batman Beyond, obviously. But with this, uh, during the break, all I kept thinking about is that nonsense of us recording backwards. I'm telling you, that that actually (laughs) makes me laugh more than anything else that you have brought up. And so I forgot all about that nonsense. (laughs) Just the idea. the I want that time back. I need this time back. Just be I'm telling you, 
when you end up having the Grim Reaper finally come and get me, I'm like, can I please have that hour and a half back? But he's no. going to actually, he'll say, I will, if you can do that backwards talk. I'm oh, just no. take me. Oh, my God. I remember just, and we were trying to go with the phonetics of it. And it just never worked. It didn't even work at all. And in my mind, if I'm not mistaken, it was something that we actually wanted to impress Simon. I think it was like it wasn't one Simon. Person. It was Simon. So, I can't remember who it was, it was now. Simon. And I feel like an asshole because of that. Yeah. But it was just the idea that like you know the twin peaks revival had come it back it was at that just point. for one person yeah. that's all was it john wayne maybe it was it was a classic deal where it was somebody big in the get fresh group beep, boom and we we did what impressed them and we thought oh my god yeah, we thought that people be would be like oh my god we thought it would start like a trend and uh, bullshit <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. But we're going to go to this book next. And it's another collateral damage. And we said, speaking of bullshit, that most of them have been some bunch of bullshit. Yeah. But I actually was pleasantly surprised by this one, as I think you were as well. What book is it, Eric? That is Red Hood Outlaw number 48, written by Scott Liddell with art by Brett Booth. Brett Booth, out of nowhere, love that. Danny yeah. Mickey, Arif Prianto, and Troy Petery, or Petiri, whatever you want to go with. I like Say Petery. Petiri. You like the Petiri. Uh, no, I, I do. I, I just like saying Petiri to myself as I yeah, write it out. I don't know why. That is funny. We interrupt our previously scheduled Red Hood story to take a look at what's going on in the Joker War as Jason Todd comes back to Gotham before he knows it, finds himself in one of Joker's games. As per usual, the Joker wants to hurt Jason Todd, and this time he does it by hurting Joker's daughter. By the end, Jason thinks that Dula Den is dead and has no idea that while Nightwing is back and looking to team up, that he just fought this dicky boy a few minutes ago. Ah, Dickie boy. And uh, two things made me laugh right away in this. It is the Brett Booth art, as you said. And so basically, Brett Booth, we don't see him a lot and nowadays at DC. So when he gets the chance, boy, pizza that piece of fish is going to come at you full and heavy. Also with that, you do start out with uh, a street, the Bob Harris Avenue. Is that a shout out to, hey, you got fire, but here's your avenue, right? It's not Electric Avenue, Bob Harris Avenue. I don't want to go down Bob Harris I, Avenue. I like this issue. And I think that maybe I liked it because I didn't have to deal with the nonsense that we've well, been dealing with. even when you with, start off, but... because the thing is, they tried to make the last arc, and the arc that we're currently still dealing with, even though we're just tying to the Joker right now out of nowhere, the Chamber of All and Trigon. So even when you start this whole thing off where you have, you know, the Kenneth Rockefeller looking art where he says the Chamber yeah. of All, and you have the old, like, outlaws, and there's Jason Todd currently looking. Roy? Well, it's Roy? technically Arso, not the best. And then Jason Todd is just driving through it with Brett Booth art freaking just getting us to where we need to yeah. be right now, back in Gotham, what we're going to deal with. Like, yes, we're not dealing with that anymore. Here's the time to hype things up because this story over here was kind of bullshit. Yeah, it is. And so having this, I did like it right away. Okay, let me get into something that I might be Story's able better, to get behind. better, the art's better, the idea yeah. that we're tying Joker's daughter in when she was a part of the Red Hood Arsenal book. So she was an outlaw for like a split second right there a little bit. But tying she it in because Jason Todd saw something in Dual Dent where he wanted to help her. This is a girl that has been, you know, traumatized by her own thoughts about what the Joker is when he knew who the Joker is. He's a goddamn monster. He killed him. So like, we're going to bring this girl on. It was a ruse the entire time. She did betray Jason in Arsenal, but now yeah. here it is. She's back in the book, and I'm telling you, you can't have a Joker war. We're going to bring on the Bat Family back and all these other characters. You don't get gaggy. He's over there in the three Jokers, but yeah. bringing the Joker's daughter, I'm like, that's a great turn, especially for the cool. Red Hood tie into this uh, 
big event right now. And it does tie into the Red Hood well because of the end. And it was more around the end of the DCYOU right before Rebirth when we did get Joker's daughter. And the funny thing about this is I like having her there because we have a story, the Joker's War, that's big on the punchline versus Harley. Yeah. And now we get the side character, Joker's daughter. Which And and this is the thing. People hate her. People hate her. Me and you don't. No. We, we don't love her. No. But when she ended up showing up in the end of the Red Hood Arsenal book where you did have, like you said, you have a girl who is obsessed with the Joker going with a guy who's pretty much life has been ruined by the Joker trying to convince, you know, you, you got to get another deal going here. You got to get something. So I did like that. And it ended up, like you said, it ended up being it ruse and things out. like that. But with this here, I don't mind it. I don't mind them going and getting her and, you know, torturing her, grabbing her, kidnapping her so that Jason Todd has to go and help out. And I like the art in this, I think, is incredible. And I know that we always used to talk about the deal. Me and you are Brett Booth fanboys, but a lot of people seem to not like it as much. I I don't know how. I really don't. It's so ultra detailed. Well, even and when everything you, like, beyond the Brett Booth aspect, even when you have, you know, we have great looking art with our current day stuff. When you have Jason Todd go back and explain Ma Gunn's school for boys here, and it goes back in time to when Jason was first, you know, like taken in by Bruce Wayne, and it has a flashback moment where it's all black and white, except for the red. The red goes through, and I'm like, that is a great style choice right great. there because we're dealing with Red Hood. And it reminds me, remember we had that annual, I believe it was, that Christmas type annual where you had the flashbacks and things like that when they were younger. It kind of reminds me a little of that. And then that was back in the day. But with that, the red is really cool with that and showing the connection between Bruce and Jason. Jason is a little tough too. You know, he's got a tough exterior, that sort of thing, but he likes giant sandwiches. But, and I love Brett Bussart. That sandwich looks disgusting. I don't know what is on that. At Everything. points, it looks like it might have leather on it, some shoe leather and stuff. But yeah, he ended up with this and they, they ended up bonding. And then eventually we know that he ends up becoming, you know, who was tying the red hood in because like that, even the I like idea that. that Bruce sent him to the Ma Guns home for boys here yeah. to actually, you know, infiltrate it for Batman doing this whole deal because at this point, Jason Todd doesn't know that Batman is Bruce Wayne. But I do yeah. like this thing because I think it's going to throw a lot of people off because we do go to Ma Guns school for boys right right as soon as Jason Todd hits Gotham and it's, you know, shut it up, you know, like he it's is run down. And the thing is, we have seen it previously going on with the Generation Outlaw where Ma Gun, Monsieur Mala and the Brain are t- training the whole new set of supervillains if we're still doing that somewhere. But that was actually taking place in a new school for boys yes. in New York. So here we actually see what has been c- become classic. of Ma Gun School since they stopped, you know, Artemis Bizarro stopped using it once we got Smarty Pants Bizarro. So here yeah. it is. I think it's, it's going to throw a lot of people off that are trying to think like, hey, what are you talking about? We saw Ma Gun School for boys yeah, here. I, I don't know that many people are reading this book, but I think that there it might throw fans. them off. <laughs> I know, but I think that you're, you might be right. It might throw some people off with that, but it, it's not a big thing. It's a good thing, though, to tie back in the way it's set up, and it does make sense if you think about it like you just said. Now, the whole deal of this, though, is to have Jason going through a lot of Joker thugs. He ends up pointing out. And once the Joker thugs realize that Red Hood is in town, he has the Joker thugs follow him because the Joker yeah. has a plan for Jason Todd, and he's going to yes. see it through. Yeah, and so they end up at the school where Jason is not against blowing it up. I mean, this is oh, one he's of the things blow where the whole damn thing and has to take is. out as and many people as you can. Look, and that's I, the thing. I, he's going ba- with the explosion exactly. is going to kill I'm them. I'm in Batman yeah. City. I'm using rubber bullets because I can't kill people in Batman City. But if the explosion of this place kills a few Joker clowns, 
Well, that's not my fault. Who's going to know? Yeah. Who's going to know? And so he goes with that, but then he has the whole idea, and it's always going to go back to some sort of crowbar, like, hey, hey, I hear that sound again. And it is the Joker's daughter, Dula Dent, supposedly at this point is getting you know beaten up by Punchline, and this is Jason seeing Punchline uh, trying to help Dula Dent still with the uh-huh. face. The skin still on, yeah, trying to get some help all messed up and in a very similar scene that would give Jason some flashbacks there. Doesn't really know or care about who Punchline is, just that he's got to save the whole deal yeah, with you don't Dula. Care. You're, also, you're, you're working for the Joker? I'm going to take your ass yeah. out. Also, he's got to get the hell out because he set the detonation <laughs> deal. So that's the other yeah, thing. I got to get out of here. here. Yeah, he might have set that a little too soon. You, you got to get out of the building before you set the deal. But he ends up there where he's going to fight Dickie Boy. It is Dick and I'm Grayson, you, Rick Grayson, Dickie Boy who shows I up. I love this tie into the Joker War because it actually makes the most amount of sense. Actually, the thing is, even when we talked about Nightwing last week, where I was actually mad at the art at the end of that book because of the way yeah. that Red Hood looked. It's because of how he looks because of this book here that actually ties yeah. in like, all right, so it, it all makes, makes it sense work. for him. But the idea that we work. have Dickie Boy coming in here and taking on Jason Todd and then like he is wearing a clown mask over his new Dickie Boy Nightwing costume, whatever you want to call it, his latest Nightwing yeah. costume. But, but he it, has the costume. But it bothers me so much. Yeah. Like, you know, Batgirl's tie in this nonsense through and through with yeah, yeah. whatever she's doing in Nightwing right now. So whatever she's doing in her own book, it doesn't make a lick of sense to anything else. It bothers me so much that we tie into the end of this one to the end of Nightwing where, you know, we get Tim Drake back, we get Nightwing back and Red Hood or they're all going to team up to go help you know, the, the Alfred's, you know, hospital for children. The hospital that they think Batgirl has been brainwashed exactly. to go off and, and go to the idea that it. Red Hood, I, I know you, you might have had your head beaten in with a crowbar at one point, but you should yeah. be okay now to know that that clown you had just were fighting. Yes. The, Dickie Boy, or your friend Nightwing over here, Dick Grayson, he's yeah, wearing the Dick exact Grayson. same goddamn costume. And maybe, maybe he will figure that out. Maybe that will be the way that there is the, oh my God, I see that this like, is a even dupe the and hair, that will I'm be like, good. When I say a clown mask, I'm not talking like I a full headed mask. It is just essentially like a, a quarter of the Alice mask. Fit. <laughs> This outfit, he would know. Now, they try to play off the deal because in my mind, these all the Robins have sparred enough together, have fought with each other, that they always do have that idea of knowing each other's moves and things like that. And you continue to get like you did in the Nightwing book with Barbara as well, having the idea that a mind-controlled Dickie boy is not as good as a Dick Grayson, sluggish, eh, kind of behind, ends up not having all the moves, which that's an okay tie-in to say, okay, he doesn't recognize his moves, but... It, 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 you wonder why or how they're like, who is this guy? I mean, he's still pretty good, but they're going, but you would recognize that costume when you At end up having At least they were trying Dick to Grayson. do something for this. Like, I'm telling you, yeah. it, it looks like a dollar like store freaking clown mask. It just goes over yeah. with like an elastic banner on the back. Somehow this mask has the ability for the Joker to talk through it. So Dickie Boy does not actually have to use Dick Grayson's voice here. So that is one thing no. taking that out of the equation. I'm like, because you had that on top of him. Like, and that's what so, you have. Yeah. That's the whole ploy of the. Now with that, we are setting up the thing in Nightwing where you have you know the Joker saying to Dickie Boy, "Hey, we're going to get three for the price of one. We're going to end up blowing up the hospital. All that." I kind of wish at one point that this would have been Jason figuring out that it was Rick Grayson and, and having them deal with the idea that Jason wants to try to save 
uh, uh, you know, Dickie boy. I think we'll get to that anyway. But the way it's set up, it, it fits perfectly with Nightwing. And, you know, not perfectly yeah. because maybe he should recognize, but it definitely way should've. more than any of these others. Way more than any of these others. I mean, this Batgirl book, I don't even know what universe that's happening in. It makes no sense with this. At least this makes sense. And then you throw in what Scott Liddell has been doing with the series all along is to try to get these callbacks to what has happened yeah, yeah. since the it's beginning of the new 52. And so Dula Dent fits right in with that. And it's a, like I said, it's a cool thing to have Dula Dent there, Joker's daughter there with punchline. I wish there was just and, a little bit more to Dula Dent. There could be later on I because know. even by the end, after the explosion takes off and then you like Jason finds the body of Dula Dent, believe she thinks dead. that he had and killed it's, it's Dula. Just a, it's a random person that actually just grabbed and put a face on, but they're like, you know, punchline still has Dula's removing the Joker face from her face. And like, I, I want to think that there's a bigger plan for Dula Dent, Joker's daughter here, because of what's going on, because you never really get that whole Joker's daughter, Joker confrontation the way you kind of want it, because there is no relation here. That's just a crazy girl found his face, put it on her face, and did some bad shit. Yeah, and point that out, especially... Dula Dent, Joker's daughter, is nobody's daughter. No. She has gone through the past, even in other continuities and things like that, being the Penguin's daughter, the being daughter. The, the Riddler's daughter. She, she's crazy. Never but Two-Face's she's daughter. Obsessed. No, <laughs> that's the weird part. She's like, hey, I already gave him the Dula name. Dent. But with that, though, Whose daughter are, you could more she excited? Yes. are you more excited to see maybe Dula Dent continue, or do you want to see the Joker skin face continue? Because I know you love that as well. The thing is, the, the skin face on Dula Dent, I, I'm, I don't care about it at all. The thing is, when you had the the death of the family Joker, Joe, as you want to call him, because that was the name tag yeah. on there, where he was wearing his own face and was strapped on with freaking fish hooks and freaking leather belts, yeah. it was the scariest damn Joker I've ever seen. I would like to see it more of that. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It essentially, is what's going crazy. on here. And the thing is, you, you'll never have that again because it doesn't make sense for no. anything that we're doing. I just miss that. But seeing the face here, I'm like – her face is all gross and should be so rotted away at this point. Like, how oh my do you God. have anything At one point, left? it was just thrown in the sewer. Now, imagine how point great it would be if you up, saw uh, Dula Dent here and it was rotted. Like, there was only, like, there was yeah. parts off of it and stuff like, like that. Like, just a piece of a nose and something like but that. But they, well, they still want to have that great look, though, at the end when you yeah, take the, the face off and it's yeah. still that full Joker face that you can Remember look at. Remember when it was hanging in, in, on the wall in Detective oh, yeah. Comics when the new 52 was started? Like, it was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, I like this. I like this enough. And having it in better than any of the other tie-ins actually does up the score for me. I love the art. What did you give this? Oh, I ended up giving this an 8 out of 10. The art's great in this whole thing. Tying in Joker's daughter to Red Hood again. I love seeing that. I want to see where I can go, even though I, I don't know how, how much more we're going to be doing with this book. Like, it hasn't been announced canceled yeah. yet. I just don't know what we're doing it with continues. this book. It continues with 51 with the new creative yeah. team, but I don't know how long it's going to go from there. It's a weird one. That even continued. with the ramifications, like, we have this tie in here. Are yeah. we ever going to do anything where we pick up after this tie in? Or are we just going to go back to the Chamber of All and pick up where that leaves off? I yeah. don't know if this oh. is just a side story that's going to be, you know, dead and buried once it's over, but this is the most interested I've been in Red Hood and Outlaws in a yeah. long time. I'm giving it a seven five. There's just a couple. The idea that he doesn't oh, recognize now it's problem. not in this, but the whole deal going, and you could have done it a little, maybe different, a different costume, something like that. But you do end up like, having. I didn't some expect pretty cool to see Dicky Boy at all in this entire thing no. because of how he left Nightwing, and yep. like it, it actually adds to the Nightwing book and stuff like that for what happened here, where they actually seems like night like Dan Jurgens and Scott Liddell got together and talked about what they were going to be doing for their tie-ins for how well this works. It's just. He should not have fought Dickie Boy here because 
he should know who this character is now, even though he hasn't seen Nightwing or not. By the time he sees Nightwing at the end of Nightwing's book last week, hey, motherfucker, you just beat the shit out of me. Yeah, yeah, really? I, I kind of recognize you. I, I, I recognize the cut of your jib there, pal. But yeah, I'm going some fun. It's a very I, specific I costume it. that I've never seen yes, you wear is. before, and I just yes. happened to see it five minutes just ago. Very, yeah, that's the big point. When he shows up and he's like, he's not in any costume he's ever seen him in and never says anything, and it is – the same exact costume that he just fought. That's Dickie the worst Boy part in. about this book, though, seeing that, like, you know, we waited for the long time, or at least I did. I know a lot of fans said, waiting for Artemis and Bizarre to get back to join and rejoin the group and become the outlaws again. Yeah. And now that they're not here, I'm like, they became the worst part of the book once they came back. Whatever, like, yeah, magic they did that because we they had, came back bad. Whatever magic we had when this series started out, when Rebirth started, it was gone, and it, you can't yeah. recapture it at this point. So I just kind of want this to become Red Hood Outlaw again because they're bringing the, what we had before down, even the memory of what we had before down because they're not as good as they once were. Yeah, it's true. And actually seeing Jason here do some things, do a dental, some that, weird, badass kinda, new Red Hood motorcycle that Brett Booth jumped yeah, on. I'm no, down I with mean, that. really, that thing's awesome. It's like hot pursuit, Aaron. You end up where? And we're both, you know, actually pretty positive for a Red Hood oh, book yeah. that is something that I've been is down normally not happen. Yeah, that's the thing. All right. Well, we'll probably end up going back to the nonsense, so don't get used oh. to it. But we're going to go off right now to Batman Beyond Mark talking about Batman Beyond. Sup, Weird Science. This is Batman Beyond Mark, and I'm here to bring you a review of Batman Beyond number 46, written by Dan Jurgens, artist is Sean Chen, uh, colorist is Chris Sotomayor. Letterer is Travis Lanham, and the variant cover is by Francis Manipal, who has been doing the variant covers for the last little while. And speaking of the covers, uh, before we get to the variant, we'll get to the normal one, which uh, Dan Jurgens has said before he likes to have his covers uh, representative of what you get in the issue. Um, and that's what we get. We see... And it says, uh, four against the freeze. And we see uh, Terry in the Beyond suit... Um, Elena and in her Batwoman Beyond suit, um, Goliath and Damien out in a blizzard, like getting ready to fight. And it's pretty good. And then we get Francis Manipool's um, variant cover, which is uh, Terry flying out over the city. It's kind of a close up. His arms aren't in the shot. There's a bit of foreshortening because of the, the angle he's flying at. Um, but then uh, out of the uh, the bat symbol, it's kind of like per, uh, kind of shining a light you can see light coming out of uh out like shining out of it and then there's little tiny bats uh like little red bats kind of going along and it's a nice composition with the big with the moon in the background forming a halo around uh uh terry uh is batman beyond's head which it's a uh, that's a nice touch that's a nice touch um but so where we uh at the end of last issue at the end of last issue um uh our team batman had just taken down um one of the league of assassins space kind of fortress ships um into the gotham bay harbor whatever um and it would the blizzard was really picking up uh now uh jumping into this issue we've jumped ahead a little bit and they are in the batwing the classic batwing because uh the the batmobile or the batman beyond batmobile was destroyed and for some reason, they never rebuilt it um, uh, during the fight with Blight when he attacked the uh, when he attacked the cave. Um, and what we get is Dan Jurgens. It's not. It's hard to describe this because we have not seen this Damien act quite like this 
at this point. He, he's he's been more mature. Granted, he hasn't really been around Dick Grayson that much, and you know people fall into old patterns even after decades. Um, but this feels like a really spot on. Like if he was if he was you know writing them in in his his you know his Nightwing book, or if he was was writing some other story or book. Like, this would not necessarily be a bad portrayal of the two when Damien was younger and Dick was younger. But now that they're adults, it's just, it it feels out of place because Damien's like, this is ridiculous, Grayson. Uh, the way you're flying, uh, it will be a miracle if we arrive at, at our destination alive. And they're flying through just a, a nearly whited out blizzard. There's it's, It looks like they're over a tundra. It looks like they're in Antarctica. They're not. And we're going to find out where they are in a few moments, but it, it's, pretty, it's it's pretty bad. Like, this snow stuff really did get started quick. And when we find out how, it's going to not make any sense, even by comic book standards. Um, but, uh, but, uh, Dick responds like, uh, have you looked out the window now, Damien? Uh, it's a, uh, it's the blizzard of all blizzards out there. Uh, and Damien responds, and we see them flying at this point. Just it's just flying shots, and the this top this di- dialogue bubbles are coming out of the the Batwing. He's like, uh, maybe so, but I'd keep the ship steady. You are an inferior flyer, and he you know he shoots back. Uh, keep your high and mighty opinions to yourself, Damien. Damien responds, I was the superior superior Robin and superior pilot. You should have let me fly the. And they're just like. And somebody else, hang on, uh, have to pull up or, and I'm pretty sure that's Dick. And he's like, made it. And we see that they, they almost hit this kind of snow drift that kind of just moved in the way because of all the, the blizzard. And they, they barely, you know, they barely saw it. Uh, and Elena's like, nice work, dad. And then we get a cut inside and we see Damien is like cross arm, turns his head away, kind of pouty. Um, Terry's in the front seat, kind of looking annoyed. Dick is Dick. He's just relaxed at the at the yoke of the plane, and uh, glides in the back, clearly airsick. And Elena is just kind of looking all pouty and upset at Damien. Um, and Damien's like, hmm. Uh, even Goliath uh, agrees that I should uh, be the pilot. And he's like, Ugh. um. And Elena's like, my father's every bit as good as you are, Damien. And he's like, uh, I got that right. And, and and Terry's just like, I can't believe I'm listening to you two argue over who's the bad Robin when the whole world is about to be under ice. It's, it's, it's funny because Terry's like, I can't believe me, the youngest person in here, is the adult in the room right now. Um, and then Damien's all the huff. He's like, there is no uh, argument. Uh, not when the truth is obvious. And Goliath's just like, he's clearly just annoyed by this entire situation. And Elena's like, uh, I'd say there's plenty of room for disagreement. And then just Terry's like, hello, uh, uh, can, can we be real Batman or Batwoman? Uh, I mean, new Ice Age on Earth, billions are about to die. Let's focus on the main topic. And this brings up a little bit of a problem that runs through this issue. Last issue, Dan Jurgens did a masterful job of once again making it unclear if the brother I wore had happened or not. Um... Like, he, he had masterfully done that. And this one, there are several indications that there's a couple of things where it's like, maybe it did happen? And then there's a couple other indications like, nah, definitely didn't. But but then the problem becomes like, well, if it didn't, then here are all these other problems. Um, 
but billions, yeah, there were not. There were maybe a couple million left from the brother I wore, but definitely not billions. Um. Uh. So. Eh. Uh. And Dick's like, uh, like, well said, Batman. Uh. After all, uh, like after all, a look outside proves how bad things are. Uh. This might look like the Arctic, but it's Texas. Um. And somebody's like, unbelievable. Censors say the uh. The entrance we're uh, looking for is about 50... Oh, it's Elena. Um, about 15 feet uh, from our port side, Dad. Um, and then they, they land the Batwing and they all get out. Um, and, and Terry asks, like, how do we find it under eight feet of snow? Um, or, like, ha- what? Like, how did we do this? Um, and Elena's like, uh, I have the exact coordinates locked in. Um, and she's like, uh, add a little heat and she uses her, her wrist blasters to melt it. Um, and we've melted away a bunker door. Um, and then, uh, uh, Damien activates it with voice, uh, voice authorization, uh, identified, uh, as Damien Wayne, cause Damien says open, uh, it opens up and then they go, uh, they go inside. Um, and then some, he says, uh, let's go. Nothing to be gained, uh, by hanging out outside. Uh, and, <laughs> or Dick says that, and then Damien shoots back. Talented as ever at stating the obvious, Grayson. And I'm like, what are you freaking Spock? Like, just, what the heck? Like, I expect this from, like, kid Damien. Like, honestly, not even, like, Teen Titan age Damien. Like, earlier on Damien. Like, oh, it's just, it's so, it's it's so well written for that era, admittedly. But it's annoying here. Um, And, uh... (laughs) Though, to be fair, this next panel is pretty good, where uh, Elena's like, do you always have to be such a downer? And she says this, says this to Damien, and Dick's just, he, he's just shrugged everything off. Like, he's very nonchalant about all this. He's like, oh, this is downright cheery for Damien. And, and Terry's like, uh, am I seeing what I think I'm seeing? And we see what looks kind of like a, like a blackbird, like a heavily, like, the base kind of shape is similar to the blackbird, like the SR-71 blackboard, or... Honestly, to some extent, like the uh, a smaller version of the um, X Men Blackbird, uh, but high tech, and it's like yes, uh, McGinnis, it's a spaceship. Uh, but he, it, Dick's like, uh, or he's like, perfect. Since Zero uh, has a League of Assassins, uh, you know they're launching into orbit. Like this is awesome. This is exactly what we need. And well, it looks cool. It looks really cool. My problem is, is I, I really would have liked if this looked. Or it was very clearly based off of like one of the javelins, maybe not javelin seven, maybe one of the the other later versions of the javelins. But like, oh, that would have been so much cooler, you know, with the whole fact that's Batman Beyond. It's just the, also, I don't know. I think it was a missed opportunity for a little kind of not in joke but appropriate reference that would have made sense because this is not a new bunker. Um, and, and Elena is kind of super excited about going to space. It's just like, oh, going to space. I'm so excited. And, and Damien's like, you seem intimidated by this, Elena. And she's like, hardly. Trust me. I'm excited for this. And he's like, well, we'll see. And then Damien, or then uh, Terry points out a star cruiser. Seems like uh, Rachel Ghoul prepared uh, for, you know, every con- possible contingency. And, and Damien kind of was like, not him. This installation is my father's work. And then we get back to uh, Wayne Tower, and um, it, it got them, and there's, it's just a full-on, nearly white-out blizzard. And, uh, 
and, and they're 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 watching security footage of this, and I I so appreciate, and it's just the panel of it, like tinted because it's on a screen, and there's no there's no word balloons, but I appreciate the fact that they put the panel in there for their to see on their monitor. Um, cause from the Hero Notes podcast, one of my biggest complaints with a lot of manga is you just get blank computer screens, even when they're like the focal point of a page and it's infuriating. Don't put it there if you're not going to put something on it. They do here. I greatly appreciate that. Um, and it's an angle that makes sense. This seems like this could be from a security camera. I also appreciate that. There are times where it just doesn't make sense. Um, and then Matt's like, our own spaceship got to say, Mr. Wayne. Uh, you manage to outshway yourself every day. And Barbara is just like, Bruce has always been two steps ahead uh, of the technological or technology curve, Matt. And it's like, this is still an old piece of tech because regardless, there was a point where, where Bruce was kidnapped for a while or, and all other stuff where like he was retired for a while, but, but yes, um, and Matt's just like, uh, guess you gotta, uh, guess you gotta be when, a guy like Mr. Zero uh, can change the weather and create a or er, and uh, crank up a new ice age. And Barbara's just very casually like, like Bruce is a little concerned. Matt's a little concerned. Barbara's like, eh, whatever. Um, just her look. And she's like, uh, aren't we sure that's truly possible, Bruce? And Bruce is he's tapping on the, the back computer. He's like, apparently so. Uh, and conditions are worsening fast, Barbara. I'm not 100% sure how he did it. But I do have a theory. And then we get a two-page spread of uh, ads. And then we get um, a close-up of Bruce. And he's like, Zorro has uh, an orbiting platform that has been deploying thousands of small satellites over the past 36 hours. Those satellites are taking up strategic position all over the globe. And on the screen, we see this kind of like, uh, this kind of like, you know, digital representation of like a net over the, uh, over the, the planet. Um, and then a zoom in of like the little satellites. And he's like, they appear to be generating a screen barrier that effectively blocks the sun's rays, which is causing the world to cool at a frightening rate. This is not my field of expertise when it comes to science or anything like that, but. I mean, when when the planet's not facing, it, it, it wouldn't cool this fast. If you completely got rid of the sun, we would not freeze this fast. But whatever. It's comic books. Even if it, it, Basically, how they're saying this portrays it as like, nighttime would cause us to just it get colder, sure, but to, to freeze, like, we would... We would be in an internal snowstorm. Um, and then Matt says the weirdest thing. And once again, not my area of expertise. So so maybe this is not how it works, but it, it's weird. Because then Matt says, isn't that like global warming gone berserk? And he's just, Bruce just said blocking out the sun. Like, where we'd be getting hotter? And, and Bruce is just like, not when, uh, not when the crystalline screen is reflecting the sun's rays back at it. Which is which is kind of just what he said. He said that that's blocking it, like blocking, reflecting. Not my area of expertise. I have different ones. It's definitely not this, but it's just like maybe Matt's right. I don't know. Moving on. It's very weird. And then the lights go out, and Barbara's like, 
Bruce, and he's like, power outage. And I'm like, why aren't the backup generators coming on? Um, and Barbara's like, the entire city's lost power. And Matt's like, but it's 40 degrees below zero without heat. And that's a nice touch. Uh, fun fact, 40 degrees, uh, negative 40 in Celsius and Fahrenheit are the exact same. So good, you know, future proofing this so nobody can be, no, everybody's happy unless you for some reason use Calvin as your everyday temperature scale. Um, and, and Bruce is like, you know, people will die. And then we go back to um, the bunker and uh, Dick is the only one who's not getting in. He's basically doing all the the flight prep, um, working on basically, you know, the the stuff to get them launched. So he's he's staying back at the, you know, the launch site, the base to, to operate all the equipment that needs to be operated there. Um, and he's like, uh, and somebody's like, uh, or Terry says, uh, you're sure I, c- I can do this? And Dick, I don't know why I'm forgetting his name. Uh, and Dick uh, responds like, I'll, I'll talk you through it, Terry. Uh, anything you can't handle will be covered by the ship's AI. I'll link to your suits, uh, cyber systems. And then we get Damien being butthurt that he can't fly the plane spaceship thing. He's like, not only could I fly this in my sleep, I could fly to Tacoma. And Elena is just getting pissed. And she's like, well, it's just too bad that Bruce programmed this to interface with the Batsuit and no one else. And and just Terry just hears kind of like a frown. He's like, ouch. Uh, might be best not to go, not to go there. Like, mm. Like, and that's a little hint to kind of both the fact that Damien has once worn that suit and the, the old version of the suit taking him over and just like, mm, maybe you don't have convince him to like, take the suit for me, please. Thank you. Um, it's a complicated, it's a good panel. Um, and then he responds, Damien responds, father was merely ensuring no unauthorized personnel uh, would commandeer the vessel. And just Lena's like, including you. And Terry's like, uh... So before you guys turn this into World War Four, I don't know if that means there was a World War Three, or if it's I don't know. Like, does this confirm that the brother I war did happen? Was that World War Three? I don't know. I'm getting conflicting information here. Um, and he's like, it's time for us to go, and they launch. Um, uh, they they launch through a bay that also appears to some extent maybe be like a uh a catapult system, like a. Mass driver, potentially. Uh, but they, they shoot out of kind of like the, the there's an opening and then it started filling them with snow and they just fly right through the snow. And he's like, Woohoo, this is Shway. And just Damien is just he's just a grumpy pants. His pants are grumpy. And he's like, there are times when you behave like a six year old child, McGinnis, and I'm like, Oh my god, Damien, shut up. You're annoying me. Um and he says, stop acting like you, or, uh, Elena's like, stop acting like you aren't, uh, thrilled to be going to space, Wayne. Um, and he responds, I have been to worlds, universes, and dimensions that, uh, you can't begin to comprehend. And, and Elena's like, universes? For real? And I, I, I genuinely like it, because Terry's dealt with that kind of stuff. Elena absolutely hasn't. She's like, wait, like, universes for real? What? Um, and just, and we see that uh, we go into the inside, and Goliath is is grumpy because he's in a confined space, and he's Goliath, and he's like, Rrr. and Damien's like, I know you find this uh, this uh, uncomfortable, my old friend. It'll be over soon. And Terry's just like, we should uh, we should see whatever Z- uh, Zero uh, built up here anyway. 
whoa, Bruce was right. As we see kind of in that, just kind of how he predicted up there. And he, Terry says, this is a crystalline screen he was talking about. And Damien's like, uh, he's deflecting the sun's heat away from Earth, uh, and it's still under construction. Uh, and then Zick responds uh, over the comms, once finished, it will be about 100 or 1,700 meters thick. That's that's over a mile thick, which is ridiculous. Uh, the amount of resources needed for this is ridiculous. Uh, and, and, and Elena's like, that is massive. And Terry's like, and it's being built. And they see the, the giant circle ship with all the other ships out that's just launched the stuff. And it's like, okay, uh, by one massive launch platform, uh, that's what you, uh, and Dick's like, that's what you need, uh, for such a large undertaking, Terry. And he, uh, Damon's like, I should note, uh, it will be well fortified. And, uh, they, they start taking evasive action. And Elaine's like, we have a big red target on our back. And, and Goliath's like, oh, like he took offense when she's like, sorry, Goliath, I, I, I didn't, I didn't mean you. And Terry's like, going evasive now. Um, and Damien's like, the war has begun, Grayson. I hope you're prepared. Um, and he's talking to Elena this time when he says Grayson. And she's like, more prepared than you'd ever guess, given the amount of combat I've seen. Uh, she was in the military. Uh, as a reminder, um, and we see them them kind of flying around dodging. He's like, have to uh, work out a way to dock uh, under this kind of fire? No way. And the lady's like, we need offensive capabilities. Uh, these suits were built to handle the depths of uh, the ocean, which means, and, and they go out in space, and these suits would, at least the Lanas would have, a v- uh, when you, you know, turn on the underwater sentence, would have a very minimal runtime, which they do touch on here. But the craziest part is, so her cow covers his mouth. Terry's suit can do that. It, it, it has modes for that. Um, it also has like rebreathers and other things that he could, he could put over where the suit is. So his mouth isn't exposed because his mouth is still his mouth. The suit does not run into his mouth. Runs over his mouth, but not, not into his mouth. But he's out there with his with his mouth and doing grimacing things. Maybe the the little bit of teeth we see is is just like a white film that's over it. Potentially, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. Uh, we also don't see them using their their feet jets when they're outside. They're just kind of flying around like without propulsion. It's really weird. But um, but they both go out with Elena leading the way, and Terry's like, "We are are we're we're." our offense and only is like head for the blaster turrets um uh and then dick's like the suits won't sustain you for long hurry and elena uses her wrist blasters and is like uh we aren't about to dwaddle uh mr wayne i guess that was i guess that was damien um and he's like uh we need to terry's like we need an approach corridor uh take out the right guns as they're blowing up the guns as he's throwing things at him and then he flies off without any propulsion he's like uh and we can get to the the docking port and Elena just blasts another one, a- another gun. It's like if we stay close to their ship, we can uh, we can limit their firing angle. Fair enough. And then they they do a, a hard docking at one of the the airlocks. And um, I guess Damien finally was able to fly the thing. It's like uh, airlock almost secure. We need a code to unlock it. And Terry Terry's just like this is all the code we need, and he just slashes the panel. Um, and wires it so they can get it and just threw it 
we get an awesome panel of Goliath, Damien with a sword, uh, Terry and Elena just charging. Terry's like, go! Goliath's like, go! And Elena's like, think they'll be ready for us? And, and Damien's like, this is the League of Assassins. Like, they're, they're filled... They're fully uh, prepared to battle angel or avenging angels uh, and beasts of the underworld uh, and everything in between. And we get a pretty cool two-page spread with kind of little combat panels of everybody in the middle. But on the top, we see all four of our heroes uh, facing off against just a wave, just a wave of League of Assassins soldiers. And Terry's like, uh, I say we give him, uh, we give him heavy doses of both. And then Terry's just easily swatting through them using the uh his wings as blades and he's like what do you think uh four of us uh and elaine is like uh against uh 80 or so i like those odds and she's like she's she's using her uh wings to block like blasts i guess uh and then using her gauntlets to shoot um energy blasts and then goliath goliath and damien are just tearing through them violently and he's like these men betrayed me uh as traitors uh they must fall and terry's like fall like unconscious not dead and damien's like don't be don't be naive like you must realize what we're facing like or who we're facing um as he as he goes and he kills two more guys I was like, this is the most le- this is the most most lethal, wow, most lethal killing force ever assembled. They do not stop until their opponents are dead. And then Terry's like, uh, they aren't uh they can't kill if they're sound asleep. And he's like, this gas is instantaneous. Sweet dreams, boys. I'm like, how did you not have this gas not affect Damien or Goliath? Why don't you use this more often? And if if it's this powerful, why didn't you lead with this? Like it, it's from your belt. It's it's implied that you have you have some more. Why why didn't you lead with this? And Elena's like, even in war, there's room for humanity, Damien, uh, as your father would no doubt agree. And Damien's like, as we've not heard from him recently, I must assume he has more pressing concerns. Let's get this done. Um, and then we go back to uh, Neo Gotham. Um, as Damien or as uh, Matt is running up with a bunch of coats from somewhere, um, and Barbara's like, uh, "How about the?" Or he's like, "How about the generator, Mister Wayne?" As he's running up, and he's just like frozen solid. And this is like inside of their their area. Uh, also, with what looks like the Beyond Batmobile, like right over them. Maybe that was just maybe that's something else. I don't know. It's really weird. He's like, "Won't start." Um, and Barbara's like, "In temperatures like these, brr, even fail-safe measures are failing." Um, and uh bruce is like uh i don't have to tell you what that means is that's like hey i found the coats and i'm like found the coats you found the coats before like you the panel before you're running there with the coats you were like right next to them what the heck it's annoying um and then we see them we see uh bruce and barbara putting on coats because matt already had put his on and he's like hurry the batteries that maintain uh, our energy panels could give out any second. And Barbara does the thing that I know myself and Eric have been criticizing, like this, this design, the, like the bat, like loft or whatever it is. Um, like y- you couldn't use glass like any normal person. Um, and, and then we, we hear like kind of fizzling sounds and, and uh, or Matt's like, that doesn't sound screens are down as the screens go down and they just get, swamped with a blizzard and it's just like yep yep (laughs) 
if he had just been a normal person and used, I don't know, glass, this wouldn't be happening. But uh, back up on the space station, they're like, the first wave down, uh, find Zero. And we see them, just all four of our heroes just run through, well, I guess Batman and Batwoman are flying through. But they're like, uh, Batman's like, what about the rest of the crew? And Damien's like, uh, if he commands them to stop, they will do so. And, and Batwoman's like, why would he tell them to stop? And Damien's like, we'll force him to. Then two more uh, League of Assassins members kind of pop out of like a, a passageway or a door uh, with guns. And they're like, you will force no one. And just before they can really finish, just Terry has just knocked out both of them. He's like, they're still crawling out of the woodwork. How many of these guys does this ship carry? Um, and and Damien's like, uh, he's like, 1,100 or so. And when it's like, that's, and he, Damien just, you know, finishes what she's going to say. Uh, more than we can likely defeat? Possibly. Uh, odd. And then the door slams shut on them. Uh, the room, they, they went in the room that the two soldiers had just popped out of. I'm like, that, this chamber was not in the plan Zaro presented. And then Zaro comes over the comms. Uh, that, infidel, is because I knew better than to show you everything. And Damien's like, Zaro. And Zaro has now have, has like a hologram of his head just floating in front of him. He's like, I knew you'd come to wrestle this magnificent vessel away from me. I also knew you capable of succeeding. Therefore, I built a place that would ensure your failure. And we see like this, this just very weird way of just like an opening in the side. Um, these like four panels start kind of slowly moving apart and opening into space. And Elena's like, the room. And then. Zaros finishes saying, as you take your final breaths, know that your grandfather's master vision will soon be implemented. And all I can think of this, especially as we get into the last page, is where's the Justice League? This isn't just a Gotham problem. This is a, the entire world is freezing. Um, And there's, where are the other governments or people being like, hey, we've detected these things in space. Superman, where are you? This is like the perfect Superman. I... Oh, I have problems with this overall concept because it is not in a vacuum. Um, and he, Zaro continues as we kind of flash back to the bat, um, the bat loft, uh, meaning life on Earth will be exterminated to be reborn with plenty or with pure the purity he dreamed of. And then when you see just the, the bat loft completely covered in snow, as snow is blowing in and alert, alert. Uh, generators inoperable, and we see Barbara unconscious, having been knocked down. She has her jacket on, being buried in the snow. Um, and then we see Matt face like face down in the snow, half buried. Um, temperature now at fifty two degrees below zero. Human life cannot be sustained. And we see Bruce now laying covered up on his back. Um, snow even filling up his his uh his hood. And it's like next issue, Death Stars. And then this that's the end of the issue. It was a very it was a very qu- kind of a quick issue, but a lot happened. We've had an issue where like last issue a decent amount happened cuz we got back ish- back story, but the ones before that it was very slow. This is picking up the pace and I don't necessarily dislike that. The more the I would have liked if this issue was just a little bit slower though. I still want to get content. I still want to see these characters. Their writing at times, I wouldn't say is bad, but at times it can be annoying. 
I will say this, though. Dan Jurgens absolutely has all of these characters' voices, except maybe for Matt, which is a character who he used to have the voice of, or voice for. Um, I know Eric gave this a 6-8, and I was, after my first read of this, I was definitely leaning towards just like a solid 7. But after rereading it, like for this, uh, I'm going to be bumping it up to like a, a 7-3. It's not quite as strong as last issue. It's not as strong, but I still had a, a lot of fun with it, for lack of a better way to describe it. It's fun. I'm excited to see what happens next time. So, yeah, that's it. A 7-3. Um, but before I go, before we return to the podcast, I want to say uh, congratulations to the Weird Science uh, DC Comics Podcast. Congratulations to Jim and Eric for 300 consecutive weeks of podcasting without missing a single week. Congratulations, guys. Anyways, uh, that's it for this month. Uh, see you guys next time, and back to the podcast. I don't really know Tom Taylor, but Suicide Squad is the phone. Don't fall in love with his characters, though. Cause he'll kill them all He can't pop a cap in Harley And his dad can't go down But he's got his own roster And he can go to town so I really want to know I say Yes, Eric, a, a prolonged and overlong intro with a dated song there. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I The idea, though, I, I think we'll keep it in there. Screw it. I don't like editing things. It's funny. I'm listening to it, and I said to you, I don't know how long it is. It might be pretty long. Well, some of Dancing Mike's songs are pretty long, but the idea, I'm like, yeah, Deadshot, he, he's going to get his soon yeah. enough. So Next that issue, is it says. a little dated lock, you know, all that. Yeah, and that is a spoiler alert which we don't usually do. And when we get to the Suicide Squad at the end of the section, you know, we're going to obviously talk about it, but we will end up talking a little bit about what is well, even at the end of this issue, coming. it says like next issue, Deadshot gets his. Yeah. I'm like, oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I, and the idea when we do get to it, the people were debating, oh, I think that they're kind of playing with it. I still am waiting for that twist. I'm still waiting for the semantics of it and the way it's spelled out. Like he's going to get I'm his. Telling you, the thing is, in my mind, like next we're going to kill off Deadshot. And this whole thing is like you're declared dead legally. You can go off and be with your family and no one's coming yes, after you. Exactly. 
That would until, be great, right? Until the life brings him back in. He it doesn't want to come does. back and it pulls it always him back. Does. It always does. It's just like, you know, Jason Todd. <laughs> just like just a live like, shot. Just like or live shot. Live shot, live shot, and dog shot. We'll get to them by the end. But what are we starting with in this section, Eric? We're starting with The Flash, number 760, written by Joshua Williamson, with art by Christian Ducey, Scott Collins, Luis Guerrero, Hi-Fi, and Steve Wands. Jay Garrick is here to lead The Flash family against Eobard and his Legion of Zoom. But don't worry, Flash fans. Barry Allen will join him shortly. He just has to have a strange meeting with the kid Flash villain Inertia in a not-speed force first. But eventually he takes control of his body again, and after some mumbo-jumbo and frequency BS, we see Reverse Flash up, up the ante because before you had some villains, and now you have more villains. More villains, Eric. Oh, my goodness. That Legion and- of Zoom just can't quit growing. Oh my God. I mean, they're letting everyone in, but no homers, Eric. When you end up with this, I think that where, yes, you end up with the whole deal here. A lot of people have, you know, like us, they kind of get a little sick and tired and tired of sick of the non explanations, the idea of things just thrown at you. Well, I'm saying, it is a little better, though, when a non-explanation leads to something good, when it leads to something people have wanted. I think that a lot of people are going to leave the idea of explanations behind, just like Joshua Williamson, and go with the flow. But well, it is like a weird you, deal. You, you got Jay Garrick here. He's beating the crap out of Eobard Thawne, who's now just totally inside Barry Allen's body because he's adjusted the frequencies. Jay Garrick's here to beat the crap out of him. He leaves, though. There's Jay Garrick. My, you know, like... uh. Why only them? Why not evil speedsters like Rival, which just pisses me off because it feels like Joshua Williamson is listening to the show and because I brought up Inertia and yeah, Rival and stuff like that. But like, you. you ended Bart. up bringing that up. Well, it's there's, crazy. there's Bart. How did you find us? And there's Jay. Here's, here's <laughs> our explanation about where Jay Garrick's been ever since we saw him at the end of the Speed Force of the Button. My memories have been fuzzy for a while, but recently uh-huh. a whole bunch came flooding back. This is how Jay Garrick talks. It's I like wanted me. to talk to Barry, so I used our Speed Force connection to track him down. My my, my memories are a little fuzzy, too, Eric. I don't have medicine. Too bad you don't have a connection to anybody. I don't. I have no connection, and now I'm trying to do that Whole30 diet, and Jesus, criminy, it's killing me, and I am fuzzy, so I apologize. But with this, that's the whole thing that we're getting. You ended up wanting the... Legion of Zoom to be the evil rival like evil speedsters, says. as he ends up saying. I don't know why he didn't do it. So we have Reverse Flash. We have Hunter yeah. Zolomon possibly still out there. We have Inertia, rival, like he brings up. Like We have everybody pretty much covered. Like uh, Does Wallace West have an evil version of himself yet? Does you know uh, Avery? We need and, to get some really, of these. Where is the Reverse Flash in China? Neat. That would be pretty cool to end up finding that out, too. That could be a little bit on here. But one of my problems is... And, It's the same as you with the whole idea of no explanation leading to wonkiness, where if you're going to sit there and go along for the ride, you will enjoy this more. But you're still leaving a lot on the table, like when these guys, you know, you end up having somebody. I don't think that I'm going to be down with you. I'm the trickster. And I ended up calling the other. Oh, no, I'm disappearing. You know what the thing is? That might be the funniest part of this it entire is, book. It is, but the I don't understand that, what well, no, no, he's th- really th- doing. Don't send him back in time at that point to get rid of him. But the whole thing is, 
Trickster screwed over Reverse Flash and just called Flash up and yeah. just met. I'm like, all right, that's actually pretty funny. Like, you know, tr- the joke's on you. The Trickster got you. And then, you know, Thawne just sends him back in time to where he belongs. That's like, the thing, though. I just being able that. to go boom and then it kind of takes away a lot of the stuff right, because that's thing, what's going to happen. That, that is great compared to the whole thing where we have the evil Tornado Twins. And we want to know what's up with them, this alternate weird reality kind of thing. Yeah. Until they show up and Don Allen is confronted by his son, Bart Allen. Yeah. Like, uh, Bart Allen. And it's like this whole thing is like, Dad, this isn't really you. You know what, son? You're right. You're I'm right. fading away. You ah! saved us. Now all of a sudden, it's back to the and, future reversed. And, and, and you I'm know? telling you, how weird is it? Because it really, like, Dawn Allen has nothing to do in this whole thing. It almost makes it seem like, you know, the way this plays off that Dawn Allen, one of the Tornado Twins, Don's sister, is almost played off like that's Bart Allen's mother, so yeah. Men- Melanie Thawne. And it's just such a weird idea. Like, she has nothing to say or do here. Don connects to his son and disappears back to an alternate future. I'm like, I don't know. That's what, what, what I have the problem with here and what I think there is a problem with, especially with like the Tornado Twins and Impulse and all these things going on is you have a lot going on right now. And now we do have an end point. He, his run is ending oh, soon. We this are, is, we are speeding yes, to a conclusion. That's now. my, now that's we my to, biggest problem. We have to problem. break up the Legion of Zoom. We have to get Barry back. We got to get, you know, a freaking Legion There's of Flashes. There's too much going on Legion right now. Zoom going on now. So we have to sweep things up so quickly at this point. And I'm telling you, even the idea that we're going to go off like, all right, Barry Allen, he's trying to get his body back. I can feel him inside this not speed force of the mind, whatever the hell he's dealing with at this point. The All right, my Legion line. of Zoom. You know what? Yeah, the starting line. You know what I need you to do, Legion of Zoom? I need you to go and dig up this oh body. Oh, my goodness. Nora this is the part Allen. that I have the most problem. And the thing is, like, you know, all right, it's Thawne, whatever the whole thing. And I even like the idea that Glider and Cold, Captain Cold, yeah, lo- they're not yeah. about this. You know, like, you know, Grodd. This, I mean, yeah, that, when you know you're screwed up, when Grodd doesn't want to be involved, that guy goes but bananas, Eric, we, I hear. We go over the top. <laughs> He's going ape. <laughs> we go over the top here because we know we have reverse Flash, Eobar Thawne, inside the body of the Flash. He wants to be Baryon, and I'm sure it's happened a bunch of times throughout this run, I just haven't picked up on it or i have and forgot about it but the whole idea where he has his legion of zoom go to nora allen's body talking about oh she's full of chronal energy i can do this because you know from the flashpoint we just have to dig up this body i could suck it off and i can you know put barry back in his place this whole time but for one you can start putting stuff together we're digging up the body of nora allen and then when he yells when they yell to him hey eobard i'm not eobard i barry allen the fastest man alive like you just told the biggest villains of the Flash, who he actually is right yeah. now, and nobody's, yep. you know, no, nobody's getting to be here. And like, I think, I think it was a big mistake. I think it was a huge mistake when he says that because, yes, he just did that. Now, again, are we going to have this weird deal where we're going to see, say, Trickster as he gets sent back in time, even with the others, though, but when they get sent back, man, I'm forgetting things, and they don't remember. I'm telling you the whole thing. I, I, I started think having that idea at that point. When Trickster started fading away, just knowing that Eobard sent him away, yeah. for some reason, him fading away almost felt like a Marty McFly. I'm not like he's, for some reason, like, I'm forgetting. Like, I'm not part of this timeline anymore. No. The, the worst part of this is, though, is but when he yells <laughs> that. Yeah, no. And when he yells that, nobody reacts. And that's no. the problem. I, I wanted somebody to be like, what are they saying? And Grodd's like, I don't know. I think he said he's Harry Talon. I, I think. I well, don't know. even want to go with the joke that I love from the Justice League yeah, cartoon I love that. show. Yeah, We talked about it where, a lot. Where Lex Luthor and Wally West switch places and Lex is all like this. At least I'm going to find out who the Flash really is and takes the mask off. I'm like, I have no I idea. No who idea this. who so that is. It's like with Eobard yelling this, I'm Barry Allen, the fast middle line. I'm like, who the hell is Barry Allen? You, they might say that Colt's writing this <laughs> down. He's getting out his pad. Barry Allen. We'll look into that a little. Uh, but with that, 
the reason why I said too that it's rushed isn't just to say, oh, he's, he's speeding away and going things. It's the idea that there are good things that could happen here. You're there trying are great to get, things that you're could trying happen. to get the feels of a impulse with his father. But you don't get to do it. You don't get to do it. And it ends up just being throughout this whole deal of, yeah, hey, you should be good. That's not you. Not even a question. He's talking to Don Hall's father. Hasn't seen him in God knows how long in this book. Because he was freaking dead before. But, you know, but the whole one thing at the one point, like, even the idea before he fades away, something like, where's mom? Why are you like this? What has happened to you? Please tell me. This isn't you, dad. You're right. You're you right. saved yeah. a son. <laughs> yeah, it, and say it's just hi so anticlimactic. Say hi to your mom. We got all these things going on, and it just it is anticlimactic, and it, it ends like, up. Why do I want to have the feels for Don Hall talking to us about the idea, like say hi to like your grandma for me? I didn't have the like the strength to talk to her when I saw her before. Like, why are we trying to get an emotional connection with Don Hall, whose mother is Iris West Allen? Yeah. Like, why are we trying to get a connection with Don Hall, the evil version of him, for some reason of this weird timeline where Thon took care of them? I don't understand where they're from. Instead of Impulse, Bart yeah. Allen, one of yeah. our main characters of not only like you know the Flash books, but Young Justice, something. Please give me something with Bart Allen. That's and and my other deal is the idea of all this going on. You mentioned Jay Garrick. I would have really liked to have some sort of clever explanation, some sort of explanation. And His memories are fuzzy, Jim. This is the thing we know that Wally West, you know, all the troubles with him and things Poor like that. Wally. He's gone off to other books. Flash forward now, you know, whatever. But Death it, metal. it did end up, and that kind of seems like it's happening now and then, whatever. No, but you're even right. in That's this, more in the future most kind of, of the stuff that led to his disaster that was Heroes in Crisis did start in this book. So I wouldn't say that mentioning a Wally West or tying him into even being on the Mobius chair as something that has cracked something where you ended up having, you know, Jay Garrick, well, I, I was lost in the thing. And well, then all of a sudden you, I saw a vision of Wally, like something that even if you have that big. end the Legion of Zoom arc with, we're going to move from this, like the end of Joshua Williamson's run on the flash, where we are going to start picking things up to death metal, where Wally West comes in on the Mobius chair and says, Look, everybody, I tried to make things right. That's why a bunch yes. of you are back now. Remember stuff? But there is something bigger coming. The, he has stopped That's me from making everything right. That's what I would have loved right. to have had, even and in this issue. And then you just jump into the next yes. part after Death Metal or during yeah. Death Metal, whatever tie-ins you want to do. Yeah, and then he's gone because this would have been his last stop, that he would have stopped. And maybe the idea, I can't help you guys out, but I have, he's on the Mobius chair. He knows yeah. everything. He ends up where he comes back here. Boom, you know what? Or maybe he's this, not at this point. Maybe, like, you know, he's maybe. even also fought the Batman and left and then, like, somehow, t- like, you know, I'm ran someplace. You, I'd I don't love know. if he is. And he just pops in and he can't stay. He's got other things, like you say, and I'm out of time. I'm out of things. But he says at the last second, you need the Flash family. We need the Flash family back. Boom. That is enough of an explanation. But in the meantime, that opens up the bad guys, too. That that is allowing, you know, all of them to come back like he was doing when he went. And was touching people in a good way. Like when Magenta came back. when Magenta came back and was pissed off because she was just a normal person. She did not know herself as a villain in this timeline. Wally made her relive all this terribleness that she didn't have to. It would have been such a great tie-in to have that. And uh, Wally on the Mobius chair to me, you could almost have the ripple effect of Wally West and what he had done before. But on the Mobius chair, it even goes bigger. And that's what leads to all of a sudden just the huge Flash family, reverse Flash family. You'd get what you want. 
one. You'd even have maybe some crazy things I with villains that I are want. heroes. All of that, I know you don't. Well, even and the so idea with- where we have the not like I keep going to say this because this is how it's explained to me in this book. The not speed force yeah. where Max Mercury and Jesse Quick have been stuck ever since Flashpoint. Everybody forgot him. Barry's there now, and it's the worst thing. Is like I am not a fan of Max Mercury because when you get Max Mercury hard, you get the Zen master of the speed force. Yeah, I just find that they, boring. They get so right with that. We so. are talking about this whole thing where Barry has to become one. He's got to clear his mind and do all this stuff in order to get back to his body. And they're interrupted by inertia. The old kid Flash and the actually the villain Thaddeus Thawne who Thaddeus killed Thawne. Bart Allen when he was the Flash before Flashpoint happened. But this whole thing is you have him fight Barry for a little while and all Barry says, I see you're an angry boy. You don't have to be an angry boy. He pretty much just says Thank this over and over. Until <laughs> the end, you can make your own path. Yeah. And then Th- inertia, just here out of nowhere. Whatever, old man. Good luck fighting Thorn and his yeah. army. If they weren't all on the wrong vibrational frequency, I'd join them. See, I'm like, what does that mean? You, that, what if that they means is on the I'm going to make a MacGuffin so that I can't help him because that would have been awesome. If that we're bringing so Max cool. Mercury out the end here and we're yeah. bringing Jesse Quick out of here, like, why couldn't they Inertia say that they can't go hitch out? A ride. They say they can't go. Uh, we can't go with you, but we're going to teach you. You end up tying in that whole deal. And it was mentioned last issue as well that you got to think fast. You're going to do the fast thinking. Yeah. That's what's going to get you. Now, in the meantime, the thing that gets me with this Nora Allen deal is really reverse flash please this is what we were talking about on the patreon even with the whole three jokers you get jason todd you need a crowbar you get yeah. barbara you have to mention she was shot in the back and the she killing was a crippled. Joke. when you get the <laughs> when you get the reverse flash it always has to lead back to Nora Allen, and this is so fun. Oh, we're going to dig Let's up dig her body up and get body. the chrono energy. <laughs> At one point, I think that a lot of those villains, including Grodd, think that he's going to get sexy. <laughs> he is a to, necrophilia. I need you to dig up this body. And I'm going to suck it off. I don't, like, of, I, don't, I don't think I want to be a part of this Legion of Zoom no, anymore, guys. I, all of them. That, I think this is where you end up back having to Gorilla Trickster. City. Trickster's like... Yeah, I'm glad I called. I'm glad that I called ahead of time. I was just kind of joking just around. The idea, you know, like, me, you know but, Trickster, he is oh, one of the rogues. Lovely. The rogues, like, you know, Grodd is just a weird turn for the whole thing. But you know the rogues aren't about freaking desecrating dead no, bodies at this point. So they the even idea say that, it when they get there. We, we're not the into this. are like, you know what? I'm doping out everybody. I'm just calling the Flash right now because yeah. it's even too messed up yeah, for me. Yeah, this is crazy. I get the idea, and I'm just going by look. Of the character, they're like, hey, we're supposed to dig up the dead body and, you know, get it for Thawne. He's going to do this. And like, crowd's like, no way. Cold, no way. Golden Glider, no way. Trickster. Turtle, I think, would be into it. He looks like he might be it into looks that like he's sort done of thing, some right? stuff, some dead yeah, bodies in his yeah, time. He does. He's like, I'm coming out of my shell now, Eric. No, that's no. what I do. Let's go back for a second to Max Mercury and Jesse Quick, the idea of the not speed force, because, you know, there's Barry. It's working. I'm nearly there. Come with me. I don't think we can. Hey, but when you get there, don't hesitate to kick his ass. Give him a few punches for me. No. You've been gone from our lives long enough, and I refuse to let anyone else be trapped here. I'm like, I didn't realize you could fucking do that, but good for you, Barry. We got Max <laughs> Mercury and Jesse Quick. Thank God. Because Who's that's the Green Lantern here? Because that's the power of will. That's Where's what, that the power that's of what love? happens. That is the power of life. He, that's he a flashback. <laughs> it's a flashback. I do like the reverse flashback at the end when he so says that made me laugh. But with this, though, there are these moments and if you're going to like i said if you have enjoyed joshua williams's run so far you have had to god bless you you've had to have left descriptions explanations set up all that aside 
to get the moments that you like. There's moments here. The There's problem a lot that of great I moments have, here. Some wow moments that people wow can really get behind. Why I can't go that far isn't just the idea that we don't get explanations or like you just said. I mean, you just explained it great when you're in the Zen starting line of the not speed force. Right there sounds like just hooey. And end up, uh, we can't come with you. Yes, you can. All right. Speed force yeah. mumbo jumbo yeah, is mumbo worse. Jumbo. And that's one of the things. I, I but hate hasn't Speed Force. He made because Speed Force more mumbo jumbo. Am I to wrong? a degree? The thing is, he has to a degree. But now that Max Mercury is back, I am so afraid that's going to happen more and more. Just because this is who he is. I'm like, I, I don't need any more sessions like this. I don't need you to teach us yeah, all about the Speed just, Force. He's going to go to India. And that, I'm Paul McCartney. I'm in <laughs> India. I'm going to learn from the Max Mercury. It's great though to have him for impulse, which I said. All along, but, but like, is it though? At this point, get, that's what I'm saying. That I don't know because he ends up having these moments, even with Thaddeus Thawne there, and you know the big fighting and all and these that, things I'm going you, on. That is a huge deal. If you're bringing Thaddeus Thawne back, because before he was killed by the Rogues, the Rogues fucking murdered his ass for going too far and killing Bard Allen, kind of thing. Before, so like you know, inertia was gone. You had another inertia come back, like it was a new character before before Flashpoint, where you know it really threw Kid Flash off because like this is the, like it's not Thaddeus thumb but it's and like the guy that essentially killed him and like it still was throwing him off because he had the same costume and i and that's where we left the you know flashpoint we went to new 52 here we are with impulse again thaddeus thawne inertia i'm like is this one of those things like are we ever going to discuss the idea this boy who died he's back now and he also killed bart allen like is bart allen going to be freaked out even more than he was when he had the the not inertia the last time he fought inertia before the flashpoint it's going to be me saying not inertia. like all of this is actually very confusing <laughs> yes, i yes. realize well even but with there that, should be a huge thing going on here with inertia and bart, Fla- uh, bart allen that's all i'm saying and then you throw in the rogues on top of that that are there where he comes out and they ended up going again so which you side is he on who's now who's who yes. like, the, the, when i see the rogues i like to just think of the nor like the the group of Flash villains. No, no, but like when, pe- when people do the whole thing, they're like, you know, there's Batman's rogues gallery. It gets confused because I'm telling you, this is a who's who a Flash villain from the golden age on. I'm like, you have anybody like, actually, I wish Inertia was a part of this, but the whole thing is just imagine this from golden age on. You hear you have Abracadabra, Belladonna from, remember that team from Gemini with her and her brother, San Diego, but like you have Blacksmith, Bloodwork, Double Down, The Fiddler, The Folded Man, Girder, uh, Papercut. Peekaboo, Plunder, Ragdoll, Razor, Tar Pit, The Thinker, and The Top. On top of the ones that we already had, like the like uh, the Tornado Twins are out, freaking Trickster's out, but you still have Grodd, you still have like Glider, and you still have Cold. And I'm telling you, this is just the, the most massive Legion of Zoom that you can pr- – and, and the Turtle. The Turtle's still there as well. But this is just the most massive Legion of Zoom at this point. And it's like, hey, we got all the Flash filming together. Here's a bunch of characters. <laughs> yeah, and so with that, what I my what Ever I was getting to before, did I say that? I mean, yeah, you didn't say ever okay. ever, and I was going to say that that should be huge. I remember a real important book, Eric, that you told me was the most important book that told me something about him. But you end up, you know, paper cut. I mean, how yeah. can you have a great story without paper cut and blood work? But with that going, what I was getting to you know before, what? I, and I, I kind of got sidetracked. What I am happy as hell to see the top here because what we had before was a turbine who was the new fifty two reimagining yes, of the character. Was, who yeah. was killed during this run yep. because now we have the proper the top who i actually love as a flash villain back right here i'm like it does remind me of something. my villain's persona the bottom eric the bottom <laughs> I you end up what i was going to say before i got sidetracked no. was the idea <laughs> that catcher maybe when you have these moments you're just like the Thaddeus, when thaddeus shows up like oh my god this is huge and then he's gone 
in a bullshit way. He's gone without anything happening. I'm running and running back that into makes the me not speed force. I mean, this is one of those things. Smell is it, you later. Is it, you know, better to have loved and lost than to never have loved at all? Because when you end up having these no. characters show up, I almost like, well, you kind of, you know, got me excited. Especially when I saw Thaddeus. That was for you, Eric. I, I have it to say, was. I stepped aside I, I and said, this idea, is what like, he wanted. This is what a Flash writer should do in my mind by bringing these characters in. But for some reason, because I don't know if I'm self-centered or what, or I smell a rat going on here, I really feel like Joshua Williamson was listening to the podcast because I'm I'm bringing up Inertia. I'm bringing up Arrival. The idea of the reverse Flash family, whatever they want. I'm like, this is what it should have been. Them saying it on the page here, I'm like, I don't know. And this I'm telling you, he's right. like, yeah, he, he throws it in there and then just says, yeah, that guy has talked Suck shit it. on me for <laughs> years and I'm going to go in. I don't care if he's on the blurb page of the three jokers. Fuck him. He's out. But with that, too, it's funny because most crazy people think like the TV is talking to them, right? We actually think that we're talking to other talking people. Shit to we think me. we're talking to other people. I always <laughs> think everything's shade on Tom King. So I can't even, you know, go and say you're wrong or right. But it's just one of those things where you have huge moments. And this is happening a lot lately in my mind. And I think I it might be when, because we were going to get to that 5G and but we're still maybe is- going to a reset. But my problem is, is the idea where writers throw things out there and almost make it seem like they don't realize themselves how important their thing is going there. And then it's just a shout out, a callback, something yeah. to show they know when they or have something, where they have something that you could have a whole arc Based on just that one damn character, right. oh, and damn, instead, whole series. yeah, and instead just disappears because ends up where Barry talks trash to Thaddeus, and he's like, "Yeah," and it seems like it gets to him a little as well. But like, yeah, They're I'm going to go, old man, and I'm going. Yeah, and then the frequencies, but yet everybody else can go out with Barry. And I don't know, I don't know either. But yeah, the whole idea. Hey, Jay, where are you here? Well, it's fuzzy. Uh, no, don't make it fuzzy. You're the writer. You can give us some legit just things. Plus, when you last the saw evil it, clone of Bart Allen, just, I need that. Yeah, just imagine the idea with a Jay Garrick. Listen to me, Eric. Listen, sit down now. Stop stand podcasting. I don't like that. Sit down. It's it's better for you overall. It, it is actually the standing desk. <laughs> I have those a standing desk that I those podcast standing from. Desks actually went out with the dodo. You ended up though, <laughs> and you're the dodo. You end up with Jay Garrick Damn actually right making that. Big first appearance in the button story written by Joshua Williamson. That was an issue with his. You know, hey, do you know yeah. my name, Barry? No, I don't. I say my name. No. And then get away then, from the old man. Then we had a bunch of other times. The helmet. Jay, always in this book. So why can't he give us just some sort of thing other He's than got it's fuzzy, fuzzy memories? It's fuzzy. I got something fuzzy for you, Eric. I, it's I don't just, want it. I want some things and and it's one of those where yeah you know maybe six months from now we're like well we were all upset about the fuzzy memories and things like that and it really didn't matter because we reset everything anyway but in this story i want to think that the writer who has had everything to do with jay garrett coming back actually has a explanation for it and and i'm telling you i would have used lolly on that movies chair and not only that because we just we continue on the whole thing because there was one thing when we had wally west first come back he's touching motherfuckers and only then they start remembering his ass and the thing is jay shows up here there's iris jay that's not bad like everybody just remembers everybody just knows everything and and like you know nobody questions nothing it used to mean something right (laughs) now the lightning rod is love 
That's all you need, Eric. But yeah, you get it. So at the end of this issue, though, you have a ton of wow moments. You have big things. You have a Flash family, a bigger Flash family than we've ever had since the new 52. Oh, yeah. You know, since pre-Flashpoint. And you end up having some classic villains. It's the same amount that we had before because we don't have Wally West. That is true. We have Wallace replacing him. No, I'm saying we had this, but we just have Wallace replacing him. We don't actually – it's still less because we don't even have any of the West. So like Jay and Irie, they're gone. Freaking Wally's gone. So this is less. It's all less. We'll see. But it is a variation. It's a variation there. You have this going against a – Oh, we got Avery too. Yeah, against a crazy you know rogues gallery with some of the rogues involved. Like you said, it gets a little sketchy when you say that. But – Really, I I love to have a bunch of bad guys. Everybody, what what I need to have is like that because they are facing off, and you end up having reverse flash. My Legion of Zoom will kill you and every single person in Central City, and that's a reverse flash back. So he is going to have them go off. You're not, you don't have enough people to stop us. All that. I just imagine paper cuts already making a paper airplane. He's winging it around. Blood work is doing his we nonsense. We start out, they all just, you know, like scatter to go do some random nonsense. But we have the flashes here. So five of them are taken out by one flash, like within three seconds. Please leave paper cut to his own devices. <laughs> what will happen is paper cut will cut wrap himself. Him up with a folded man. I just and then think wrap that him that's what's going to happen. Ragdoll. I think that then also because of the paper cut bleeding, you got blood work there. He's all fired up and you just take care of them. But you know that the, the whole deal is going to come down to the classics of the team and all that stuff going on but still i laughed too because girder we, we got a bunch of girder i laughed because tar pit has been relegated to wallace west villain now yeah. so i'm like all right wallace is gonna go take yeah, out wallace, take out tar pit right now just tar pit back there that guy's a mess and, and double down he's got hepatitis i think yeah but i'm not touching with him all that he i like i like him <laughs> he always cracks me up especially when brett booth draws him it was the best it was is, sexy like, but in a bad a lot, way the thing is i'm taking out the fiddler that's what i'm going for i'm looking at all these different villains here i'm like a lot of this flash villains are just kind of gross yeah they they are they are very gross i'm gonna go oh, take out peekaboo i'm t- i'm staying away from grod i think i'm going for the fiddler right away <laughs> that is my first target i'm just grabbing his damn fiddle and shoving it right up his ass Ah, oh, yes i think but, the top might be coming for you though well he might be i mean he heard that i'm his sidekick the bottom so that might be the case and then we kind of make a hole but with that, yeah, I, I like some of this. Correct. I don't mind the dialogue itself. It's just the explanations <laughs> and non-explanations are just goofy. And the idea where are they now just going to leave Nora Allen aside? I mean, at one point you're going to get the body and do crazy shit. And then all of a sudden that just changed. We got bigger fish to fry. He was that gonna, chronal energy is going to have to stay six feet under. Chronal energy. Like this is something nobody, any Flash, anybody, even when you the had part Commander is, Cold who could I'm kind of – that him saying that make complete sense to me. I'm like, all right, I can buy it. <laughs> I just sat there and I'm like, really? Chronal energy. Well, I can tell you, you don't she out of dead. anything that we're dealing with right now, the fact that her dead body for all this time now, six feet under, still has some chronal energy because of the flashpoint being done. I'm like, I'm sitting back here out of all the explanations. But doesn't everybody like, you know have it? I, I know I that she's it. a big player, but that but would no, also. But no, she was the main reason of going back and I know changing that's what time. He's saying, but Everything still. Emanated still, from her at that point. Yeah, it's just it's it's a weird deal now. Hey, I'm gonna go oh, for I it agree. now. Yeah, it's, well, it's I'm just saying for somebody's hit to say incredible energy. This, I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm telling you, they're like dig up <laughs> the body. Energy. I just, I'm like, really, like that's what we're going with. But because it always has to lead back to a but with all that, what would you give this? 
I would end up giving this a six point five out of ten. I really enjoyed the art, even though we have Scott Collins on here, who I'm not a fan of, but yeah. like. The big wow moments did get me for a story that didn't really do much except for bring Barry Allen back and show us a bunch of cameos of characters that I wanted to see. Bring in a bunch of villains. You have the Flash. I'm like, overall, we're just at a standstill from where we are. Barry's got his body back, and that's a big deal. But how he got there, you know, the, the Zen master of the Speed Force taught us how to do this. It's just one of those things where they over-explained, under-explained, and did a whole bunch of shit to get us where we need to be, but there was a lot of wow moments and pretty pictures, and by the end, I'm like, I yeah. don't hate this. I'm telling you, I'm giving it a seven because of the wow moments, but I can't give it anything higher because of the non-explanations, and like I said, big moments that become real small very quickly, though I still have It's going to make a lot of people hopes. happy. I'm waiting for off-panel to hear a revving of a cycle, Eric, and ring, ring, hot pursuits in, and then I'm all excited. Wouldn't that be awesome? But Is it yeah, the, uh, the Patty Spivet version that we had maybe. before right in, going into Flashpoint? That would be cool, but with that, I, I don't actually have the sound that would be good, but I will use this one, Eric, just so uh, I can pretend. Just don't, don't, so Lobo showed up, don't gotcha. listen to the rocket at the end. It's just the, the hot pursuit. But we're going to go to the next book, Eric. The next book, there. We end up getting some explanations and some explanations that actually I thought jived pretty well, though we're not getting the big one, uh, but still. I'm not loving this Wonder Woman run. It, it is not, but it's it okay. Either. It's okay. Wonder Woman 761, written by Mariko Tamaki, art by Carlo Barbary, Matt Santorelli, Alejandro Sanchez, and Pat Brousseau. Mariko Tamaki continues her Wonder Woman run, but it's a very odd thing that Michael Janine is missing. This early yeah. in the process It's very odd for that to happen Especially when you want to use him As one of the big draws to this I thought that that was a misplay But who knows what's going on Other than that, I like what we got with Maxwell Lord But at times I'm not sure Tamaki Knows what to do with the Golden Perfect Eric, that's the lasso oh. The issue is another slow mover With a predictable ending that actually had Kind of a cool twist Though we'll see how it works out and you end up here where when Wonder Woman got that selfie from that little girl after yep. saving the wrecking ball deal. Had that little halo filter on That's it. what ended up causing the trouble. The trouble also leads well, back the to Lord the Industries. the trouble with the rest of the world? Not only in rest this issue What about the, the rest of the people in the selfies? It, wait, two no, people in a selfie. No, I'm talking about the rest of our world yeah. right now. This is the problem. Selfies. Yeah, They're the is. problem, Jim. People taking them all the there time. This is what happens. Weird, They're my control. Things. There's a lot of like those posts. This Making selfie, social commentary now. This selfie right, right before the person died. I don't like that, Eric. Here's your social commentary. But yeah, with this, I don't understand. Now, one little thing with this old lady, because you start off in Flagstaff, Arizona, as I said in my review, oh, Flagstaff. some rando. You got the rando in Arizona where you end up spending a lot of time with him at his 60th birthday party. And I would love to know, does this He's guy, got missile launching does this codes. guy have launch codes? <laughs> I mean, really, this is like some guy's 60th birthday. Oh, right there. He ends up taking Retired one of, general. Hey, you know, take one of the selfers with me. Okay, wife, you're not down with it. I know you don't go down to the rec center with the kids because they're called selfies. Let's take it. Now, the woman in this actually does seem to be looking away from the the, the phone, phone. Yeah, which yeah. is odd for her to do anyway because nothing's distracting her but when i look that girl didn't seem to be before and so why when you even have things going on where you see a lot of people around the world being you know affected by this 
both people should be and they're not and it's I just think it's more deal. that you take this whole thing from the Udi, the odiplex or whatever the hell the thing's called that you take the selfie with with the filters and stuff like that that we have that it targets you when you have it in it the database must. you can upload the stuff into what because like here general george here he's a retired general he has launch codes he has launch and codes. it seems like you know wonder woman she took a selfie we could take over her now it's almost as the like you know emma behind the scenes but right again, now though there were people who now you had the tamaki mariko tamaki kind of gave you that out that she had was did the guy who was upset about his hamster was he on legit was he targeted because it seemed to be countrywide that they said though the specific targets here and that's one of my problems it gets very specific here for liar liar eric but was it specific before what, what was she trying to do now she was trying to get the attention of wonder maxwell woman lord. slash maxwell lord when she ended up having the lady going for ice cream that was more of a diana the thing, thing is, to go did she and do it was that weird. because she was with diana when that I happened know. well that's what i'm saying what is really going on there's a did lot the of bunny do that in this. one i think so at one point i'll tell you i'll even reveal the ending deal where you end up and it's emma and she is behind all this and she's like come on father i'm gonna get i thought she was saying that the bunny was her father i'm like I, well, I actually met her father man, and then I because like, I, oh my when we were discussing who the big bad was, and you talk about bunny stuff, I and, like, got I think, close. and like Emma, like you know, because I was saying that Emma might be Maxwell Lord's kid, but it doesn't yeah. make sense because she said her parents died and but doesn't really go there. Like, and I, I don't like that. I don't yeah. know why. For some reason, like Maxwell Lord, he's a bad dude. Now he's an illegitimate father. <laughs> yeah, I mean, now he's you know somebody you can relate to. And Aww. so with this though, you end he up really having this. Now, is this one of those? Because it seems at points like. What exactly is the app? It seems now completely controlling the person. So it's not just making them get mind controlled and go off and see their greatest fear. Like it seemed to be because of Diana, it does seem like a specific thing because this guy's going off for launch codes. You ended well, up yeah, having he, the one he guy. That yeah. the, the foreign terror, like, you know, power is attacking the U.S. So he is going to yeah. go launch the codes back at like, you know, the missiles at who's ever attacking or whatever he believes is attacking through the download. We don't know enough about the selfie hacker program that takes over your brain yes. at this point to know exactly but because all we know is that Diana, she's seeing some parademons, she's going some through, cheetahs, some Aries. Yeah, she's cycling through her villains, but the guy who was doing the Miley Cyrus wrecking ball, he was just told, okay, I'm going to bring down this building. There was hey, no real enemy there. was going to go get some ice cream. She was getting ice cream. Traffic. So this is where there's a kind of loose ends in the story where I think that we may not get a full explanation of what all this is because what you're doing is it, it is a wacky deal. We're tying it to Maxwell Lord, but he's not involved because he was in jail at that point. And then you end up having it. But being he's his pseudo daughter. involved because is this is his involved. technology yeah. that he was working on 10 years ago that never went through. But somebody is now using something that so like, you know, he's been in prison for a long time now. Yeah. And you do get the confirmation now that. Yep. Wonder Woman has not killed Maxwell Lord. Everything that we're dealing with with Wonder Woman, her vendetta against Maxwell Lord, is based off the Suicide Squad versus Justice League it's story that we had, stuff, it seems. and then going into No Justice. Yeah. It's all rebirth. It's that all we're rebirth is what's going on there. So when you have it, and I really think that Tamaki did a really good job of that part with the No Justice when they ended up I having suicide. I like the idea that when the source wall broke, now. You can say what they got their heads scrambled. Well, it seems as if with their connected like to Brainiac, see, you don't even see him pushing with his power right now. Like this, the day the source wall fell, I saw the truth. 
I saw well, my end. He has and all these thing, other people involved. He just had, he's, he's laxing off. This is clarification. He's got his eyes open. I'm like, everybody who was a part of this whole Task Force 11 looked like they were mind-melted at that point. Well, that's how you're going to have he's to go. Fine. I mean, really, if you're going to go with mind-melted, then you can't have him in the story. So I can go with, I'm just going Superman Reborn, Eric. But with that- I want him coming out, pushing people with a head that's oh, caved awesome. in at parts. Yeah, it'd be awesome. All of a sudden, it's all fucked up and he's, you know, dead, right? But no, it, it seems to be the idea of the source well fell. The, the reverberations going with the Brainiac technology, he ended up seeing the future. He saw his end, and he didn't like it because what he was setting up was I'm not like, ending up I saw up your okay. end at that point too, Maxwell Lord. Yeah, that was his end. Well, maybe that's what he's saying. But with that, though, it is this technology. This app is the technology that he set up, but he it's is Odie reformed Picks. now. He it, doesn't it, really want you. that. It was once Odysseus. Yeah. yeah I'm like, oh, it, yeah, it you are a, a little, fancy fellow. Yeah, it gets a little crazy. <laughs> but with that, you end up where Diana is brought back, you know, she was passed out they get her and ed is there and she tells her what happened you ended up you broke out of your house you ended up in what i really think and this is not going to happen eric i don't think but i think it would be a really cool idea that after all this is said and done wonder woman starts thinking like why'd you have marines outside you know marines seem to be real close i mean right as i broke through and i would have liked the the idea that edda was watching them then no no they were called in when she started rampaging through the city at that point the thing is they say right when she broke through yeah but i i would like the idea that maybe they were watching her because edda didn't quite you know nobody quite you know trust her but i wanted her to still be on the scene where she was saving that building before and then took yeah. the thing the idea that she woke up and, how did i get here and then started fighting yeah. things i'm like you should have just picked up from there where she thought she was back in her apartment mm-hmm. and then started fighting parademons and was just ru- like running like oh, you yeah, know, yeah. buckshot throughout everybody's asses going through this whole thing i don't understand at the end though when she wakes up She's in, you know, at his care at the government facility. You know, she is told, like, you are a danger. You can't go out and take care of this until Maxwell Lord says, this is what it is. Then they can go off and take care of this. There's a part here when Maxwell Lord shows out and you do have, you know, Wonder Woman lying. Hey, I'm okay. I'm going to go. What are you looking at? Then oh, I see Cheetah. I'm fucked up. I mean, I'm seeing all these things, and she's trying to break free but of now this. Now it's different. As of all you this. see, now the, it's I a know. Scarecrow. And then you see the launch codes deal going on, and that's where Edda just comes out. Launch and that's codes. kind of the deal. Is just here's what it is. This is what's causing it. It's this. It's linked to Maxwell Lord, who then is like hanging out like a badass. He's like, hey, at look this at me point, over you there. call Superman. You got a nuclear missile that has just been launched. Things. Yes. And with that, though, you end up having Maxwell Lord there saying. Yeah, it was my technology goes through the history. Hey, you guys, your vision or your version of, you know, bad guys. Yes, I guess I am. But that's you guys get to make all the rules. And I saw my end, all that stuff. But she ends up tying the lasso around Maxwell Lord. And yet still throughout this keeps saying now you can say, well, she's not really herself. But through a, I don't trust him. I don't think he's telling the truth. No, no, no. He, he's got the lasso. Finally, though, he says by the end. I got the damn lasso on, but with that, why isn't Mariko Tamaki going with the idea? Because she's holding the lasso as well. If she, she can, I need to see the truth. I need to, you've got a lasso. That's what you always do. Just do it and get on with it. But it ends up having to be Maxwell Lord say, you're okay now. As she grips the lasso in a different way, even though that's how she's held it. The whole time and says, okay, I see the truth now. Let's roll. Oh, I have, the last of truth doesn't work on me. I need Maxwell Lord to push yeah. the idea and that the, I'm this okay. This is what I said in my blurb. The idea of the, the lasso 
it gets very wonky here. And again, it, oh, you have like this a, whole deal. It always does. And you it want does. it to go in there and change your DNA this like we've seen it do before? This is the problem with it, though. That's why you can't rely this much on it. Because when you do, it's like the Speed Force that we were just talking. It gets wonky. Next thing, you're inside the lasso. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. just going to go out and like do a whole thing at a Comic-Con where I come out as the comic book Gallagher, right? Yeah. And instead of freaking crushing watermelons with a mountain, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to put somehow have something that represents the Speed Force. I'm going to crush that. Crush the last. I'm going to crush the green lantern ring because whenever you have things like this, objects, I, even I'm saying the speed force is an object, but these Ooh, ideas in comic books, about that ring. They, they, they are just <laughs> ridiculous because at certain points, whoever you have writing, I'm like, well, there are no rules because I make the rules. Yeah. I am the God and I'm just going to do whatever I want. And I'm like, well, oh. uh, let me come out after you. I get the, you know, uh, I'm thinking of all the things you have the speed force, the lantern ring. That's Your West Coast Gallagher. Yeah, I'm the West Coast. Can I be East Coast Gallagher, actually? I don't uh, know. Which one do I like? I I want to have, like, Superman, all these crazy things that they end up having. I'm going to get that membrane that goes into the Dark Multiverse. I'm going to go with the Dark Multiverse as well. As and well. actually, just take out a bunch of different colored kryptonite. Yeah, the kryptonite would be down as well. Kryptonite's and fine. Once you bring in other different colored kryptonite, different writers think that certain things do different things when they don't. Yeah, and it's true. But this lasso, you know, we have had a lot of wonkiness recently Steve Orlando had his version we ended up having all these things but when you get down to it though you end up having the lasso can get the truth I don't need it to get your DNA I don't need it to be you know we're going to hang out there even that whole thing where you have the lasso of truth let's just keep it at that where you have Maxwell destroying as well that's what I was trying to think of and I couldn't think you got you got Maxwell Lord wrapped up here. He is going to tell you the truth. It yes. seems that we have a boiled down to this bare minimum basics lasso of truth. And you know what? That's all I need. Even the idea where Diana, if she wraps it up in her hands, she can't see the truth. She'll tell you the truth, but it doesn't break through her mind or whatever what's going on. Like I wish it was even that is taking more, things though, up yeah, a little I know. bit further than the bare bones basics of the lasso of truth. But even with this, she ends up, you know, wrapping it. And I mean, if you're going to wrap perfect, the, the golden perfect is wrapped the around. Truth queen. It's wrapped around Maxwell Lord so tight. I mean, it's eight times. It's yeah, wrapped we're back around to bondage, and she's like, uh, and you have Maxwell. I'm a good guy. I don't trust him. He's a liar. I'm like, well, right now you have him on. Now, again, you, you got can Tommy play with Lee the Jones idea. I don't care. I don't care. I thought you were going to say Tommy Lee. He's like, I got hepatitis. No, 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 and then he's upside down Lee. with that spinning kit. But yeah, just the idea ends up. And like you said, but she had the, the lasso wrapped around her hand the whole time to hold Maxwell Lord. Now, but is, the Maxwell is that wrapped Lord around her? <laughs> well, it's wrapped around her hand. But then when she, he says... The lasso, I can't lie, and you can use it. And then she's like, okay, it, um, okay. I'm okay. And I didn't understand. But then at the oh, end, Wonder Woman. you end up having them. Fear oh, no. made you a simpleton. The launch codes have ended up having launch a codes? missile launch. You end up having a nuke. Again, like you said, there'd be more than just a Wonder Woman and Maxwell Lord going after this. And the thing this, is, we have a pretty much a Wonder Woman on LSDC and shit at this point. You know, we have her on a plane with a, a like a pretty much the world's biggest terrorist that you can deal with right now with telepathic powers on a plane by themselves going off to stop a nuclear war from breaking out at this point. I'm like, we need somebody more than Wonder Woman and Maxwell Lord here because they are compromised. Yeah. Yeah. And then you end up seeing who the bad 
gal is at Emma. Odysseus. It is Emma. She ends up going in. I mean, how she underwhelming must... is that? Not it's on so the idea underwhelming. That I'm Maxwell Lord's daughter, but the idea that Wonder Woman's neighbor, the only new character that we have in this book, is in my the review. first villain. I said yeah. the idea that the only other character it's that has been so introduced like, is right the in your bad face. gal, though. Like I the th- thing is, it's so in your face that when we started doing this, we joke about it because we don't want it to be that simple. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm thinking right now, I see a little glowing eyes from Mohane. No, I don't. But she ends up talking again. Remember when well, Wonder Woman was talking about Mohane? Shade. Yeah. So with that, though, she ends up talking to Mohane. He jumps up on her lap. I still would like to think that that whole idea of her going to therapy, that therapy group has something more to do with this, but now it I'm turns just out thinking to it's not. still be Dr. Psycho I controlling think, yeah. her mind. Yeah, I just God, want how good something. Would that be? I want something. And this girl is nowhere near being Maxwell Lord's daughter. She thinks he is. That's why she is doing liar, that. Liar, liar yeah. strikes. Liar, liar. Her is, pants is are on fire. Like Emma Lord at this point? What everybody is. is. Everybody's calling her liar, liar. I saw everybody in Slack today talking about liar, liar, and I had no idea what the hell was going on because I hadn't read this yet. From now on, I just want to be called Pants on Fire. It's what I always... No, I know. People that's, just call you liar, liar because no, you're a liar. That's because I'm, I'm wearing cords. And, uh, you know, when I was a little heavier, I'd walk and the cords would rub. It got real hot down there. It's like making a fire. You got to chafe. The yeah, chafe so hard. I got to chafe so hard. I don't anymore, though. I was thinking that in the bathroom today. Actually, Really? Because seriously, so was I. <laughs> I actually was taking a shower. It, it was, was very hot at work today. The chafe. I was doing the that, so and hot. I was I was told to shut the hell up. Actually, so me and <laughs> yeah, you are on the, the same way. Because nobody was at work when I was doing this. Yeah. Pretty much everybody left early today. Yeah, I ended up uh, singing that in the shower. But yeah, so by the end, it, it what has time? it has some setup. This was probably about two o'clock. So yeah, it's about two o'clock. All right, there we go. We How end in up sync with is that. That is crazy. We are. I'm Lance Best, by the way. If we're in sync with this right. going on, though, you end up. I'm the only one that did anything. Yeah, really. You're you're kind of. You, you get some things that I wanted. You didn't like it as much. You said no. about the Maxwell Lord explanation. I at least liked that it was explained and not just thrown out there with a name. Not just, yeah, that no justice really taught me. At least she's trying to get something and use it for be funny as hell if she came out and actually called that what happened there. That was the no justice event. Like yeah. that's actually what the superheroes well, call yeah, it now oh, yeah. when they fought Brainiac. Yeah, I, hate, I hate when they do that. But even so... When we get to the end of this podcast, we're going to have a Batgirl review. Oh, where yeah. That is something where, to me, like names are just thrown out. No. <laughs> what are you That's talking about? It's not action comics. I right. Yeah, I didn't give it that, Eric. You go to the site. But I'm going to do the rest up. No, no, I, I emailed it. When you end up having this <laughs> by the end, I did give this a seven. I actually gave this a seven because I thought that we got enough explanation and I'm kind of going with the deal where I don't think this is worse than last issue. It's kind of just plodding along. I just think it's, and you do have, and like I said, the only other character ends up being the big reveal twist, but the idea, oh, I'm going to show you, Daddy Maxwell. Okay. It's kind of a twist. Right. I'd like to see what's going on there, carrying on the family business. The, you the enjoy that. Is- you have a daughter gonna, that you want to have happen to do that, right? No. Nobody no, knows about her but you. But quiet, it's quiet. Stop. <laughs> but uh, the thing is, I, this is not going to like bias my score at all, the whole thing. But I personally, 
hate any kind of story that involves cell phones being the catalyst for anything. I'm telling you, whenever that happens, I immediately just kind of like, you know, frown a little bit because it's just something that really like, you know, irks me whenever it shows up because it just feels like so, I don't know, like everybody's on the cell phone. So that's the big thing. Like you're talking about the idea. That's the problem with society yeah, nowadays. Too many is. damn selfers. Yeah. But, uh, so automatically that just disappointed me that that was the catalyst for everything's going on here. Having Emma be the big bad at the end, I'm like, oh my God, it's just so unoriginal and just kind of disappointing twist, and then like and also maxwell lord's my father i'm like I, that, that's yeah. not even that just that makes it worse in my mind that she's the bad guy and and he comes went out away and he got a pack of smokes eric it's called no justice no, smokes, no just right? just wonder woman in that bunker talking like as we try to work our way through what's been going on even you and i we try to make ourselves understand what the od picks app does it yeah. doesn't all jive up with what we I think from that this what issue. it does is every time you take a picture it like puts garfield and heathcliff on the od picks eric you know, and what does Odie have to do with Heathcliff? Eric, I forgot which one it was. Please, you're, you're supposed to have my Garfield back. Garfield and Normal, Jim. Garfield and Normal. You're supposed to have my back. I hate Mondays, but I love lasagna. God, I love Garfield. I'm not allowed to eat lasagna right now. <laughs> I can't have it. Ah, oh, yes. But, I'm, gonna, so what I'm, you, I'm only going to eat lasagna right okay. now just because there you can't. You go. Screw you. I don't like lasagna. Yeah, you don't. Uh, but okay. overall, I'm going to give this a 6 out of 10 because I still enjoy the art even though Janine Mich- – uh, I can't even think of what his name is. Janine uh, Michelin, I thought you were going to say. Janine Michelin. You Michael know, that Janine. artist. Michael, Mikhail Janine. Mikhail Janin. I'm yeah. telling you, I, I'm trying to say it in a fancy way to try oh. to – and I, I totally screwed it up anyway. Mikhail Janine is how Mikhail I say it. Means that on this, but I still think the art was pretty good overall. It's weird, it's just though, that, that he's not, though, right? I agree. Because that's, you know, at least get a full he trade. He probably read the script and realized cell phones and this is Maxwell Lord's daughter. <laughs> I'm not right. doing this. He ends up like, wait, Liar Liar's the only other character introduced. <laughs> Actually, he, I didn't tell you this. Allegedly, Eric, he got a hold of me and said he's, you know, protesting that it's not Mulhaney the rabbit, is what he said. Nobody he would ever say, say that. that. I no. did. That would have been cool. I actually, till the end, I thought that we were still getting no, it. No, no. What would have been did. cool is if somehow Manchester Black moved his mind from a cow to a bunny and now took over MS. Yeah, I don't care how it gets right there. there. I'd still be right. All I needed, though, is it would be the it's end. No longer, it would no longer be Moochester Black. We need to come up with a rabbit version Hop of that. Chester Black, No, so right? that's not as fun. Oh, how about, uh, you know, wiggle your nose, Chester Black. That's pretty cool. <sighs> rabbit turds are black. When you end up at the end, though, it would have been cool if this was the end of a trade. And I'll tell you, the end of a run, an end of the run. I think I'm him now. You end up with, you know, oh, it was liar, liar all the time. And they're taking her away. And then all of a sudden, Mohaney turns and her eyes are glowing red. It's like thriller. All of a sudden, it's that freaking meme with the groundhog. That would be awesome. Wouldn't it? They better do that. After all this, you'll end up Tamaki. 100 issue run. And then at the end, the callback at the end was it was all in the mind of the St. Elsewhere rabbit Mulhaney. It'd be It was awesome. Hoppy the Marble Bunny's it evil was, twin. It was. It or, was. Or what I like to call you, usually after you eat chili, streaky. Eric, streaky. We're going to yeah, go to the next work. We're book. talking about a bunny. Oh. Well, I meant your underwear. We're going oh, to I understand. the next I shit my deal. pants. You too. That's <laughs> true. We're going to the next deal, Eric. I, I think that I, I have to admit that you have picked up my spirits, my friend. Good. And I have been down this whole week, and I'm doing this whole 30 nonsense diet. It's killing me. 
uh, literally, and I just am angry no, at everyone. Time. But father, now, father time. I, ju- I just feel goofy now. <laughs> I'm telling you, I go outside, and if I see anybody with a robe and a sickle, I run like hell. <laughs> you know what? No matter still what, me now I'm running. No jokes aside. If you go outside, no matter who you are, how old you are, if you go out and just see anybody in a robe and a sickle. Death or not, what, you what, just run because you should not see that you, shit. What happened if I told you legitimately, like, and this was true, that I told you like three times I outran death, that they actually, he came for me, but I outran him. Would you believe me? No. Okay, I won't tell you then. Suicide Squad number eight, Eric, written by Tom Taylor, art by Daniel Sempere, Adriano Lucas, and Wes Abbott. This book is ending soon, and with the big sure Deadshot is. issue next month, it's a big one. It's a huge bang. This cooldown origin of oh, Wink. Oh no, we need exposition about yeah. our background characters. I actually, I actually wish that her name was Wink Wink. That'd be pretty cool. But the origin of liar, Wink and Harry was okay with me. Because the series is ending at eleven, I can see why Taylor wants to get this origin out there, and it seems these, that he wants the Wink and Harry to be his breakout. Character. You, these are the two characters we know the most yeah. about already, and we're using these this issue to learn characters. more. This is why. Poor because Deadly Six. You even already. <laughs> Chaos Kitty is all I want. Zebra Man needs some serious attention yeah. in this book. This was one of the things, even in his deceased Hope at World's End, you've got Wink and Airy. These are the characters that he seems to think will may not be, and I put this at the end as I finish, they may not be his breakout characters, but he wants to at least be his continue characters that he wants them to show up in other things. And it's not Bruno Redondo, who I love on this, and I want to point out that Bruno Redondo if we're going to take him for his word, which I do. I, I do love him, and he talks to us a lot. He's, he's not, not a liar, liar. liar. That's right. <laughs> he don't have a bunny. Uh, he said that he might. originally it was just going to be a two-issue run that they had told him beforehand. You're going to do two – or not two-issue, two-trade run. Okay. It ends up I'm at 11, like, not two-issue. No, no two-trade, but it ends up being 11 issues. But yeah. it was going to be a set deal. So with that in mind, it's not as bad – Getting a origin now because that seems like if they're to be, you know, honest with their that this was how it was planned out to go. When you end up having a young justice that gets through 17, 18 issues and we still don't know what's going on. That's a problem. <laughs> but when you have a set deal, I don't have as much How of a dare problem I as bitch this. about issue number eight that we're just, you know, finding out something about a character. I'm like, over here at Young Justice, don't know shit about shit. We're at well, issue 26 I want to make sure that the way I'm spelling this out is I don't mind this as much because of the circumstances around this book well, the, than for what some we reason always bitch cir- about. Because of the odd, circumstances though. around this book, though, for because that I know that the book is ending, having this break now feels like we're, we're wasting time because we have to get to the ending that is a set thing at this right now. But you do get the Wink Airy deal. You do have that set up for the TNTs, one of your favorite guys and gals Chaos there. Kitten. What's up and with her? I don't know. But you end up having Lola at the end. Don't quite the understand. Other yeah. I don't quite understand what they're, you know, Max or Max or Lord, what Ted Cord really wants to do. It might as well be Max Lord anymore. Yeah, and with this, you do end up finding out why this squad ends up being bad going wrong all these things against a ted quarter seems to want to get bad nesia and just exploit it for this the oil explanation to try to bring everything back to what we originally dealt with with our suicide squad's first mission where he went to bad nesia and had to assassinate the old president to get the new president this kind of thing to work with the government who's actually ted court in the background who's manipulating everything because bad nesia had like actually 
yeah, Badnesia has oil and they don't want anything about this. So now we just have Ted Cord paying off politicians, princes, freaking diplomats and all that stuff in order to like, you know, take up all these wait, I don't even know how I'm trying to say this in order to pretty much take over Badnesia that doesn't want to be taken over. But on top of that, creating metahumans off on the side, it seems like, because I really, for some reason, outside of the whole Ted Cord connection, which I can't see that Ted Cord is the one doing this with the metahumans. I think it's a byproduct. I still think that you can, you know, turn it around that he's doing all this to buy it off so that nothing happens when he gets kind of wish bad by the end. I kind of wish with this whole thing that somehow this this idea that these people are, you know, being taken or bought or kidnapped and actually experiment on to the point of making them into metahumans. That this was Ra's al Ghul's arc thing from Batman and the Outsiders. If we could tie that in somehow. It actually reminded me so much of that. When he ended up having that, I thought, and that is just thrown in here with this whole deal. And it's interesting. And you're not going to get enough of it, though, because Did they activate a metagene in the airy for his wings to grow? Or did they just sew on wings on his back? It looks like they sewed on wings. And the problem is I tried to do this this afternoon. It didn't work, Eric. I I ended up getting two donkey legs. Put him right in my back. I wanted to do like the donkey kick and stuff. I don't know. And, and I maybe think it worked be... out because you're half jackass. That is true. Really? I'm whole jackass, Eric. Please. And, if, <laughs> uh, and why am I going to hang out with a half jackass when I can hang out with a whole jackass, Eric? That's my and, line. And with that, though, I wanted to end up being Gus, the field goal kicking donkey, and it didn't work. I ended up being nothing, Eric, just a jackass. But with that, it just looks like they sewed the wings on, but maybe uh, let's see if these work. Push them off the cliff. <laughs> it's it's like the the whole deal of Ha-ha, the science. Congorilla, now you know all the the crazy things, the sharkorilla that we were talking about way back in the day, and all that nonsense we came <laughs> up with. Gatorilla, Gatorilla is what it was. Yeah, that Gatorilla was kick ass. But gorilla up, body, gator head. Damn right, <laughs> and all half man. gator. Half gorilla, all attitude. All action. You end up with this whole deal where Aerie is being manipulated to have wings. You end up having Wink see Aerie for what they are. Oh, my God, you're beautiful. The wings are great. And I do even like the way that Tom Taylor, and this is where you get little Tom Taylor bits, though. I thought I was going to have more feels in this issue than I did. I really didn't. And that, that kind of threw me off. But I did like the idea when she wink winks out to go get the pizza. First off, it's a nonsense Supreme Pizza. Nobody wants that. But when she comes back, I like Supreme the pizzas. whole deal, you're nonsense. When you end up, hey, you know, we can't go get delivery or anything. So this was just a frozen I'm pizza. I'm telling you, that it is a type went. of like pizza. That. It's a type of pizza for a reason. People order this all the time. Listen, it, I could put a sweat sock on a piece of pizza. That's a type of pizza. I ain't eating. I, I'm, I'm not ordering the Werner. <laughs> you're not having that. I ended up at one time having a pizza with liverwurst and onion. That was a type of pizza. It tasted Again. like shit. And, and the thing is, it doesn't have a name because nobody's yeah, it was. ordering that. It was that. called the German, Eric. There, that's what it was called. So there, you're wrong. It was probably one deli that only they did it. They yes, also had they also had the sandwich as well and a breakfast hoagie. The worst. They were just really big on this little worst over here. Why did I eat I just every know why one this of them? Deli made pizza. I, they did, but it was like nonsense pizza like this. It was a place in Sonderton. It was actually very good, and that was where when I make the the deal where I laugh. When I ended up having my hernia, my constricted hernia, and it was like seven in the morning and I'd eaten a meatball Parmesan sandwich when that was there. That was the greatest place. You could go at 5 a.m. and get a cheesesteak, Eric. What what world do we live in now? Because I can't drive. In Russia, 
cheesesteak make you? It was crazy. And we loved it. Cheesesteak made me do a lot I of things. I ended up having a thing. Like some people sit there and like, I'm going to read all the classics of history. I'm going to read all the literature. I'm going to so look at all the paintings. I just said, you know that deli? I'm going to eat every damn sandwich they have. And I went through every sandwich. So I ended well, up having to, to eat the German. Now you're awful. a cultured fella. Just imagine this. You have liverwurst and onion. I don't mind the smell of that, actually. But the consistency, I'm about to just the consistency about it. of that hoagie, when you bite into a hoagie, the inside should not be softer than the bread. <laughs> and it really throws shit off. It really does. And it did. Back no, to the issue. Hard roll. Supreme pizzas are bullshit. When I see people online, oh, no way in hell am I going to have the pineapples. I'm like, really? You're there that's with the thing, these guys. black olives and nonsense, which I like, okay, but not on a pizza. Green peppers. It, that's not a Supreme in my mind for some they reason. In my there, mind, it's pep- it. it's, like I'm saying, in my mind, a Supreme, and the thing is, I worked at Pizza Hut. I'm trying to remember no. what it was because I don't off the top of my head, but a Supreme pizza in my head is pepperoni, onions, and green peppers, and that's it. No, Supreme pizza to me, you better eat it and you, you grow like three inches, Eric, and I don't mean height, but you end up with this green peppers, black. Uh, I like pizza, why not? I do like the onions <laughs> on the pizza Supreme though i don't mind <laughs> yeah I, you're gonna get a lot of them with a uh, black olives black olives is a standard but that might be like the last ingredient olives. right i know you do that's why i wanted to bring it up it's so on gross this. i think that if there's seven ingredients on the supreme pizza the seventh would be probably love sixth what? would be seven? black olives. Well, i'm looking at there i think there'd be seven you have you know the sauce and the cheese right that's a topping you always tell me so i I don't know. I'm trying to make it work, Eric. But with that, you know what's funny though? Out of nowhere, I'm, I, I just typed in Supreme Pizza. Then I went to the pictures, and they're like, actually, and then I clicked on the Pizza Hut category of it. So I'm on Pizza Hut Supreme Pizza for my images here. A lot of and black the fir- olives. The fir- the, no, the first the first image though, the the underneath it for the title is. Worst things to order at Pizza Hut <laughs> with a picture yeah. of the Supreme Pizza. That's true. But yeah, yeah, they end up where. Wink ends up becoming friends with Aries. Oh, there's mushrooms on it too. I hate yeah, mushrooms. Yeah, there's a Never lot of mind. mushrooms. Fuck this yeah, pizza. I'm telling you, nonsense. But yeah, but I, up- I'm a big fan of pepperoni, green pepper, and onion. There you there. go. That, I'm happy that's now. Just the, I got that that's done. That's the shea. That's the shea pizza. Well, you end up Aries extra cheese and Wink shea. have both been, you know, manipulated. Let's get to manipulating. Biggest they end better. up doing all that, and this is a tie-in to kind of be almost like Suicide Squad one side. The other side, that's just let's do some crazy. I'm saying let's just do crazy experiments because you end up having at one point Amanda Waller come in and grab half of the TNT team there. And it is Lola ended up separating them. And with that, the wink does not want to do anything because if she does, she's afraid that she will be taken away. And you find out she'd be taken away by the suicide squad, it seems. So she's just kind of hanging out. Aerie, though. He kind of gets pissed off. He goes and tries to save Lola, but then ends up getting hurt. And Wink doesn't help. And so you end up even more. Just such a weird idea that we have this experimentation place going on. Whatever this lab is, it's pretty much just holding people against their will, experimenting on them, making them metahumans. The idea that we have the American government coming in with Amanda Waller who can just buy off people's sentences, who's ever here, whatever the thing is. She seems to have some morals like, here, though, right? When they're like, Well, the thing is, like, she she actually is going off of what she can do and her authority yeah. through Bell Rev and Argus and the Suicide Squad Test Force X because there are criminals here. She can buy their sentences so they can come over to the Suicide Squad, but people who have been kidnapped here, they she doesn't have authority to take them. Like, that's too bad. And it's a weird thing because – 
it really does seem like Ted Cord is the person behind this experimentation on this place on top of trying to get, you know, Badnesia and their oil. But then later on, we'd find out when the series started, Ted Cord would buy the Suicide Squad essentially and take it over in order to fulfill his master plan of getting Badnesia with the revolutionaries. And it's weird, too, because you have all this and then you end up having it's a little convoluted. I know, well, that I'm it is. About well, you have Wink then. I'm trying to put it together in my Wink head. Wink goes to Aerie and says, and I, I do actually like the idea because Wink keeps saying there's a lot of us here. They keep disappearing, all that. And you do end up having a subtle thing art wise where Wink is number seven, Aries 22. So that does give you the idea, ooh, there's a lot going on. Unless these are just like hockey numbers or something, you know, Ray Bork there. You, you... Whoa, the other TNT's 40. Yeah, so there's a lot. And they end up, and I do I do like the idea that Amanda Waller, hey, is that a criminal? Meaning Aries. No, shame. I'm like, good for you, Amanda Waller. Sometimes you go over is, the line. About shame, but... like, why do you want a kid? That's even the thing, if we go back to the whole idea of the X-Men and stuff like that, the original X-Men or whatever you want to call it, but like, you know, the original team. Angel is like the, the worst X-Men that's ever been. Until he became Archangel, he's essentially useless. He's a dude with freaking angel wings. He is doing Sexy. nothing for nobody. He's got a fancy name, right? He, he drinks with his pinky up. Warren yeah. Worthington oh my the God. third. I actually thought that he became Triple H at one point, Eric. When you end up having all this, though, you end up having Wink. Then finally, I can't take it anymore. Ghost Harry, we're going to escape. You're going to get out of here. Who's the KG Beast and part of the Suicide Squad? I don't squad. know, but I like and that d- Suicide Squad. She, but the thing, well, the thing is, you have Killer Croc and the KG Beast show up with Amanda Waller to try to get the TNT out a teen on this whole Suicide Squad thing. But KG Beast doesn't feel like he should be because he has diplomatic immunity in my mind. It wouldn't be he's a foreign like you know, person. He should not be on the run because the KGB is down and he is a man without a country now. Like he was the whole deal, and they do not want to recognize him because of the idea of the politics involved and what he represents from before. I could go with it. Well, I don't think we ever are supposed to even worry about it, but I like him being there. He looks cool. He looks badass. Finally, at least we see a badass KGB. A lot of KGB. I know, really. So when they end up deciding they are going to escape, you know, you have the whole deal where Wink can only wink in and out, teleport, you know, short distances. Airy can fly, but Airy doesn't really know. Doesn't have a name yet either, actually. And then says, we're taking Javier too. And I like that because Wink's like, I I don't know. Can you carry him? Um, We have to. We have to take him. And they go and they fly out. And this is where Wink has to pretty much use her powers that she's trying to hide while she can't do that anymore goes and when they have a fighter jet after them she winks in grabs the fighter jet kills this guy he must just go to his death below I, I like to think that this guy and there's like this weird secret origin of Hal Jordan. He's highball right there on his helmet. That would be cool. <laughs> that would be neat. But you end up having Aerie as we always see. Aerie come and catch Wink. Oh, I'll always catch yeah. you. Who's got you? But with that, you know, she comes up with the name, the Aerie. And you do have that. And with that, though, you finally do get a Tom Taylor moment when you have Aerie and Wink kiss because they just saved each other all that. Yeah, poor Javier. He's like, hey, <laughs> I'm here, guys. This is awkward. And you have that. And you end up going back to the present, Harley, Deadshot, all listening to this and Asita, all them. And it does seem like, okay, we're just wasting time, really. We get some information that seems well, to that's be the thing big. Is, Lola was taken by the suicide yeah, squad by Amanda Waller before. So, like, you know, Javier, the, like the one half of the TNT, as we saw before in the first issue or second issue at that point, he's dead now. Lola's left. She is a bomb. And it seems that since 
Ted Cord can't force the people of Badnesia off the island. He's going to use Lola as a bomb to kill everybody on the island so he can get to his damn oil. And again, this was, and it ties into the thing where Deadshot says, when I was on the team, Amanda Waller said, hey, we got the big bomb, you know, the big thing down below. And they end up realizing it's Lola, this bomb. Now there's somebody else there as well. Who else is, t- who is else yeah, there, Jim? Who else, else is there? I don't know. And the Me thing, either. I have no the idea. The thing about this is I, I sit there and I try to make this work, okay? You end up having Lola there. You have Ted Court. How you feeling, Lola? It'll all be over soon. Almost the big day. Then this other character in the shadow says. Like, I, for some reason, this whole thing, someone will stop you. It's only a matter of time. And the whole thing is, someone, hey, you couldn't come up with a more specific threat. But the whole thing, for some reason, we don't see who this person is. Yeah. And then he the says, only- I'm almost done with you, too. And he walks off. I'm still in my mind. I'm making it try to work where he comes back and like, all right, you guys can go now. This has all been the plan to save everyone. But I imagine this is for some reason a dark multiverse Ted Cord who has taken over the identity of Ted Cord. And this person in here is Ted Cord or because he says it's only a matter of time trying to clue us in that it's Booster Gold. Yeah, it might be actually. And that would make more sense with the deal. But having a. Dark multiverse Ted Cord certainly works in what we're going with now. It doesn't have to be dark multiverse, but just an evil Ted Cord from somewhere. It might even be somewhere where if you wanted to do this, and we're going to have Deadshot next issue, it seems, is Deadshot's going to get killed. Well, we end up having a couple issues then till the end. If you're going to have maybe at some point Booster Gold messed up the timeline somehow to make a Ted Court like this bad, and that's why he hasn't been prisoned there, you have the time, then I can make that work too. And I, I never even thought of that until you said that, but I can make that work, and that would be yeah. cool for him to be able to set that up and you know try to get him back because I don't think that Ted Cord is going to end up in this as a piece of shit. Well, as this can't be the Ted Cord that we have for our normal status quo of Ted Cord because it's so out of character. Maybe it's the Ted Cord that came back from the gift, Eric. When, when you ended up nope. having the booster no. in the top, nobody, nobody King came Batman. back from the gift. <laughs> I still haven't. But what would you give this? Thing is, I am a little down on this because while it is nice having the airy and wink, you know, backstories of what's yeah. going on, I actually just don't know enough about this agency that is turning people into metahumans. And um, I think that the Ted Court stuff is a little overwritten for what he wants. Because I'm, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, well, this is a part of this and it goes to this, trying to do the freaking spider web out yeah. where the connections are made here to here to here to try to get what we need out of this for our entire Suicide Squad series to get started because we have the revolutionaries come in because of what's going on right now with all of this backstory. It's a little much and it's a little weird for issue number eight when we know we're only going to 11. So I'm going to a 6.5 out of 10 because I still enjoyed it. And I really like the art. It just feels like a weird aside. Yeah, uh, I'm usually a half a point higher than you and most things like this. And that's how it is. Again, I give it a seven. I you know how much I love this book. So me giving something like this a seven. Yeah, I thought that it was a little wonky with the things going on and with the idea that, you know, Bruno Redondo did say, hey, we had this. And it seems like maybe that wasn't the case or it might have been the case, but the story was going to be something else. And they changed it because things are kind of getting thrown at you here for the stretch run. And even with that, to stop, to have the aside, but it really seemed to want to point out Lola. That was the big thing. 
And the way that they could do it was also a bonus, give an airy wink origin that nobody really needed. Uh, we yeah, kind of, I didn't. Yeah, we kind of like There's the characters. There's other characters that I think are better that I want to know more about besides for Wink and the area. When we're we talking about those other characters. We're not even saying give us an origin of them. We just need more screen time to have Where's them. Where's Chaos and, yeah. Kit and Deadly Six? Where are they from? Yeah, what are they up yeah. to? So with Thylacine. that, we'll see what's going on. But they, they got the Texas tea under that badnesium, and they're going to go That's after right. that. And we'll see how that Black works gold. out. Yeah, yeah. So... That's cool. But you also, at the beginning, we didn't mention, you do have a mention of Dogshot. And I was like, holy crap, what, what are you doing stealing our name, Dogshot? I was mad there because we even have- Again, what's, are people listening to the podcast? I, I don't know. I, I just no. mean in general because I don't get to no. look at the numbers. So, are, okay. <laughs> no, buddy. We're talking about- you, you, We haven't had a podcast in six months. I just end up now, wanting to be talk to you. I don't even hit record. Is, at the beginning of this whole section, you said that nobody's listening right now. Actually, that could be the case because I don't check up to see- what you do with the podcast once we get done recording i know the marvel feed i I ended up my credit card it it wasn't it was locked and it didn't go and the feed went down so who knows what's going on so (laughs) wild west out there in podcast land (laughs) but yeah with that we had been talking about dog shot and i even showed tanya i'm like look here's dog shot here's the issue it just came out today all right let me go back a month ago where we had a episode that was Dog shot. It was in the title of the episode. So there it was, Eric. And then I said, well, Damn. probably writing this issue before that, but still. But still, but yeah, but that still. is those books. Good We're going to go off for a little <laughs> break and then we'll be back. Welcome to the podcast. You know it's gonna be a long one But when you hit your water You know it's gonna be a strong one If you're thinking it's a nonsense Then it's time to phone it in If you wanna share your problems Then you can tell them on the gym you can bitch about your car, bitch, you bitch about your job You can bitch about a hood, it can take it to slow You ain't raving You're calling in the websites, TC You ain't raving Raving You ain't raving You gotta hear some real nonsense Look out! Look out indeed, and this is the Rant and Raves part of the podcast. We haven't had Rant and Raves in a while, and in fact, I didn't even know that the thing that I set up over at SpeakPipe was still available. <laughs> I thought that it was shut down. Well, I found out this week that it was not because we ended up getting a rant and rave. Now, with that, I ended up having Dancing Mike, who ended up just singing the intro song to the rant and raves. He is the rant and or raver. And he ended up sending me a message. Yeah, I just sent a thing to the speak pipe. Is that still a thing? I'm like, I don't think it is. Uh, So I went and I checked my email and indeed it is. I ended up getting two emails for Two separate rant and raves 
that dancing mic ended up sending in now they're going to be combined into one the the thing is it does have a minute and a half time limit that i didn't even remember that and so he ended up having to call in twice to get his three minutes worth now because we haven't done this in a while and i don't have a setup that i end up knowing even how to use anymore because of the black mold studios disaster of 2020 uh we're going to listen to mike's rant and race but i'm not going to be able to join in when we are done though we will end up going right into the end section of books with me and eric but Take it away, Mike. Hi, Jim. Greetings, Eric, and hello, Mother. So anyway, I've got 90 seconds, 90 seconds to do a rant and rave. That's not going to work at all. So let's talk about the big book, the big, big book that came out this month that everyone's talked about. Of course, it's Robin Hood Justice Number 2 from Xenoscope, which is uh, written by the great Chuck Dixon. And apparently Robin Hood has been around for a while, and this is a new six-issue series of that character. So I'm very, very excited about Robin Hood. And um, so I would suggest everyone to uh, check it out. It's a female sort of Robin Hood slash Green Arrow character, a uh, very good writing. And I'm going to, I think, dive into that universe because um, the DC has canceled all of my books, all of my books they've canceled. They, they got rid of Supergirl. They're getting rid of Hawkman. They're getting rid of uh, Teen Titans. Uh, they already got rid of, uh, I'm sure they'll probably get rid of Batman Beyond. Uh, they got, well, I had to get rid of Wonder Woman because it became trash under G. Willie Willikins. Uh, John, what's his name? Or Brian Michael Bendis ruined Superman for me. So yeah. Yeah. And, uh, let's see anything else. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Tom King ruined Batman for me. So I figured I needed to find some different, uh, books. So I'm going to check out some Xenoscope and things like that. And, you know, I want to keep the comic book, uh, in the golden age of 1942 in business. And, uh, Anyway, oh, looks like my time is almost up. So here we go. One more, one more. Actually, the big book this week, of course, is uh, Batman the Three Jokers number one. I listened to the Patreon uh, spotlight on that, of course, and I, I, I agree with Jim. I don't know. It's, 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 if it's not a 10, it's very, very close. Very, very good book. I love the, uh, just Jeff Johns is just, uh, Jeff Johns is Jeff Johns. I mean, he's just, he always, Almost always hits it completely out of the park. I enjoyed that so much. Great, uh, great art, great story, great pacing for a 48 page, you know, an oversized book. Just uh, wonderful. So I'm um, looking forward to that. You know, if they want to go a uh, black label like this, I'm I'm more than happy with uh, buying that kind of stuff because I don't care if it's in the continuity or not. It's just uh, wonderful. I never actually read The Dark Side War. So, uh, you know, the continuity to me, that continuity didn't matter, continuity didn't matter to me. And but it's um it's it's wonderful. It's just a great, great book all around. So yeah, I would say I would say if I had to rate it just off the top of my head, yeah, ten out of ten. I was really impressed with that. But anyway, like I said, I'm you know branching on some other books, trying to still trying to still keep a positive attitude with all of the uh all of the shakeups at DC. And I just wanted to give a rant and rave or two because I haven't given given rant and raves in a while. So anyway, I'm just uh, finding this ninety second time restriction, which I can understand why you would do that. And uh, so. I'm going to be under three minutes. Um, have a good one. You can tell when he talks that he's uneducated. Uh-oh. Dresses up like a goonie. His look is outdated. Oh, my. 
won't wear glasses out even though we can't see. He's a vain SOB, but he's America's sweetheart to me. If he comes to your house, you go broke trying to feed him. He's a fatty. Buys toys on eBay, even though we don't need him. Unnecessary spending. just one burger, always gets two or three. Three. They call him a fat ass, he's America's sweetheart to me. I don't think it's a very nice song. Oh, <laughs> it's not. He take care of himself. And he might be six, five. But he's got nothing else. No. Oh, it's a tribute, Eric. Oh, and he'll never commit. That's why he never does shit. <sighs> The dialogue by himself. He talks Spoiler. all the movies, he'll line up a sing. When he sings karaoke, he calls it a gig. Wait, I do it. Only sign lies for the fat man's goatee. His friends all left him, he's America's sweetheart to me. That, just listen to that soulful singing, Eric. When I when I sing about you, it, it just brings out something special in my mind. It does. <laughs> I don't think I like it. it. It also it's easy to write those. <laughs> the shade just comes a flying. But we have two more books to end this here podcast. And uh, yeah, I yeah. like one. I don't like the other. And what is the first one, Eric? The first one is Teen Titans Annual Number Two, written by Robbie Thompson with art by Eduardo Pansica, Julio Ferreira, Marcelo Maello, and Rob. It's Batman versus Damien here, with a little bit of Deathstroke versus Damien thrown in for good measure. But as we continue the meltdown of our current Robin, the story takes on a bigger feeling when it brings back the grief of her Alfred's death and the failure in Batman and not connecting with his son. Does this ultimately change Damien Wayne in a way that takes him away from everything that we've loved about the character previously? Yeah, for now, but since we've been doing the same thing with the character for so long now, I'm all for something new here, even if it means that the Titans disband and Robin is no more. Yeah, and, and this book is coming to an end, all that stuff going on. And with that, a lot of people were yelling about, oh man, people this changes Damien. But this is the thing most of the pissed offness, if that's a word that I saw, yeah. was the idea of them just hating on Damien anyway. Oh, I hate him. He's just this, all nonsense. The thing is, what this annual does and i think does well is pretty much gets all of the nonsense that's been happening with damien and ends up rolling it up into a way where you can go forward with him and in new and interesting ways and he's at a crossroads status quo he's at a crossroads he can end up kind of reverting back maybe maybe the joker war doesn't maybe we see at the end of that that he realizes i don't know but if he does maybe it's one of those where he sees his father is at a crossroads himself needs to help him we get that or he can go off batman 666 you got that or he could just become a villain and i like that i like this idea that we can then go out of this and not just at the end have him oh shucks guys I was wrong. No, Damien does not admit he's wrong. So he that Which would is be gonna be wrong. hard even if he does admit he's wrong because he has murdered Brother Blood yes. and locked up villains yeah, in mind where he's tough. done a lot of messed up things throughout there. I, I agree. The thing is, we got very dark for a long time in yeah. Teen Titans, and people were angry. You even got upset about it yeah, for how dark it was getting. And I thought to myself that 
you know, this can go somewhere, but once we murder Brother Blood and essentially start yeah. mind whamming people, like it's almost identity crisis, I'm like maybe we are going a little bit too far. It is a little too far. So when you have this, though, you can't get out of this easily. You no, know what like I mean? Wally West at the end of freaking, you know, Heroes yeah. in Crisis. And there's no Mobius chair anywhere to be seen here. I don't hey, know. Maybe Roundhouse. Can, he can sit on Roundhouse's lap, maybe, and, and he'll go, okay, what's the Joker's name? And Roundhouse will whisper, which one? He'll just whisper in his ear. He'll pretend he's the Mobius chair. But I with don't this, know. what are you talking about? Why are you sitting on my lap? But with this, though, you end up having an issue that is dark. It, it has to be. You can't come out of what led up to this and well, just I wipe, hated you know, wash it away. I hated for not only the art that we had in the issue, but the idea that when we're dealing with the Teen Titans going against Robin, once they realize, holy shit, he killed Brother Blood, we started this arc out with the idea that he has been going through a lot with the, uh, since Alfred died, the grief. Yeah. The idea that he's the one who actually ultimately caused he Alfred. He saw it, too. He is, is solid. He, yeah. in my mind, caused, caused it, it yeah. like the way it is. We, we started the thing out with that, and we quickly seemed to got away from it, where it's just, all right, we're not talking to talk about it anymore to show Damien be a dick and then you know waste some time until we can actually have this annual where Batman confronts his son. And thankfully, with this, we get to bring it back a bit. Even the idea where we have Batman saying, like, you killed Brother Blood. I can't let you do this. Hey, Teen Titans, go the hell home. Go you're home. not you're doing done. this shit anymore. Yeah, I'm you're Batman. Done. You're going to listen to me. Where you even have Damien and Batman start sparring and Batman knowing that he failed his son for everything he put him through, even sending him to Gotham during the whole fucking City of Bane nonsense. He's just going to let Damien work out his frustration. and He's not going to fight back or even block any of it. And it's driving Damien even more. And it's just fight me back because like Batman here, he's going to take the pain. Damien wants the pain as well because they both need to feel something in this moment. And they're both too damn stubborn to fucking yeah, talk about it. They are. They. He just wanted a hug. Eric, and yeah, hug Damien punched him. He punched him. He walloped him. He had to get up on like a couple step stools and stuff to do it. But he did. But even then oh, when he's freaking Batman out. Batman lost a father figure. He's also losing a son right yeah, here. Yeah. And he, you know, with that, I, I wanted Batman to say, hey, Teen Titans, go home and why do you look like Lobo over there? He ends up with the, you know, disbanding the deal while Dead, Deathstroke is there to it's take the them part down. Of this damn book. Well, Deathstroke coming it's in because all for Emiko. It's I know to it's tie all, that I, we in. have to have this. Emiko knowing that, like, she's been dealing with the guilt of killing Deathstroke this entire time. I, I'm still mad that nobody told her. Yes, yeah, so he's alive again. But just thinking about the Deathstroke character, where we ended his book, where he came back to life, he thought to himself, you know what, this whole Terminator bullshit, I want to be a family man. I want to get my family back together. And that was the greatest part of the series where, you know, the yeah. freaking, the, the slow times, the monotony is like, well, this is kind of bullshit. I'm going back. <laughs> I'm kind of bored. But the I idea that he would go back and the first thing that we see him is that he takes a job to kill the Teen Titans. Like, it felt like we had yeah. moved past that. Even well, the idea where he says to them like this, shit, I would have taken this job for free. I'm like, it yeah. felt so much like it's we like moved you wiped past out this for a lot Slade of Wilson right yeah. now. Like, yes, he went back to doing, you know, bounty hunting or, you know, assassin for hire stuff, whatever you want to call it. He went back to that. But going back to just the old grudges with the Teen Titans feels so out of nowhere. And even when you, you say and you pull it back a little, I'm like, you have no grudge with any of these. And then he tries. They uh, end up trying to make it work. Face. End up trying to make it work here. He's Emiko. Yeah. But I'm saying just the Teen Titans in general at first and all that with the idea of him saying, yeah, I keep, you know, I end up thinking I'm going to kill you, but you end up multiplying. Like, and it's always Robin. And- when we had Robin before where, you know, I, I guess that is a thing where, you know, Robin did take him and lock him up. And it was a game between both of them at that point. Yeah. which ended with Emiko shooting an arrow in his face. But he got, it felt like he got over that for where we were yeah. in the Deathstroke book for some reason. Now coming back said, I'm going to kill all you little children. I'm like, all right, well, I guess we're just back to basics here. 
Yeah, and there is a little tie-in that I wish that it would have went a little more where you ended up having Deathstroke. You know, you're always my favorite Robin there. Uh, you're the one who gets his hands you're dirty. You're more like I, me than Batman. And when he says that, I wish it would have tied back into the thing. Man, maybe you should have been my son. Some line that like that from before. Arc. It was, but I would have liked to have seen like, oh, he knew about that as we go through this. But they end up fighting. Damien uses one of my, the worst weapon, and I, I can't stand it. It always weirds me out when you have the, the knife out the front of the boot, because I'm always afraid like you, you're playing kickball, and and then that goes off by accident, and then you pop the ball, and there'll be no team. There'll be you're no team this just year. Just to pop the dodgeball with your, yeah. your boot knife. Yeah, I don't need to, to pop the red, red, uh, you know, playground ball with the boot knife because that ends the team. Eric. I'd be they afraid only, one of those things where you're just standing there and you got like a weird like itch on the back of your calf and just putting your foot up to scratch the back of right that. there. Scoop. No, I'm more worried about the kickball. And then it's gone. There will be no team this year, kids. And then Damien is shade thrown. But yeah, you have some fights in here that are okay. You end up having the Teen Titans themselves going after Deathstroke. They're going after Damien. They're throwing shade. But really, this whole issue is about Batman and Damien. And I like and those moments. having Deathstroke brought in. Yes, you need that moment for Amico, like we said. Yeah. But beyond that, it does nothing for any of this. It's an extended fight scene, which I'm telling you. I know that Deathstroke will be able to take out all the Teen Titans. Damien does a hell of a job taking him out to the point where the yeah. Teen Titans actually have to stop him from killing this. And I love that. And that's one of the bigger points, too. When Emiko has to stop Damien and ends up getting sliced herself by Damien, that's huge. That's, it just doesn't last long. Deathstroke, I wish it would have been more. What, like, I don't know if he's underestimating the kids because he knows they're the kind of jokes compared to anything else that he's fought. But, you he know, doesn't he want to be a Damien. Because well, that's the thing is he lets pretty much his guard yeah, down for Damien to does. go and slice him in the back, freaking you know, run a sword through him, and they, actually the Teen Titans have to stop him from murdering him right there. But I'm like, you, you kind of made less of Deathstroke to try to make more of Damien Wayne here, even though it's not going to last in the long run. Because even when they take off, we do freaking Ninja Vanish, and Damien takes off, and now we have to have the Teen Titans and Batman go look for him. We have Batman here. Batman should have been doing stuff this entire thing. But, you know, I know it's a Teen Titans book and, you know, Batman you cracks see me Titans. up and I wanted to bring it up. I'm glad you said it. I like that Batman says, go home, Titans. He zips away and then all hell breaks loose. And then he comes back later. Huh? Why? Like all of a sudden, oh, shit, I got to go back now. I didn't want to go back to them. But, yeah, he comes back to yell and scream and, and try to get Damien and all that and try to, uh, you it's know, so shut weird, down the though, team. The whole thing where we have to go and get Damien Wayne and they say to, you know, Kid Flash, it's like, uh, Batman. Batman told us to go home, but like, you know, you are the fastest teen alive. You'll be able to find him. So when when the Teen Titans do show up, though, they get there before Batman, but it's the entire Teen Titans. Yeah, it's like, the entire look, team. Look, I understand Wallace is the fastest teen alive, but how the hell else did everybody else get here as well? Like, I understand. They're pretty fast themselves, right? I mean, everybody is. It's, it's the whole idea of, yeah, you have Wallace being that fast, but it's also Batman being that slow, Eric. You didn't realize. He's got a heavy equipment. I mean, that, that whole deal and that belt, I mean, and there's a lot of shit packed in there but yeah you end up with those moments where batman does and it, it's i wish you got a little more because it does start to get back to you know what batman had to struggle through himself to get damien on the straight now in the batman and robin series and the new 52 and things like that well, but yeah, he struggled then you know nightwing when he became batman yeah. you know, he did a big part of trying to yes. turn damien into that heroic character and then we saw more of it when batman came back and the new 52 happened for that batman and robin run you saw the evolution of damien Wayne. then he died and it broke all of our hearts it was the worst oh, thing ever the worst he came back Me and, and you thought, cried oh my god did we ever we're a bunch of softies <laughs> over are. here for this kid that i initially hated when he was de- when he debuted but 
he came back to life. He had superpowers for like an issue or two. It was a weird turn, but like, okay, we're going to start getting this character that we've missed for a long time. And for some reason we get super suns then into it. See what it was like. And all the goodwill that was built up before Damian Wayne died disappeared because everybody just wanted to write the dickhead Damian. And then when we had the rebirth happen and we're going to go into this where he's now 13 years old, he wants the teen Titans. He wants to be the leader. And Every st- every step of the get go, because this this is the second Teen Titans team that he's led. The other one they took off because they couldn't deal with his ass. This is the second one, and everybody just hates Damian Wayne, and there is no growth to the character. And the thing is, they're pissed off at this turn here where he is Robin no more. Whether it sticks or lands or or doesn't land, this is a progression. It's a change of status quo, which you do not see in DC Comics lately. No, you and don't. I, I am all for it. You go like you know, you can do something interesting here. You can change the character. I don't need everybody to be the same for the next 20 years. I want to see some sort of progression. And Damian Wayne, he thinks he has said it nonstop. There's no reason for him to change his mind right here. His father's doing shit wrong. He is going to get the job done his way. His way is the right way. And even this confrontation between his team and his father coming at him from all sides, his character is stubborn. He knows that he's right and he's going to do whatever he wants to do at this point. Because why why change this point? And with that, here's the thing. If you've hated this series, you know, recently or even the whole, I don't think this is going to change your mind. But if you were trying to get involved and it just became, it it came out too long. And with that, when I see this here, a Damian Wayne who says, Batman does it the wrong way. We, we've had these lines over and over. Damien, this is his MO since this team started with the brainwash, but it seemed more like lip service when you actually have the emotions here where what he really also means is Dick Grayson got shot in the head. Alfred's dead. This nonsense keeps going on. It makes it more personal and it throws the shade back at his father, Batman, who everybody kept saying, Batman finds out about this. What is he going to do? Batman. Damien doesn't care because Damien thinks that Batman has done things the wrong way. And in a turnabout deal, Batman does admit that he might have done some things wrong. He might have been responsible for a lot of things as well. So that is just, you're not going to get Damien say, okay, dad, give me a hug. That's not how this is going to work out because of what Damien thinks is going on and he sticks with it. You think you're going to be going for that normal, like, you know, predictable story thing where you have Batman standing there in front of Damien and Damien thinks back to Alfred. And then you move up closer where, you know, Alfred opens his arms and Damien goes to hug him and stuff like that. And when Damien gets close enough to Batman and like, you know, Batman's, he's all creed over here with arms wide open. Oh my God, look at him. He slugs Batman in the face. Yeah, that's what he does. And he, I think that a lot of people also were like, Batman would never do this way. Batman has been put through the ringer. I mean, really, all the things, if you just go with everything that has gone on, say that this happens maybe before Joker War to make it make sense, but even the city of Bane and just having Tom King as your main writer, I mean, that's going to put you through the ringer. And having him just trying desperately to, in what I think he thinks is a last-ditch effort, to get his son back and... He's down on his knees saying, please, I, I love failed this progression you. of the fight, though, when he starts slugging. It's like, the, you know, Batman's like, Robin, please, it's time to come home. It's time to home. He all of a sudden, he's freaking out. Bella goes, I have no home. But like, home? What home? Wayne Manor is a coffin, a failure. There is nothing in that tomb that would change my mind, Detective. And I love that he calls him Detective just like Rachel Gould would do that whole time. Yeah, so like, he's going see, back to the deal you can here. You see where his mind is oh, right yeah. now. But like this. And if you only opened your eyes, you would see that there is nothing there for you either do not like i do not need another one of your lectures in those empty halls no it's time that you were lectured by me i will never stop and the idea that he's just going full force the idea 
he will not give up. He knows what's right in his heart, in his mind right now, and he's going to beat the shit out of Batman to prove this whole thing to him. Because right now, from everything we've seen from Joker War, City of Bane, everything that Batman has done, he he is a failure. Everything. It's just it's gone. Everything that the Batman stood for, Wayne stood for, it's all in the Joker's hands right now. So what what Damien's right. Yes, I don't agree that heroes should kill villains and stuff like that, but Batman's not exactly getting the job done right now. No, and I love the idea of this being the there was the home <laughs> deal, but being the idea that even at the point where Batman says, You're right, I failed you. I, I failed you. Damien seems to almost go. He looks very sad, and then he remembers Alfred's neck being snapped. And it's the idea. If this was a WWE pay-per-view, it would be everything's led to this is what that would be the tagline there. And it has. And so he ends up like almost going like, you know what? You know, he wants to forgive he wants to gut but he can't because of all the shit that happened and he rips off that ramen crest and he knows that he's gone too far himself as well and he can't freaking come back from this whole thing so like you know either he goes for gusto or he has nothing left really at this point yeah and so he ends up pretty much giving up the robin mantle and saying hey everybody smell you later you jerks i'm right you're wrong i'm going off and just walks away and they let him Rips walk. Rips the Robin yeah, symbol right off right Batman there. Robin goes. no more. Yep, Robin no more. And the idea of this, in my mind, also is a really neat way to kind of, you know, have some fun with the idea that if we were going to get the 5G. And now we are, supposedly, it looks like John Ridley is going to have that four-issue miniseries. Yeah. The Batman miniseries hasn't really officially said that it's the Luke Fox, Bat- but it, it is. It, it probably is going to be. So you have that. And most of the people, when you ended up... The 5G. Okay, John Kent is going to end up being Superman. Well, why isn't Damien then Batman? Why would it be Luke Fox? That seems forced. That seems nonsense. This would have been the great deal to show you why it wouldn't have happened at that point, especially where he rips off the Robin symbol. And then three weeks later, all of a sudden, the whole universe ages. It's not going to be, okay, I'll be Batman now. And I do like that in something that really doesn't matter anyway. But what we're talking about, the idea of this is you've been skirting the issue with this Damian Wayne being bad, killing brother blood, you know, wiping minds and imprisoning it, bad guys it in really a dungeon. would have not been you know well served in my mind though i love damien one of my favorite characters but y- you've already made the bed you, you can't unmake this with just a wishing machine type ending of you know what guys i was wrong all right here we go uh, because he's killed so he goes off and i like this and if he is going to get back to being robin if he is going to get back and i think he'd be back in the bat family but i think he's heading right off to race He's going to end up where he's like, I'm going to go to somebody who I think will appreciate the way I'm doing things because that's the way he's doing them. And that's the right way I've realized now. That's and the that thing, though. is crazy. To, I, I would assume that you do go to Raish because he you still think has to make an well? I, I'm The thing is, I said Talia in my mind at first that while well, we did see them kind of team up during the like, you know, the son of yeah. Batman Robin story yep. that we had for like for a little while there, the the series, I mean. You had Talia there, but with a Leviathan and what's been going on with the Leviathan with Mark Shaw and what's it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think we want to deal with yeah, any I think of that Raish, bullshit. So let's go over to Raish. And then eventually you have a year of the blood and stuff like that and wipe it clean. That. That's what we have, right? But yeah, I, I like this and I like it. Like I said, I like this. Do you get back to Maya at this point? 
Yeah, I would. I'd call her up right now. She always she sticks with them thick and thin. I mean, you know, kill my dad. I don't care. You're you're my guy. But with that, this again, it ends up pretty much solidifying what a lot of people hated about it. But I think that it makes it bigger. And I think that it actually spells it out. It makes it more emotional. That's why I like this more than even the issues that led up to it. What did you give this? I ended up giving this a 7.5 out of 10. That's what I'm giving it to. The thing is, I love the art in this whole thing. The biggest problem with this book in general though is the deathstroke parts it feels like we needed to pad out this oversized annual stuff in there it was only there like we said throughout this whole reveal for emiko it does nothing for damian wayne or what he's going through right now and it just takes away from the personal emotional story that we're dealing with but by the end i'm having a good time with this because we are going somewhere with the character instead of just doing the normal status quo that i'm tired of yeah and again just as a last deal It's not necessarily the greatest path that I would like to see, but I do like to see change. I do like to see progression. It's a progression to the bad side. And all the people are, why are we making all the villains into heroes now? Well, we might be getting the opposite. Shut your mouths is what I'm saying. But with that too, the idea of Deathstroke being in, you didn't need him. And and the way that he's in this is the idea of, well, it's always Deathstroke because – Batman's there. Batman can easily, I know it's more emotional and more where you see him alive, but Batman could have easily told him and go, what? What are you talking about the dead? Nah, he's, oh, no, he's, he's alive. alive. Yeah, that would, that would have been easy enough, but you end up getting the deal. And, and it ends up being like, you have Jason Todd, you need a crowbar. You end up having Teen Titans, you need the Deathstroke. And that's one of the progressions that hasn't happened. And a lot of the you know books end up going to those fan service moments. And that's yeah. one of the things that has made some of the books kind of feel like they're not progressing and the this does progress yeah but it is fan service wow moments eric though this wasn't but we're going to go to the last book last book of the podcast usually we save the last for the best right the is best for last no that oh. girl number 48 written by confused. cecil castellucci art by robbie rodriguez jordy belair and n world design this book is garbage there's oh. my there's my blurb no, I have more. Cecil Castellucci got some props last issue because Barbara wasn't going to let the Joker or any man control her body. And then she calls up her old flame Luke Fox to make things better right away. Since the run is ending at issue number 50, Castellucci tries to set up things for the grand finale. But I think she just looked up a list of characters that are close to Barbara without really understanding anything about them or what they have been up to recently. That even, as Eric will tell you, goes towards the art as well. It all ends up being a steaming pile of crap to me that actually has an interesting enough cliff that I'm interested to see how it goes forward because it may even what some people are postulating about is that we may even get the mantle change coming up to a new Batgirl, which would also then probably be an older Batgirl that's going to be back, you know. But oh yeah, and it has nothing to do with the Joker War either because you end up with this. It and, doesn't. No, not really. You end up it, with it the. Really yeah, no, you end up having the collateral damage and what you get of the Joker here. And with the ending of last issue was Barbara and the Joker bleeding out on a yeah, rooftop. Joker was impaled with some rebar while freaking like uh, Barbara was laying there, freaking you know, bleeding from ripping out her own implant and being beat about the face by the Joker. And this laying bloody on a rooftop. I'm like, oh my, this is yeah. a hell of a cliffhanger. How it are we going to see what happens here? Getting to this issue. But Barbara's just in a ho- like a hospital room. Yeah. Oh, some high kids came and took care of yeah, you. I'm like, why mention the that they were high? 
Well, why mention this? Like, yeah, some kids found you because she wakes up after kind of dreaming, and that's the only Joker you're going to get. Me and Joker do the dance through life. Oh, my. And look at what happened to me. I ended up having a crazy brother, a killing joke, and my dad. Oh, my. And then she wakes up. She wakes up and she freaks out. Where am I? She thinks that, and I think you're supposed to be led to believe that the Joker has taken her to some weird area. She, yeah. No, she's in the hospital with, with James Gordon Jr. watching over her. Now, if this was me, and you're going to get James Gordon Jr. in, I would have had him take her to some crazy, weird hotel, and she'd wake up with her kidneys gone in a, in a bathtub right, of ice. This is not the James things. Gordon Jr. we're dealing with right now, though, because if you remember from the Batman Who Laughs many that we had, James Gordon Jr. is on some special medication well, to get his he head is. right. The thing is, though, and this is what I need to really – he does say I'm taking medicine, but at the end of that – Gordon said that he was going to work and pretty much end that. He was going to say, it's not working. I'm ending that program. And that's one of the things that then I... Then his ass went and got infected. Uh, and yeah. then he started thinking well, he to himself after himself. that, it seems like, oh, yeah, it is pretty easy to go bad. It, it does hurt. Like, you know, I do need someone to help me here going forward as I become good again and well, go realize that he doesn't that I did really like the idea. It's weird, too, because then you end up having Gordon kind of jealous that it was James Gordon Jr. that ran to Barbara's bedside first. But the thing... Is at the, got weird at the end of the Batman Who Laughs, yes, if you end up reading a couple issues, you're like, okay, James Gordon's out and about. That, that whole program was canceled. That was d- done. And so James Gordon Jr. should be back in jail. But even if he isn't on these meds and all this stuff going on, the idea that he's bitching and moaning that nobody treats him well and he should get the chances that everybody else gets. He is a serial killer. I don't care what yeah, meds bad, you are dude. on. And that whole deal, again, ended with James Gordon saying, you're going back to jail. This program doesn't work. Okay, we tried, you know, and you did have James Gordon Jr. actually seemed to redeem himself, but not to not to his father who said well, you're still too dangerous. Then, so yeah, and like, then he got he had, infected. I guess he had a change of heart on the whole I thing guess, once he became I, the commissioner. I can only make it work by thinking that he was infected and never made the call. But with that, you end up starting again where you had this big moment where people were giving props. This is a Barbara Gordon that's going to take it to the extreme. You're not going to control me, Joker. I'm going to dig into my back and pull out an implant, which you can't recover from that very quick. Well, they even talked about Well, last time she did it because that's one of those things. that You do it so many times it becomes a joke. But last time she did it, Luke Fox says in this, it took you six weeks of rehab to freaking be able to get back to doing this whole thing to like why would Cecil Castillo bring that up in her book yeah. where she then has Luke Fox put it back in and then put her back in the costume and, and make her 100% right and away. you know how it's explained it's explained last time it took you six weeks to recover I, I don't have six weeks that that's it that's all it is. Well, well, I mean, then, he, then you ain't got time. It's what's yeah, going to happen. Fox, who also, you know, he may play a doctor on TV, but he, you know, he's a smart kid. He's all doing this and that. But you're doing spinal, neural, you're doing weird shit here just to have it wipe away everything that happened in that first issue, which was a Joker war tie-in with the Joker, just so that you can say, yeah, I don't have a lot of time. I got to finish this book I'm and let's you, go. The thing is, I expected the worst out of this because you've been bitching to me all week about yeah, how you didn't awful hate it Batgirl as much as me. I is, hated this. There are aspects of this book that are garbage. I will be thankful, but there are aspects of too that, like, in just 
If you're pitching this issue to me and you're just writing the concepts of it on a whiteboard in front of me where you say, I'm going to bring James Gordon Jr. back into the book right there. I'm like, initially, when I first saw James Gordon Jr., I didn't like the character. Yeah. He grew on me, though, especially because Batgirl does not have a lot of her own things, like villains for that matter. And James Gordon Jr. is the best, especially since it's a brother and he's a serial killer. He's a goddamn madman. It's one of the best things that Barbara has going for her as a superhero villain relationship. We're making him good now, and I want to see more of that. But for some reason in this, even though you're going to tie back a bunch of things like the the batman who laughs and, and i'm telling you the way that she throws out i'll just interrupt you for a second the way she throws these out though are almost like you know call outs but it just doesn't feel like she knows what went on in well, those. like but i said on. the thing is like the, the first time in the new 52 that we had james gordon jr show up batgirl stuck a batarang in his yeah. eye and ever since that one he's had a dead eye i wish he just have a, an eye patch at this moment but in this one his eye's fine, eye's I, fine. I, that actually bothers me for some reason well, continuity and that makes sense but Going forward, so we're bringing James Gordon Jr. back. I love the idea of Barbara Gordon and Luke Fox being together. When they did that during the Burnside Batgirl, I liked Batgirl, it too. I and then you great... went back and read those, and yeah, I thought I, it was I good too. I hate Burnside Batgirl, but I love the idea of Luke Fox and Babs together because just imagine that are, power couple right there. Are you saying Babs right or did you say Babes? I, no, I, I just wanted Babs. to. Oh, Babs. I said Babs. Okay. Because Luke shows I, up and says Babes seven nonstop, million times. Yeah. But causing both of me and you to go back to read just in to case he sure. said that. He never said it. It, it that's seems a character like, trait that Cecil was playing from the Burnside background. I wanted to see if she like, you know, she was calling back something that I did not recall because it's annoying as shit, but no, it seems oh, to be her so own thing. So annoying and it's her own thing. Hey babes, hey babes. And when you have a character that is called Babs by everybody else, it, it threw me off. And so you end up having I remember from this somewhere, going though, on. I'm telling you, I, I've seen that happen before. No, and it I, I, me we before. have seen it before and we've mentioned that we think it was a fuck up is what we had but you end up again having this whole thing with the joker this big moment with the killing joke joker and and ripping the the implant out because you're not going to control me just to all right let's stitch you up she gets on her costume looks at the the scarring there and then just flies off starts zipping through with the huge smile that does look very burnside-esque which i did like that as well but with that i'm like Really, you just spent almost the whole issue only doing one thing, making sure that the last issue meant nothing. And yeah, the, the James Gordon Jr. and stuff oh, like that. But because the thing is, if you but, go back to my whiteboard and say James Gordon Jr. coming back, yeah. okay, Barbara dealing with that. I want to see that you know drama play out. Jim Gordon, commissioner, what he's been up to ever since the infected thing. Bring him back. I want to see that. Luke Fox. You know, this is almost the greatest hits that we wind down to the last two issues after this to it finish is. up the series. That's because what it is. It's a, it's a victory Barbara, lap. Barbara needs to have the implant put in. She calls Luke Fox up, who has history. They dated for a brief time. I like that. So we go to the Birds of Prey clock tower that we introduced in Rebirth. So we're going to go there and do it. Like we're just hitting these weird. And notes that's well. In that's this. what I said. She gets. She's getting all the notes because she's ending the run now. With the whole deal, that she's ending the Rebirth run of Batgirl definitely the worst writer that has been on this. We had Unearth. We had, you know, Dasha Bordlova and the Living Met. We have had nothing. We end up having a Jason Bard who, does he have a limp debt? You know, all these things thrown, and she's the one who's going to be able to end this. She's grabbing all the things. This is going to be one of those, like, let's get everybody involved and going. It's just that when she says stuff like, oh, man, my father, we're we're not talking to each other. Like, I, I just, I needed a little more of the idea 
of what did Barbara think when you ended up having her father, who was her hero and the commissioner, end up not being the commissioner now because well, they were kind he was of infected before he became but infected. But she would have too. known this. This I is agree. something that was we well, haven't and dealt with it. It's that's been a problem. what I wanted. So when you're dealing with it, just showing a sad sack James Gordon, who was Mister Incredible, listening to the police radio. Jim Gordon, don't call him James. Jim Gordon. With that though, you end up having this. It's good enough. It's not enough, though, for me. I need to have an explanation of what he's done. Did he end up having the GCPD say you're not involved? What's Harvey Bullock saying with this? Is he talk- And so it's just the stuff thrown out there, which is good enough. And I hope that it ends up being more explained as we go. I think, like I said, if you just but look I at them on a whiteboard, know that it sounds amazing. Yeah. Now, now, if you go and take it one step further here, if I would jump in and do a little like, you know, script polishing up here, where you have Luke Fox come in. He wants to help out God- Barbara not it seems like he also wants to get back together with her and why wouldn't he at this point because she's hot as hell but make them a couple the thing is keep her paralyzed yeah, you know, the chip yeah. doesn't work anymore because yeah. she done screwed up and cut it out of her fucking body it doesn't make sense to put it that's back what in there I and, she's 100%. and that's where you're going to show the strength of the character from what but you set up last issue let's go back to where luke fox was when he was part of the gotham knights and james tynan's detective comics run where he was playing with stuff like the rookie yeah, and stuff like you that. want the rookie in there no no i'm saying you want a suit Lu- you calm down and let me tell you what I, I want. Stop you guessing want a transformer. Just what do you imagine want? this, though. I'm getting we have excited, Bar- Eric. Barbara Gordon's still in the wheelchair. She can't be Batgirl anymore. But Luke Fox, tech genius that he is, he can give her an exosuit where she can still be Batgirl and walk. I'm, I'm telling you, it's almost a weird line thing. Remember the TV show Mantis where that scientist couldn't, oh, yeah, yeah. was paralyzed and they yep. made an exosuit so Mantis. he could become the super – it's a terrible show. It's a terrible analogy to use that. But it's along those lines where she can still be Batgirl where she has almost a, a rookie exosuit thing where she can still do stuff. But you know she's still mild-bounded, wheelchair-bound Barbara Gordon that, not that day. So you actually even take away the idea where people think, how does nobody know that Barbara Barbara Gordon's Batgirl because of, you know, she, she barely wears a mask in this goddamn yeah. thing and nobody knows it. But I wouldn't see this power couple where they use their tech smarts, their freaking, even the money that Luke Fox has. They could outdo Batman if they put their minds together, but we're not going to do enough with it. Because even where Luke comes into town, does spinal surgery on Barbara Gordon, leans in for a kiss when they're having a nice moment. Uh, I'm kind of seeing, seeing somebody. somebody. Like, nobody gives a shit about no. Jason Bard. Move now, on. With that, I was fully expecting her to call two people, Luke, Frankie, boom. You have them hook up and then we're good. But with all this thing going on there, she even says, well, Frankie did this, Frankie did that, never calls Frankie at all. And then Jason calls, yeah, I'm not going to take that. But the biggest thing with this is, in my mind at the end, which I do like the idea, oh my God, you know, a Batgirl's dead, but you end up, hey, we better get a hold of Gordon. No way, I'm the commissioner now. Well, look at this. Yeah, we better get, go- why? Why right, are look, they? Because Batgirl I, is dead I, here. I is it tying in? Why? I understand the commissioner Gordon, Nonsense. when he was commissioner, he dealt with the bats like nobody else has Still. ever done before. But when you actually end with, you know, it looks like Batgirl, a, a random redheaded woman is was yep. killed and put in an amazing Batgirl Cecil costume. Cecil Castellucci thinks that they all know that Batgirl is Barbara Gordon. It I'm has telling to you, be. though, but when you say that, I'm like, it really leads to the idea that everybody knows that Barbara Gordon is yeah. Batgirl. Oh, my God, there's Batgirl dead. We better call her father, Jim Gordon. Yeah. Like, you can't end like this no. because you're, you're alluding to some things that aren't there. And even with that being the idea of we should call, you know, the person's 
says, hey, I looked at this. It's a woman, late 20s, so a little old, I think, for, you know, Barbara, but well, ends up, be, but yeah, it is. But ends up <laughs> saying, you know, hey, we should call ex-commissioner Gordon. And why? We don't need that guy when I'm here. He's basically saying nothing that you can show me here would make me think we need Gordon. Uh-oh, it's his daughter. Better call him. That's the only thing that you can mean there. And it's nonsense. It's complete and utter nonsense. Now, you can tie it in where Bullock does say, yeah, I don't like dealing with these nonsense. Also, the idea, though, this is in the middle of the Joker war. This is a yep. tie-in in this with all hell breaking loose with Jokers and all this going on. But yet you see this and, and they're, hey, we better call the commission. It just seems so off and disconnected even more than it was before from being part of the Joker war. But that ending, it was just the icing on the shit cake for me where I'm like, what are you playing with? That's nonsense. Even if it is a cliffhanger that is explained later because I don't actually think that Cecil Kessler has gone on this book and has been on long enough to end this run anyway but also i don't think that she's really done a lot of research she has gotten some things oh what luke dated like it's almost like she's sitting there listening through you know a glass up to the wall hearing other people talk about background and just throws things in she doesn't know that james gordon should have the one eye bed it may not be but in my mind here and this might be just me the artist is just drawing what they're talking told to you know the the script they're not supposed to be the expert of the book now when you have a run where you have a creative team on a book long enough you do get people like the artist saying oh that's not right we do this but somebody who's just been on this book but you, you can't really expect them to know it now an editor may you know should have picked Somebody. it up but it should have been where these things go through and back through the writer and all that to make sure everything's okay she didn't know she had no idea and so it just the whole deal seems like it is surface level character work and going with like one thing and luke with the babes is very odd but you know jim gordon who is the sad sack and i mean jim gordon jr who oh, woe is me i don't get enough chances uh really really and but i like seeing help yourself you know, here. Call I like seeing Gordon, father Jim and Gordon. son. Yeah, Call the serial killer James, James Gordon Jr. Stole, Jr. But I like seeing them fight. Oh, I like seeing them kind of go at it. And I like that from the Batman who left so that the continuation, but yeah. it's even a weird disconnected continuation even with that. But again, you know, Gordon was the commissioner, infected commissioner. So, but I gave it a three out of 10. I thought it was complete and other nonsense throughout and just things being thrown in. And just on top of that, even with the nonsense, the, the biggest nonsense to me is you ended up having a full issue last issue where you wanted to show how much you knew Barbara Gordon and against the Joker and you wipe it away in the most ridiculous fashion of, yeah, I'm just going to put in the implant. And I'm good. Boom. Off I go. It's the worst nonsense, part about this nonsense, book. I, I'm you, it's, it's so aggravating. Not only that, just putting the thing back in and she's fine, but also just starting the book out where you ended on a huge cliffhanger and it doesn't matter. Oh, you're just in a hospital. Some high kids brought you in. I just don't that move high on to, bit. I don't understand weird, right? why you have to say mind. that. But the whole thing, it's like, all right, we did the Joker War tie-in. She fought, you know, we had a whole callback to the killing joke. We had like, you know, had our Joker presentation. Now that we're ending the run, 
Let's bring back like the greatest hits of Barbara Gordon over yeah. the past couple of years well, here and tie some things for together. The ending, so I, I did expect it, but maybe you know, maybe you could have made a two-issue deal of it, forty-nine and fifty, to end it in oversized fifty, and just do more of this Joker War deal that you went. But yeah, I, is it the idea that the only way that Cecil Castellucci thinks that kids go up on a rooftop is to get high? Because yeah, some There's kids no found I you bleeding it. on a roof, and I'm they almost were, forty. <laughs> they were high, but they did right by you. And then she just threw out all this. Huh, I hope they didn't steal my implant. I hope they didn't steal my implant. The implant's just laying there on the roof that she goes back and gets. It's such nonsense. But yeah, what would you give it? Did you give us one? No, I did not. You interrupted me when I was trying yeah. to talk about the book, uh, Jim Bone. Hmm. But no, the thing is, uh, there, like I said, the whole idea of my whiteboard scenario where I talk I was about play the that ideas song here. again. <laughs> the idea that we talk about the, the thing, the concepts thrown at you. There's things here that I want to see explored more. There's things here that I like that we are exploring. Not for the Joker War, not where we ended, and not how we're going to get to our next part. All that stuff brings my score down, but I like the art besides for Jim Gordon Jr.'s eyeball yeah. being there. I know I did Jim Gordon Jr., but James Gordon Jr.'s eyeball being fine. That's the only problem with the art in my mind. Everything else I like, so I will end up giving this a 5.5 out Holy of 10. Holy moly. Yeah, I, I did not like it. And it really upset me all week. It, it ended up bringing me down, and then ended up making me score Action Comics Maybe higher, just, which like, really got me upset. how bad it was. So when Maybe. I find it, I'm like, huh. Well, that's <laughs> how I do things, Eric. That's the ray of sunshine of my miserableness. But what is your book of the week? My book of the week is obviously Batman, The Three Jokers. What an amazing book. Yes, and that I do want to point out that it is one of the, you know, fewer, a lot more than Eric would give, but I gave it a perfect score on the Patreon spotlight. So if you want to talk, and that spotlight ended up almost being two hours. Crazy. So if you want to hear us talk about the three jokers go over to patreon.com slash weird science yeah we talked about that as well so yeah go over there to listen but this is what we're going to talk about next week and we don't have as many books next week we have a a cool friday off yes we do have friday off and that is always awesome but we have batman number 98 we're going to continue the whole joker war and if you remember it was going because we're going to go a psychedelic freaking therapy session for batman actually i think that we also uh are going to get punchline versus harley while batman is just sitting around but that'll probably be part of the new nightmares as well but we have deceased dead planet number three Oh, that's that. cool, right? We got that. You're, you're into Let's find that. Find out right? what the headless cyborg knows about curing yep. things. Yes, you got Justice League number fifty-two. It's the Jeff Loveness deal with the Black Mercy Planet. We like that enough, I guess. We want it more. I, I love Hopefully, more we'll get more issue. here. We have Shazam number fourteen. Jeff John's last issue. Yeah, so that'll be cool. It's kind of bittersweet, but we'll get that. We end up and and really, it seems that Superboy Prime well. is you know coming in with a few days to thrill possibly About time. strange adventures number five Aaron. i'm looking forward to that you're looking forward to you know looking forward to that oh man i thought you were uh and some way i'll probably talk about the finale of the terrifics the terrifics number 30 i've actually been enjoying that series lately so that's cool and then we get young justice number 18 date night gets dangerous for spoiler and drake and so you get and that book is canceled because it did nothing too yeah. long and that is what happens when you do Let's nothing see what for too remembers long. now that the team is back together well on the cover she remembers riding a motorcycle I could see that with Drake there right and like, shot. Remember it. how big of a deal it was the couple issues ago when Spoiler came in to join the, te- the Young Justice when they were taking on Dr. Glory remember how much of a role she played there oh yeah I, I'm just pretending because I don't, Eric. No. <laughs> and that is the deal. Because we added four more people to the team for that arc and really did nothing with you. them. 
Yeah, you get nothing. I've stolen my dreams. Maybe this will be the issue. Maybe the it, it's funny you too know, because this will be the issue. Date night with Drake and spoiler. Drake. You, you got me there. Fucking assholes. <laughs> yeah, you got me there. Oh my. I can't wait till night Poor young comes Justice. back and he's gonna go with the new moniker Dick Grayson. Dickie That's boy. He's going Dick the Grayson. Gray son. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But that's What's that. your talent again? Yeah, I, why not? Somebody needs to get them up and running again and get them uh, back to what they were, their maybe former Damian glory. Maybe Wayne. Maybe. Maybe he could be. But we'll see all of that next week. But, hey, everybody, thanks for listening to this podcast. Uh, we appreciate all the people who contributed as well as mailed in and even possibly at this point rant and raves, if I can figure that out. But if I all didn't, right. it's not going to make any lick of sense, uh-uh. Eric. But with all that, thanks. Go over to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, where you can go and see all of our written reviews. Had another person this week say that they didn't know we had a site. It always makes me sad. But also we have a Twitter where you can go Weird Science DC and we have the Patreon account. Patreon.com. Listen to the podcast because you announced it at the beginning and end of every podcast. Just nobody likes to go over there. Patreon.com slash weird (laughs) science. And yeah, that means work when you go over there. But thanks everybody. What do we say at the end of the podcast, Eric? Everybody have a great week. We keep it weird. Weird. We'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Who else in the level current? Yeah! Yeah!